You know, sometimes things in life don't always go as planned, but they end up working out in the end for the better. And I think I can say that about myself. I think a lot of people can say that about themselves. And I know we can say it about the Bears after this season. Guys, Bears Country Podcast is back, and we have got a host of people that are going to be on with us. And we're going to have a great time tonight. It's going to be a blast. Let's kick this shit off. Bears country. Where is it? It's in your man cave. Your home. Your car. Your local bar. Your city. State. It's across the world. It's in your heart. And it's here. The Bears Country Podcast. That is right. The Bears Country Podcast is back. And that is my old, my ode to Aldo, the podfather. I took a little bit of a hiatus to go to the bar room and um, try to have some fun over there with Aldo. And we learned a lot of stuff together. I learned a lot from him. I think he learned some stuff from me. We became good friends and it just, we parted on our mutual ways because ultimately this was what I wanted to do was continue to work on my own channel. So uh, we're back. We have a, a, a group of people that are going to be having a lot of fun with us now. It gives me kind of some freedom to change the show a little bit and go in the direction that I wanted to go. And I appreciate that from everyone that I have been working with to get to this point, and I thank you all. So we, let's just bring on everybody tonight, man. We have got PJ, we have got Triple R, we have got Foster Covers, and we have got PJ's brother, Cell. You're the last. Hold on. Well, we, we haven't met you yet, so let's just pull you out for a second, and then let's we'll, we'll bring you back in. <laughs> <laughs> bj man what's going on brother what's happening fellas it's good to see everyone in the bar or i'm sorry not the bar room the country <laughs> podcast here let me get it right uh glad to, glad to be here with you guys as always i always enjoy uh working with a uh, shorty so it's a pleasure it's a pleasure to work with you too man it's a you i love talking with you all you guys and uh i'm glad to have you on the show tonight here and thank you all so much, by the way, for, for joining me tonight on this. This is this is awesome. Triple R, let's go to you next, man. How are you doing tonight, my friend? Yeah, I got to say, cheers. No matter where you're at, it's always a cheers. Big ups to everybody in the chat. Thanks for having me, Shorty, PJ. And nice to meet you, too, PJ's brother. And, and motherfucking Uncle fucking Foster. <laughs> how you doing, Foster? I'm hanging in there, man. <laughs> See, th things do work out. 
things always work out. Just like I said a month ago, they're going to work out for the Bears, man. So mm -hmm. it's really good to see you guys, man. It's It seems like a long time, but I don't know. I just I love you guys, man. I, I said it I from the first show we did together. So When you love hanging out with people, a week, a week seems like a long time. That's for sure. Yeah. So uh, we also, so we have a new guest, which is, I guess it's actually not new to Bears Country Podcast because all you guys have been on the barroom before, but let's bring in uh, PJ's brother here. So nice to meet you, my friend. How are you tonight? I'm doing great. Nice to meet you guys. It is great right to on. have you on. Appreciate you. Thank you. No problem. No problem at all. I love How are you feeling voice. about the Bears? Man, I'm very optimistic. I really appreciate what Ryan Poles is doing, and I'm looking forward to it. Not just this year, but in years to come. Uh, in, in Poles, we trust, right? Yes. That's yes. how I feel. Absolutely. Isn't it strange? I was telling this to my buddy today. He's like, is the apocalypse coming? Like, <laughs> it how, seems like it, right. <laughs> right, like how, how have we ever felt this way about the Bears in our lives, where they had the first pick in the draft, they traded it down. They were the first in history to trade the pick down like that to get to to nine, before uh, before the time before free agency started. I should say, the earliest to, to trade, and who knows what's going to happen from here, man. With the way that polls has been working, he turned five into eleven last year. This is very exciting to think what he's going to do from here on out with what he's already done. Absolutely, I'm very optimistic because it's like. We're starting from scratch. We got our franchise quarterback. He's going to work on that line, I think, via draft. Mm -hmm. we're, we're on our way. We're on our way. I agree. Guys, I think we should we should kind of take a moment here to celebrate how the birth of this happened with the Bears and this kind of apocalyptic vision that I was talking about because um, Mr. Ted Phillips just retired. Rest in retirement. Ted Phillips, go on to knitting sweaters, please. Have nothing more to do with the Bears. <laughs> he is I, a football just, guy. Just go knit some sweaters. No, he is not. He is not a football guy. I mean, if we look at it, what? I mean, what was? What is his claim to fame? The what? Did, what did he do all those all these years? His claim to fame money. is that he's worked for the Bears for like 40 years. Well, but I mean, in, in what capacity was he successful as far as the organization winning games and Super Bowls? Accountant, right? Right. Right. Yeah. So. Accountant to accountant. Yeah, just, just <laughs> with the title president. He don't get money. money. I mean, hasn't this, hasn't this guy knitting a sweater here been the guy that we've for like the last however many years been like he's the problem you know he, w w they have to keep deferring to um you know they have to bring in a a consultant every damn time they have to hire yeah. a general manager and a head coach it's like what what, what, what this guy what what was what was what was his benefit other well other than not that's the wrong term because the purpose of business is to make money right. so for the family and for the mccaskies I'm sure they will have a different perspective, whereas they can say, hey, Ted helped make us, you know, worth five and a half billion dollars. Mm -hmm. But as far as the on-field product and as a fan, why do we give a fuck? 
But if you look at it, Ted could have made him worth ten billion dollars by now, or eight billion if they, if they would have just done the the stadium deal outside of if they would have just done Arlington Heights back when they were redoing Soldier Field. At that point, how could they have decided? Oh, we still want to rent our property from you, Park Dix, Park District. Yeah, what's so, that all about? Th- that was silly back then, and I was I was kind of young, so I didn't really understand all of it then. But I was like. Well, okay. As long as I, I I wanted them to stay in Chicago, but it was the worst move they could have made. Then, not only that, but they they took away the historical monument, uh, you know, faction of the the, the pillars that were there. Okay, so well, designations, right? Who did who did uh, Ted hire that was was a benefit to the organization? Soup Campbell. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, can I just address one thing real quick, guys? Please do. I see uh, J2K said that because of Ted Phillips, basically, uh, he was a, we were first assigned draft picks. I disagree with that. I think that was more to do with Cliff Stein, who is now doing the contracts again. I think that was more Cliff Stein than it was Ted Phillips. Hmm. Because because then after uh, Ryan Pace came here, he removed Cliff Stein from that role, and somebody that came with him from New Orleans started doing it. But now that he's gone, uh, Cliff Stein is doing it again. Foster might might have to check that. I mean, I don't know for sure. He might have done it for a couple years in the early two thousands. I mean, I don't remember, but I'd, I'd want to verify it either way. But okay. Maybe he did do that, but what has the guy really done? Did he bring in Lovey and get us that team, or was that somebody else? General Because the guy's a bean counter, man. I mean, that was his right. job was to count money and make sure money was made and put it in the right places to make more money. It's the only reason he was there, I believe. Just money. And he owed, he was owed he was owed a favor because of Hallis and somebody backed down the line. I don't know if you guys remember hearing this. Yep. That's how he actually got the job. Yes, I heard kind of a favor. Was that wasn't possible? really supposed to be permanent, right? What? Wait, what? What? I, wait, what was this you're talking about? What's the information? Give us the four hundred one, baby. Break it down, Foster. So, so back when they hired him, um, it was actually a favor because he had done some things for the McCaskies. Nobody's yep. heard this before. I have heard it before. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure that people know what I'm talking about. Then he ended up working. So, with and it really oh. wasn't going to be, it, it wasn't going to be a permanent thing. It was going to be temporary. But they, once he got in there, man, it was impossible to get the guy out. Forty. And McCaskies were were a little too weak to 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 move him out, really. Mm-hmm. So he stayed there and, t- and soaked up all the money all these years, man. They were they were liking it's, the it's money. It's kind of like thinking him. Yep, definitely. It's kind of. But it wasn't enough. Because if you look back at it now, it was stupid. Yeah. It's like you gotta yeah. wonder what what did he have on that family? Well, I, I, honestly, I, I I believe it just came down to he made them money, and because yeah. he made them money, that would be it. Around. That would I mean, be it. Yeah, you may not know nothing about football. You may know 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 nothing about the X's and the O's and who to hire, but you can make us money, so we're gonna keep you around. Well, That's exactly I think what I think what Shorty's saying, and then I'll saw real quick is he did make them money, but he's not a football guy. He could have somebody else 
could have made them more money if they had him okay. under him, maybe as the bean counter. Right. Now we got to look at the look at the guy now. We're going to make way more now. Watch. Right. Sorry, right. Saul. Go, man. I was going to say, I think Ted Phillips, he sold out stadiums. He got the fans there, but he didn't put the talent there. And mm-hmm. when they had sold out stadiums, they was, people was going to support the Bears no matter what. And so mm-hmm. since he made money for the organization that way by – Selling out the stadium, um, and what, whatever, whatever. That's why they kept them a long time. They don't care. I didn't care what they put on the field. As long as they sold out stadiums and making money, they didn't care. Exactly. Exactly. They didn't care at all. I'm like, you get one or two high-profile athletes, kind of like almost after their prime, like Julius Pepper, say for instance. Um, you get a couple more trickling in, but just to wet your tongue a little bit, just to get you, okay, we got something. But no, no. It's, it's. You see, I see, I like it. I like, PJ, yo, 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 younger brother's good with me because he got, he's, that's right there. He got me like, yo, uh, Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles, they all, they ain't talking nothing about but winning. That's what right. they for. That's what exactly. they all about. So, right. so Ted, deuces, my 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 dude. You know, good yeah. luck with whatever you're gonna be doing, but be gone. Exactly. <laughs> hey, hey, so could I do so I, I thought you were gonna say Ted Phillips is a motherfucker. Say that he says Phillips knows where the bodies are buried. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there you go. Yep. That's it. You know what, though? That is it. uh, Phillips is – if they would have just gotten that Arlington Heights deal done back in the early 2000s, they would have owned that stadium then. And then where would they be now? Begs the question. Super Bowl champs, money makers, Olympics, all kind of, like, resources and revenue would have been coming in there. I think we would also be looking at if they had built that stadium then, they'd be looking forward to building a new one now because that's 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. That's true. They would have had the money to build it. So, Triple R, you're, you just said Warren is the new money guy. Do you think he's 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 the new Ted Phillips money guy? or do you Well, think he's not an there? accountant. He's not an accountant kind of money guy, but he knows how to make money. I mean, look at his track record. He, he got the – the Minnesota Vikings thing built. So he knows politics. He knows how to deal with people. He was a big 10 commissioner. So, you know, all the different personalities and the, and the vast uh, geographical locations that you got to deal with when he brought in, you know, two West coast teams into the conference. So he knows how to get shit done and getting shit done makes money. He was also uh, an accountant. So yeah, he's a money guy. But it, from a different aspect of revenue flow. And he was also no a, I'm sorry, so uh, he was also a former agent for uh, Chris Zorch. Right. So, so he has that behind him as well. Hmm. So very interesting. Yes. <laughs> that's very interesting. He's got a history. He's got a history that's well documented, man. Yeah, it's a and it's I, a successful history too. That's yes. why I'm like. Ted Phillips, 41423, rest in retirement. 
Hey man, I would pour some out for him, but it ain't all that serious. <laughs> I wouldn't even waste it. I wouldn't even waste the salt. I wouldn't waste it, man. Yeah. I really wonder how much are they paying him in retirement. <laughs> That's a good question. Well, he was there. He was at the organization oh, for forty years. Right. You gotta so think he's, he's got the, some kind of investment right. or or profit sharing or something he, in there. He's got the right for like. <laughs> he's got the McCaskies right there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's, yeah. got the, he's got them doing some something on tape that they shouldn't be doing. <laughs> something more, more like this. He's <laughs> <laughs> got them by the balls somehow, man. Right. You know, uh, the chat, St. Omni saying, you know, I'm not spreading rumors. I'm just reporting what's in the chat. You know, but St. Omni said that uh, they, uh, the McCaskies killed Muggs and Phillips knows where the body's buried. Exactly, yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He looks like he does. That like he he kinda looks like he's part of the mafia. Man. <laughs> Heard that one before. Especially since he's knitting. Cliff Cliff says I think Phillips is still a consultant on the board, and I'm looking at that right now because I was about to say that. Yes, he is a, still a consultant and on board. Yeah, that's that means lifetime money. job, lifetime money. Oh, See, he's, he will be making money till he dies. Yep. I mean, I, I think and yeah, yeah, he's 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 embedded in them. His so, kids, kids got money. Yeah, I think yeah, he's he's a part yeah. of that family now. I just yep, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. He is literally, yeah. literally family. Yeah, I agree. All right, guys. Uh, so I kind of want to move on to the next subject. I would like to know, like, if I want to ask all of you guys on the panel here, would it matter if the Bears stayed at nine? Whoever that they drafted became a Hall of Famer. And you can insert well, whosoever name you want. Not my own name. I have my like I, I can insert a couple there. But if you had okay, for example, if the Bears had drafted Mahomes at three, would you guys have gasped at the time? You mean oh, at the same time we took Mitch? It, well, in twenty seventeen, when the Bears were drafting, if they would have just stayed at three and they drafted Patrick Mahomes at three. I would like to know what your thoughts would have been at the, of that. Nah, I would have been I would have been upset that they didn't take Watson, but I definitely That's wouldn't have been as pissed as I, as I was when they drafted uh, Trubisky. Right, you would have probably had more hope at least. I mean, right? I mean and more. that's yeah. I, well because everybody knew that there was maybe potential for Holmes. To, I don't know if you guys remember. Watson was the guy that was going to make the easiest transition to the NFL, and he was going to be on the field within a season and a half, leading teams to victory if they put the right people around him. Mm -hmm. And it and that kind of almost happened. Look at look at what happened with in uh, with the Texans. Right. So it's a, it's kind of a good thing. Again, going back real quick, it's kind of a good thing we didn't draft him. We wouldn't be sitting here talking about the stuff we're talking about today. So I guess you <laughs> never know. I was going to say you Sam never know. Just made a good point. Nagy would have ruined him. Yep, he would have ruined him. It, it, it would have like shot his career down. He would have, you know, did well like what well, he's doing well now in Kansas City, of course. But like his confidence would have been shot because they wouldn't have surrounded him with talent. You wouldn't have had no Tyreek Hill around him. Right. You would have had Allen Robinson, but it still wouldn't have been enough. They would have shot. Wouldn't have that tight end, who's his most it, important component. Exactly. Well, yeah. So. I think if you go back, you have to you have to look at it in parts, because when it first happened, your first initial reaction would be like, 
well, why did they choose this guy? That would be your right. first reaction. But then, of course, once he hops on the field and what he does there, then you'll be able to say from there how you feel about it, whether or not he had success, whether or not he stumbled, whether or not he failed. Those are the things that you have to factor in. And I, as much as I don't like Nagy, I do remember that Mahomes' first year in the league, he was under Nagy as his quarterback coach in Kansas City. True. So uh, I I don't like Nagy, but <laughs> I think he helped uh, Mahomes some type of way being his quarterback coach for that first full year. Also, mm-hmm. give me a second, Sal. Uh, also, the fact that he had a great, not a great, a good quarterback ahead of him in Alex Smith who showed him how to be a professional quarterback. What I was going to say is he had Nagy, but he also had Eric Bieniemy, and he also had Andy Reid. But Bieniemy was only the running backs coach at the time. But still, I think as a quarterbacks coach, he didn't really have much say. I think Reid made that final decision and was more of an influence than Nagy was to him. I, I'll give you that. I, I believe that. That's what I'll I give you that. I'll give you that. And so <laughs> Nagy was kind of like the quote-unquote uh, uh, the fall guy per se. Oh, he's a he's a guru, but actually it was Andy Reid. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I agree with that. I think, but I think he had a more personable relationship day in day out with Nagy because right. he had to deal with him all the time. Right. So right. therefore, you know, they had a good relationship there. So that's why I say mm-hmm. I, I I'm not a fan of Nagy at all, but I do give him some credit for what Mahomes became. Right. Right. I do too. I mean, you have to give him some credit for that, right? But yeah. at some point, you have to because he was a part of it. But right. I don't know. I just I, I tend to think that the Bears would have would have made Mahomes fail also, just because that's it's like where quarterbacks go to die. Well, if I may, I think part it of was the, until now. Well, I think part of the problem was we had a culture up until then that we didn't have really not an offensive stable or a stable offensive mind in there because we, I think at the time, if we had Fox as our head coach and Dow Loggins as our offensive coordinator, who I don't think would have been a good, would have been able to mold him well. Then we had uh, Mike Glennon, who was a starting quarterback. So I don't know how much Mahomes would have learned from those guys. That was the biggest Dumbest mistake ever. Stork. His neck was so long. It is ridiculous. You said it perfectly. He the look biggest over the, He looks over dumbest? like the, Oh my goodness. Ah. <laughs> ah. He had like a fucking chi- like a turkey neck, didn't he? Right, right. Man. He was pitiful. He uh, was way, way, way too and fucking he's still in the league, I believe. He's still in the league. <laughs> he's still – One of the best two jobs in the NFL, a kicker and a backup quarterback, right? It might be backup quarterback and then kicker. Backup quarterback to a non backup quarterback. quarterback behind Trubisky, uh, Chase Daniel. Yeah, he, that guy's he made just, like – I think he just money. retired, I think. 
Just yeah, he's, he's, he's made more than some most presidents. Exactly. Man. <laughs> I think it's sixty-seven million dollars he's made. Right. Yeah. Holding the clipboard, holding the tablet. Eighteen seasons or nineteen seasons, something like that. That's terrible. Yeah. But but a, but a kicker never gets hit though, right? Right. So is that is that better to make five million as a kicker for forty years? Like, you no, know, no, no. Old? His name is uh, Vanderjet. Saint Saint Omni is great, long snapper. That's the job to have. Exactly. That's, that's what I was going to say. But but they don't make as much money, and they do get hit right. six or eight times a game. So right. right. How, what guys? Why were the backup I, QBs got the money? How the fuck is the long snapper so important? You're telling me that the center can't do that? Exactly. You are Cody, Cody right here. Cody Whitehair. You got to do a long snap. So why transfer? <laughs> you know, why just – oh, I don't get it. I, I don't get that. It's like, well, I mean, come on, fellas. I mean, just think about Manly. He's usually the, was the first – the gunner, after he snapped the ball, yep. he was the first one down the field to make that tackle. You don't want your starting center doing that bullshit. And also the starting center needs to be – on the sidelines with the rest of the offensive line taking a blow and talking about the offensive series while the team's guys, you know, do the team shit. Because when the punters and the kickers are practicing, who are they practicing with? The starting center? Right, the long yeah. snapper. Yeah. So you got to have a guy. True. I missed what my is- calling. I should have studied to be a long snapper. That's- <laughs> there you go. Man, that's all you do. Right. Your head between that's your legs, it. that's it. Why not Just have spin your that ball through your legs? Why not have your backup center as a long snapper? He, you know what, though? I, that's a good question, but I don't think he'd be in shape. Because well, big guys. Are, are they the same skill? athletic profile as like exactly. a man? Is the, like as Manly, the, is the backup center going to be able to be a gunner? Nope. No. Yeah. See, Manly was like, say, for instance, 6'3, maybe 260. A center is going to be closer to 300. Right. And he's not going to run downfield and try to keep you be a gunner and try to make that tackle. He'll get no. 10 yards down the field. He's out of breath. You are your you are PJ's brother. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All this good inside out shit. <laughs> that and the voice. <laughs> hey, I want to go back to the to what you guys were talking about real quick because I didn't get to say anything about with Mahomes. Yeah, I can't give Nagy credit for anything, man. I'll I'll give his 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 assistants to credit because I just never could, I never wanted that guy here from day one. Never, I never, I never liked him. I never thought he was any good at anything. And I'm not kidding you. Even with Kansas City, it's just he's there and he's what's his name's buddy, man. He's back again. So I'll be honest, I was suspect he, too. He might have like, finally got some experience coaching the Bears, but I still wouldn't trust the guy. Serious, just me. I, I was I was suspect because I don't like uh, players that or, or coaches that come from the uh, Reed system because Reed does all of the play calling, if not Absolutely. most of it. He'll hand it off to the, whatever coach, his offensive coordinator, for a game or two or a half a season, just to like, oh, get him a job. And then when, the, when Nagy got the job, and and he failed, and then everyone was complaining about. Um, the next one up in the enemy, I thought, well, how would, how, if you can never take any offensive coordinator from a team that has a fucking Hall of Fame quarterback, in my opinion, and go, oh, that's our next head coach. 
the, the quarterback is what's making that team. It's not the offensive coordinator. It might be like the offensive coordinator, but in this case, it's always Andy Reid. So it doesn't really matter what what he's pumping out from the offensive uh, the OC position. It just seems like every one of those guys are going to be a failure because they never get to really succeed within his team. So, how many how many head head coach successes are there from Belichick and Reed's tree? How many? I think um, the uh, the current uh, the Panthers what? head coach was from there, and he's what? about the most successful. Philly, Philly's coach from Reed's from Reed's tree, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who's the guy? Who's the guy? The Panthers head coach now. Um, uh, he, he was the Eagles. Yeah. Okay. Coach when they beat the the Patriots in the Super Bowl, so, that guy. About, uh, uh, Frank Wright. <laughs> yeah, Frank Wright. Yeah, Frank Wright. Yeah, Frank no, Wright. No. good in Indianapolis though. <laughs> no, he's in Indianapolis. Yeah. It wasn't Frank Wright. It was. Uh, he. If, uh, Frank Wright is currently the uh, head coach for Carolina. Yeah, yeah Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So, and then um, but uh, Peterson is in Jacksonville. And he was like the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also look at the Philly head coach. He came from that tree too. Right, mm-hmm. but the truth the true test is to see how the enemy is going to do in Washington. There it is, right there. So yeah, now he exactly yeah. that was the move. Bring him on, make him an actual offensive coordinator, yeah. and see what he can yep. do. Yeah. So yeah. if he fails there. He's, he lost a shot as a head coach. Right. Being under the Nagy Reed or the uh, the, the Nagy Reed, the Andy Reed uh, <laughs> head coaching tree doesn't necessarily make you, a, you know, I love that move by the commanders, by the yep. way. Yep. Well, I, I'll say it, it, can, it can be detrimental instead of beneficial being under Reed or Belichick. Well, right. I, I, th- I think with, I think Reed currently has more success with assistant coaches doing well better in the uh, NFL than what uh, Belichick did. However, yeah. I will say this though that 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 group out of the Shanahan tree, they're the ones who's uh, making waves because yes. you have the guy in uh, Green Bay. Yep. You have the guy in uh, um, Rams in Miami, Rams. the Rams, right. Minnesota. Yep. So. Uh, you have you have these guys, so I think his tree is pretty nice as well. Yep. Belichick, he has a couple, but like Josh McDaniels, he is a terrible head coach. Yeah, I'm <laughs> oh sorry, he's terrible. Yeah, he did not he's, do enough, he's not doing nothing with the Raiders, and then he was at the Broncos before, right? Correct. It was terrible. Yes. I so agree. I think his name is just getting him a head coaching job. Well, I think he. He, I think he did well with uh, um, Brady, but then, then again, who wouldn't? So, exactly. uh, but Matt a coordinator, not a head coach. Exactly. I think as a head coach, I, yeah, I think he has to prove himself as a head coach. Right. But as a play caller, I think he did well with Brady, and I think that's what's transferring him him over to be able to get these head coaching jobs because of the success Brady had. But and how do you know? Brady wasn't calling most of those plays either, though. How do you know he wasn't well, really? Well, you know, for the most part, we don't think that. I mean, because you look at Belichick, he's a defensive guy. Right. So for Brady to have his success, people automatically assume it had to be because of McDaniels. True. Mm-hmm. True. Hey, does Pete Carroll have a coaching offspring? He Not he, he had uh, he oh, had Dan Quinn. 
He had Quinn and uh, Bradley, uh, Gus Bradley, I think his name is, who was a uh, head coach for, was it San Diego? Uh, but I know he's a good defensive coordinator. But, mm. yeah, he, he they had him. But it's like Quinn and Gus Bradley. Those are only the only two I can think of off the top of my head regarding. Didn't uh, Ken Norton Jr. come under him and go somewhere else, but not as a head coach? No, yeah, he went. He was a defensive coordinator. I think he probably went to Dallas. I think I'm not sure. I'm not for sure. Though, but okay, okay. Yeah, he was. He was. Yeah, Ken Norton was under. <laughs> so not very extensive for old Pete. Right. Sneaky Pete. Exactly. <laughs> not at all. I got. So, so PJ, uh, my buddy's my buddy's lurking out there, and he's literally texting me, and and I'm trying to text him back, and I just started cracking up, man, because he's like, uh, "Hey, why don't they try Jenkins at tackle?" So I just started laughing, man. But it's it's going back to what you said, and I said, "Dude, I'm telling him, I want you to type that in the chat and ask PJ that." <laughs> so I I, I'm just saying, I had to throw it in because I'm going to forget it, man. I know you guys were talking about other stuff. And there's a lot of stuff, and there's a lot of questions in the chat too. We can hit those anytime, man. Let, let me uh, let so, me hit on that uh, Jenkins real quick, uh, and I'm gonna say this. And, Tommy, wait, Tommy, Tommy. I hope you're listening to this, man. And say this. I think there was an interview that Poles did. I can't. I don't remember who it was with. It could have been with Adam Johns or something like that. But the question he uh, he posed was, when he came here, he didn't realize that. Um, Jenkins could fit at guard. And I'm like, okay, so does that mean he can't fit at tackle? It wasn't made clear to me by listening to that interview. So my whole point is, I know that, you know, there was a, a stigmatism about the short arms and Jenkins has 33 inch arms, but that's what about, I think what Joe Thomas had. So that's about the shortest they say normally Hey, they want their tackles arms to be. So mm -hmm. I still believe he can play tackle. I think that's truly his best position, but I'm not going to rehash that over and over. But it was it was an interview is what I'm getting at, where I heard him say something like he was pleasantly surprised to see that Jenkins can play guard. But I'm like, I really want to know what he has to say about Jenkins playing tackle. That's what I really want to hear. I do too, because you brought that up, you know, on the bar room before and you just you really you you made me think as somebody with his height going down and yes you know being in a three-point stance with back and neck injuries and then taking that impact from a lower you know yes. leverage guy up into yes. his neck yes that, that could have caused his neck injuries and now they're talking about moving to the left guard and it's like that's that seems Deja vu. better for me. I agree with you on that. Deja vu of Kyle Long all over again for me. I mean, I thought that's what it messed up with Kyle Long. Kyle Long yeah. was the most athletic offensive lineman in that draft. I remember him and Lane Johnson, I believe, was in that same draft. Kyle Long was more athletic than what Lane Johnson was. And when they put him at guard, I was like, what are we wasting? But I remember we had Aaron Cromer as our offensive coordinator. Oh, offensive coordinator slash offensive line coach. And if you remember what he did in New Orleans, he had his best lineman as the center and the two guards. And he just had the uh, tackles to fan their guys out. So he put, put more pressure or had his better lineman as the guards. 
So when he came here, Jenkins being a bit, I mean, not Jenkins, uh, Long being a better lineman, he put him at guard and put Jordan Mills at tackle because Jordan Mills, all he had to do was just push his guy out the way, but he wanted to have that solid front with Long up front to be able to have a good pocket for the quarterback. That was his, that was his men- mentality. But did Long play guard in college, though, at Oregon? He played left guard at Oregon, I believe. But okay. he only played one year, if I'm not mistaken, as guard. He only okay. played one year because he was a baseball player, okay. I think, for Virginia or something like that. Then he went out to Oregon. I think he played like maybe one year, two years at the most, and it was at left guard. Gotcha. I don't know. It's a, it's it's going to be interesting because would it matter if to anyone here on the – there's a lot of people that think you draft either offensive lineman, defensive lineman, or cornerback here. And I'm curious to know what you guys think about that because is there any other player that you would actually take at nine if they didn't trade? <laughs> Can I chime in on that one? It's, absolutely. Go ahead. Um. Okay. It I'm starting to like not really like what I'm hearing about Jalen Carter. It's like I'm hearing more and more that he's taking plays off. It, his motor is not going 100% all the time. So I'm skipping him. I might even trade down some more. Only because if I trade down, like I think Pittsburgh is like rumored to try to want the number nine pick. And if I can trade down, Will Weatherspoon, the defensive back of Illinois, still be available, you think? Or you think he'd be going to 17? Possibility. He might be there. He might be there. I will grab him. That's a cornerback. Or I will get that offensive tackle from Tennessee. He'd be there, definitely. Yeah. I will get him. And then, like, if you get another second-round pick, I will go after uh, um, defensive linemen. Like the one out of, I think, Auburn, I think, this – Moving up, Derek Hall. Yeah. So, well, let me let me give let me answer that question as best I can. Unless Triple R, you want to go? Go ahead. I think for me, because our biggest need is to be able to protect Justin Fields. True. Because that's our biggest needs. That's why I want to address that in the first round. So you stay with nine. I'm sorry. You stay with the number nine pick. Well, my dream scenario would be trade back to like 16 with uh, Washington, uh, to where at 16, hopefully, I would be able to still be able to get Skaronsky. And I would put Skaronsky, you know, I'll draft Skaronsky. That's and, one out of Northwestern, right? Right. Okay. Because I think he's the all around safest pick as well as the most sure thing as far as offensive line goes. I mean, you have some upside with um, Paris Johnson and probably Broderick Jones, but I think the safest pick is uh, Skronsky. So I would go with him. But see, that's because I believe Jenkins is a tackle. So I would have Skronsky and draft him at guard, put him at left guard, have uh, uh, Jenkins as uh, my right tackle. But see, I know that's me, and it's hard for me to get out of that mind space of wanting that because if the Bears don't view Jenkins as that, maybe Paris Johnson is the best fit who might not be there at nine because, you know, I see some mocks where they got 
the uh, Raiders taking him at seven. So I don't know, but that's where I'm at. So Swansea is a tackle in college, right? Yeah, but never played guard in college. Yeah, but he's only six foot four with thirty two inch arms, so they project him to be a guard. But uh, the NFL, his success is in college as a tackle, though, right? Right. I think it he got short arms, he got T-Rex arms, but I think he's still going to be a good tackle. There's no tackle in the NFL currently with 32-inch arms. Is he an All-American in college? There has been other, like Whitehair. He was a guard in, I mean, he was a tackle in college. Okay, okay, I see, okay. So that's what I'm saying. So when you get to that point of dealing with the NFL, I think like I said, the shortest you want to go is 33-inch arms. He better start doing some uh, hanging up on the bar, just like get longer. Just that, longer. that actually worked. Yeah, <laughs> just just hang. Just hang. Yeah. I'm thinking as far as what happens at nine, I'm I'm put it like this. I'll so far, Poles is doing this very smartly, very future thinking. You know, it's not about the 2023 season or the 2024 season. He wants the North and keeping it after we take it. So that means longevity. So I understand that theoretically top 10 picks are supposed to be the cream of the crop as the cream rises to the top. But I don't necessarily believe that that's true in all cases. And as far as building a successful franchise and being blessed, once again, peace out, lovey. Thank you. With the number one pick, you want to milk that for as much as possible. I understand that your blue chip guys are like your top level and then whatever the next color uh, designation is, is next down. And then he's got like five different levels. So you don't want the bottom three. So let's say you want to stick to the top two levels. I believe you can get that outside of the top 10. And if you trade back however far, there's no limit to it, as long as the compensation is valuable. Everybody agrees that this draft, the sweet spot is between 20 and 60 area where the best guys are. And so, okay, if you can trade back and get, you know, more picks in that area, if that means, you know, giving up some of our later round stuff to throw in to even it out, or if we can still get future, you know, first, second, third, fourth round capitals in 24 and or 25, you know, on out. Because as you get further out, that value goes lower. But then when that time comes there, it's like, oh, shit, you know, that's a second round hit. You know, that value goes higher. So if we can, you know, push that out, which smartly, you know, taking the emotions out of it and just looking at, all right, we want to sustain winning. So we need sustained talent. We want good talent. But guess what? I'm Ryan Pose. I'm a professional fucking scout. My assistant GM, Ian Cunningham, a professional fucking scout. We've come from organizations that were battling in the Super Bowl last year. So I have utmost confidence that they will identify the talent, whatever round. The only guy I'm pounding the table for is, is uh, Tommy at a board. You know, his, his, his measurables are, you know, as, high, as higher than any. His motor is there. 
He's got a goddamn degree in psychology from Northwestern. I mean, so his character is not an issue. Carter, I don't give a fuck where he is. I'm not drafting his ass. You know, on-field red flags, off-field red flags. That's just way too many goddamn red flags. So it's like not. So I'm thinking logically I would trade back, don't matter how far back, because I'm going to identify me and my uh, assistant GM and our scouting staff are going to identify those gems and those talents that the talking heads aren't talking about. And I'm going to get as much capital as I can for future drafts. So, you know, next year, instead of having two uh, first round picks, we'll have three first round picks or some shit. And then, you know, that flexibility factor is always there. You can always trade you can always take a guy. So uh, long story short, trade back, milk this number one pick for as much as you can. I like that. All right. I'm good. Yeah. Word, word. Oh, I disagree, though. Uh, What's up? I'm playing. I'm playing. No, uh, <laughs> right, right. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Talking and I'm muted. But, uh, I, was but say, I, I, I was saying that if you do that, then eventually you find you go to quantity over quality, and then eventually you might find quality over quantity after you've yeah. drafted all these guys. Because if you look at the draft, like any draft, go back and look at history. How many how, how many Hall of Famers are in each draft, right? And where do they where do they land in the first round and the second all the way through to UDFA's fifth round? Tom Brady, Jordan Peter, or, all the way to UDFA's. Jordan Peters was a our what our that's our tackle uh, two years ago, right? Last Not year, Jordan Peters, um, um, Jason, Jason Peters, yeah, yeah, UDFA yeah. Hall of Famer. Yep. I mean, uh, Tony Romo, UDFA. Yep. He might be a Hall of Famer one day. I don't know, but he I think he broke a lot of most records, so he could be. And he's, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so you can find him anywhere, guys. And, if, and it, this kind of brings me to one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, like, would it matter if who they drafted at nine if he was a Hall of Famer? And I think you guys already talked about that. Would it matter? Well, I think in the grand scheme of things, it won't matter. However, at the time, it matters because, like I said, because I see we needing offensive line help for us True. to go out and draft. But if you can get that later in the draft at the same value of, of somebody that you thought was going to be uh, an all-pro that turned out to be a bust, and then now you got your, your tackle and your offensive guard in the third and well, fourth well, round, well, what I'm you saying, JSN at nine and JSN's a Hall of Famer. But what I'm, but what I'm saying is – at the time, you know, like come next Thursday night, at the time, if they call JSN's name, I'm gonna be like, oh man, we could have we could have got this offensive line. That's at that time. Now come the season and JSN shows out, be the star and all that. Yeah, of course I'm gonna change my mind then. But at the time <laughs> of the draft that night, I'm gonna be like, Man, I wish we would have got, got an offensive line. That's gonna be my immediate thought. Yeah, but if it played out in the season that the guy that they got in the third round was the guy you thought they were going to get in the first round, but JSN becomes a, becomes a Hall of Famer, or insert here, Kalijah Kansi, if they took if if they blew up the world and took Kalijah Kansi at nine, I, just, let's just put that out there because I like mm -hmm. to pontificate, guys. You guys okay. know that by now. <laughs> Fuck you, Foster. <laughs> 
if they took JSN at nine and he became a Hall of Famer, would it matter? Would it matter? Um, well, just like a kid, you know, open up a, a new uh, a present on Christmas or whatever exactly. holiday you celebrate. It's like, what the fuck is this? But then in July, it's like, oh, this is the greatest gift ever because right. you're using it. You know, so at the time, you know, sure, there's going to be disappointment because whoever polls selects at whatever position, somebody's going to be mad because it's not their guy right. or he traded back. The only right. person, only people that are going to be happy is like, oh, yeah, that's my dude. Right on, Pose. Other than that, it's like, oh, what the fuck is this guy doing? He, you know, he doesn't know what he's doing. But I look at it like last year, as Shorty alluded to, that Pose turned all those late round picks into some starters. Yeah. You know, so we he back then he was shopping in like Goodwill and like the <laughs> bands and all that. You know, so this season, you know, with more resources, we hoping that, you know, he's shopping at like, you know, TJ Maxx or Ross or Marshalls or some shit. <laughs> you know, and then hey, as trip. we build that capital and build that depth and get starters at all these positions, you know, next year and the year after, we can move up to like Neiman Marcus and Saks Fifth Avenue and take those players because we'll have that depth that they can move in and do their thing and not have the other the other opposition focus on them because they know, well, shit, uh, that's the only star that they got. So all these other scrubs, we don't double team and we stop the star. Whereas opposed to now you have depth, now you have like potential stars at a lot of positions. Now you bring in a ball buster, blue chip motherfucker. And now it's like, what do we do? We can't double team him because we got other issues to worry about. Right. And the, the other thing is we have how many quarterback or wide receivers that are signed after this season? Well, well, let me let me stop you right there and ask a question to the panel. Are we sure that Darnell Mooney's coming back? Not only because he's small and right. ran a lot of different wrong routes, but because of the, the pin and the ankle and the contract, are we sure he's coming back? I am. Well, the season will show. I'm not. I'm not. Not 100%. I don't think they're going to sign Mooney and Claypool. I think it's one or the other. Well, what do you mean by this year? I mean, this year or are you talking about next year? Well, I mean, as far this, as if you're building by the end of this draft, season. you want to you want to draft probably whoever's replacement. If you think, well, you see, that's the thing. You don't know whether it's going to be a Claypool or a Mooney, and they're both you know different statures. So mm -hmm. when you draft, you want to have an eye toward the receiver room for a young talent. But it's like, well, who do you? What mold do you go after? Like a Mooney kind of stature guy or a Claypool kind of stature guy? And my, the question is based on. With the pin in Mooney's ankle and, you know, not being a polls drafted for or traded for a guy, mm -hmm. does he make it back this season and beyond this season, you know, that will answer the question itself depending on how they play. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll, I'll say this. I believe that I look at it like this. Polls drafted two receivers already. We drafted four. We drafted Claypool and we drafted more so having gained two players within the last two wide receivers in the last six months i'm not saying do don't address the wide receiver position however i would draft them later like the fourth round on because our biggest needs are again the offensive line 
to protect Fields, and then a defensive line to get after the other quarterback. We only had 20 sacks last year, and our leading sack person was our strong safety, who was a rookie. So, yeah. so again, that's why that goes back to uh, Shorty's question. Will I be upset with who they pick at nine? Yeah, because I'm thinking because I'm looking at it from the lens of <clears throat> where is our biggest needs? Our biggest needs is offensive line, defensive line, and we don't go that route. At that moment, next Thursday, I'm going to be disappointed. If the year come around and JSN or whatever, or even a cornerback, if yeah, they turn out to be great, yeah, so be it. But if if Fields is still getting sacked 50 times, I'm still going to be looking like, well, how have, how have that helped Fields and how how has has that helped us determine whether or not Fields is the guy because he's still running for his life and he can't sit back there long enough to make a pass? Well, I'm just under the assumption that Poles and Cunningham are aware of the O-line deficiencies and they're not just going to, you know, draft all defense and say, fuck the O-line, just, just to figure it out itself. Right. I have confidence that they are going to address every position group up to a sufficient level as much as they can. Okay, but let me ask you this question. Let me let me put it to you like this. Let's say uh, he drafts all these other positions and he he finally dresses the O line at uh, in the fifth round. In the fifth round, he drafts a guy. The guy uh, is just average to below average at best. So, are you going to say now that are you going to be happy with what he did, or are you going to say you know what at least he addressed it? Or well, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get myself up and bring my pressure up worrying about what's gonna happen no, 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 you know, no. in the future. I I'm mean I understand asking. I understand the concept what you're saying that but he, I'm not saying I, yeah. wait hold on, hold on let, me, let me understand. Are you so you're saying you're concerned, if not worried, about what might happen? No, no, no. What I'm saying is if he drafts the guy in the fifth round. If this, that's if, what might happen. No, no, what I'm saying. If he dra if he drafts a guy in the fifth round, the year comes, and while the year happening, he's average to below average, and uh, Fields is still getting sacked 50 times. How are you going to feel about him? Although he addressed the uh, offensive line, but he didn't address until the fifth round. How are you going to feel that he took the till the fifth round to do it and it didn't work out? Can I? I might I might feel a little bit better. If the situation is he took Skaronsky, let's say at nine, and Skaronsky turns out to be a bust, you would feel better. Which one? That he missed on a guy in the fifth, as opposed to missing a guy at nine. Well, let's go back to nine first, man. I mean, I got like there's like three things I could say. Trading back here, you know what? Fucking J2K again, man. This guy's awesome. <laughs> so he had a question in here, and this kind of goes with your nine, Shorty, trading back number nine, because that's – I did have to step out, but I've been listening the whole time. Um, J2K's question was something like uh, – real quick. What – oh, who if, – if you're going to pick up here at number nine, who's a potential Hall of Famer, and who has the highest potential out of anybody you're going to pick? So I was looking at at that going, and I just I ran three names ran off the top of my head, and it was Anderson, Nolan Smith, and Weatherspoon. For for some reason, those guys are stuck in my head as high ceilings. Maybe they could be potential Hall of Famers. They're probably going to be, in my eyes, 
some long-term pro bowlers. So I don't think it really matters. I I, I still think trade unless unless Carter's sitting there, I'm trading down probably. I mean, I'd have to really see who's there. <coughs> Especially to keep I just saw something again today on CBS with this 17 and 32 trade with Pittsburgh. We'll get back to that. But but um and and he asked everybody to name to do this. So with that I would I would probably more than likely trade back and I don't I will not be surprised like somebody we guys you guys mentioned it earlier. How many times have we talked about what he did last year getting 11 picks? I still say he's going to get 15 picks this year and two or three next year late rounders but that's it. I wish I could I could find his oh here's J2K's questions and this goes with trading back in 9 because if you're going to draft a guy in the top 10 you want he's got to be something great, right? I mean that's the idea of it. So who do you guys think has the highest ceiling in this draft and most likely to be a Hall of Famer? And, and those those three names I said, and, and that's just me, because I think those guys, all three of them actually have the potential of being Hall of Famers in my eyes, the way I look at it. You've got Nolan Smith. Is, God knows what he's capable. We know what Anderson is, and I think he's going to get better. And Weatherspoon in college, anyways, is probably the best cornerback I've seen in my lifetime. The only guy I could – compare pictures with would be like Deion Sanders or because of their capabilities or Dick, Dick night train lane used to be on the Cardinals and the bears back in the fifties guy. He was the first quarterback that you see that we have today. And he was in the fifties, man. Um, and then the last thing is you guys go back to this. I just want to tell PJ, man, quit being nice and being all sweet and shit. Cause you make the rest of us kind of look like a bunch of fucking assholes, but I'll <laughs> shut up now. <laughs> Can I ask you a question real quick? Are we worried about Hall of Fame players? Or are we worried about quality players to get to the Super Bowl? Quality. I, keep saying, I see. I keep hearing people saying, "Is he going to be a Hall of Fame player?" I don't care about that as long as we get to the bowl. We can have mediocre players or above-average players get us to that level. Dallas Cowboys had an offensive line that was remarkable back when Troy Aikman was playing. How many of those players are in the Hall of Fame? Maybe one or two, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they got rings. Right, they got rings. But, they, right. but but that's the point, though. I think if you get the rings, you also get the Hall of Fame. True, but I'm worried about quality before I do the uh, Hall that's, of Fame. That's why I've been saying this the whole time, quantity over quality. Absolutely. You want well, more see, players to see, get quality with the more quantity you add. Right. I mean, it's, everybody's so hung up that we have to take somebody at nine because that's a top tier talent. But it's like, no, you know, the talent goes all throughout this draft. And right. to go along with all the, the way to the day to day, yeah. I can't. The only guy I'm pounding the table for is uh, Tommy Ataboy. Other than that, I haven't studied all these motherfuckers. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Poles and staff is going through division two, division three. You know, he, they're scouring the earth and they're going to unearth those gems. You know, I'm not that deep into it. You know, shout out to J2K. Shout out to all the draft procrastinators like uh, Jordan, you know, Swifty, Nomad. 
you know, you know, that's your thing. And I'm down. I'm, you know, I'm with you. I do a couple mocks every now and then, but I don't profess to have the knowledge of the inner workings, the medical charts, the interviews, the meeting of these players like the front office does. So I defer all that shit to them. I just like Adebore because all of his measurables and qualities and on-field play, yeah, that, that's the dude right there. But other than that, all right. always trust. All right, let me say this. Then me, they're quit fucking talking so much, Triple R, and let PJ say something. <laughs> I'll say this. I think, I, 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 I think what the hang-up is is this. You have a chance to draft Quentin Nelson at his best at nine. Or, or, or you wait later on in the second round and you pick up white hair. Which one are you going with? Quentin well Nelson. said. Well asked question. Well, well, I mean, considering that Nelson has brought how many Super Bowls to Indy? You right, mm-hmm. right, and this year he was terrible. Well, not the whole Again, line was terrible. I should say. I'm saying drafting Nelson at his best, at his best. or drafting Whitehair. And Whitehair's had a, what ten year career? One, Made a couple Pro Bowls. One one Pro Bowl as an alternate center. Okay, and so he so played a couple Nelson. positions. Okay. So I mean, he for the value, Whitehair was the better value. <laughs> Well, See, that's that's why. I just didn't say that's. Let me just finish this real, real quick, Foster. Only thing I'm saying is because if our biggest need is offensive line, you have a chance to draft the best offensive alignment, in my opinion. You draft. Well, the yeah, best but 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 the biggest need, the biggest D line, O line. You know what? Which one's the biggest need? Well, that's what I'm saying. For me. It's offensive line because of, because you got to protect field. So that's what I'm saying. I right. would rather go with this blue blue chip player who I know who I really strongly believe is going to be a success. Get that taken care of, then address these address these other positions later on. But I the like only one one of the flaws with that though is like Scaranci is your guy, right? Right. And where do you want him to play it? Uh, left, left tackle guard. or left guard? Left guard. All right, so he's your starting left guard for the next 10 years as the expression goes, which is so fucking stupid. But, all right, fine. So what does that do for right tackle? What does that do for center, which is still up in the air? You know, now Tevin, who's been bumped from the right guard position, is now battling with Skaronsky for left guard reps. You know, that still leaves a D-line. So you're putting a lot of eggs in that Skaronsky basket where there's so many other deficits. Well, under my under my under my scenario, Jenkins becomes a right tackle, set sitting there right b- beside Davis and leaving. Him and Nate Davis on that right side, we're done. We got uh, Jones and uh, Scrantzio on the left side, we're done. So yeah, I'm going to draft a center later on, or n- until then have uh, White here hold the position down. But that's what I'm saying. So my point is. If I get my line set, I'm there. I'm now done with that. Now the other needs, like you said, the defensive line. In the second round, I'm trying to get a, a Tommy. I'm trying to get a, a Mozzie Smith. I'm trying to get somebody on that defensive line because mm-hmm. I got my offensive line now set. That's the that's where I'm coming from, as opposed to 
trying to draft a, a corner or wide receiver in the first round, then trying to find not a, a non-blue chip player later on to address one of my bigger needs being the offensive line, if that makes sense to you guys. Well, that makes sense from your perspective as you're still putting seven at right tackle. Yeah, but that's nobody in Alice Hall said shit about putting seven at right tackle. Well, I'm going to make a phone call to uh, polls after we get done here tonight. Yeah, send an email to um, President Warren. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get I want to get in on this, and then Sal and Dan, you guys got to say something too. But but going back to the line, man, I, we're in better shape than people think. I I know everybody's the right tackle, the center. We don't have a left guard. Um, does anybody remember Jatiri Carter? And Dieter Eisland played some pretty good left guard in preseason and a couple oh, games. Carter, yes. So, I mean, it's not just Tevin being there because not only do we got to have frontline guys, guys, we got to have guys that are going to – 17 games now. When it was 14, it was a lot of guys played 14 games. But 17 games was, now, a lot of guys don't make 14 games. you yep. got to have – Quality on the bench. Go ahead. The the other thing to take in consideration here is Leatherwood had fucking mono guys. Could you imagine how much how difficult it would be to get over mono yeah. and go back to your normal job? You, you, no well, yeah, but the thing, but you didn't let me get finish with that. He had reps. He was bent over because I was going to discuss Leatherwood and Kellen Deesh. Mm -hmm. There's so many guys on this roster. I mean. Yeah, Triple R. You brought up even Nisi the other day, Nisi. So I started looking at him. I, I don't know about the guy because there's not a lot on him. But but they kept him on the team. Yeah. So I, who do we have? I, I keep saying, man, if we get a freaking center, like before, I, I said if we would have signed Posick, um, and we get a center, okay, we need a right tackle. But I think everything else we're we're covered. We don't even realize it. That's why I'm I'm, I'm more inclined to see the Bears trade this pick especially if Skronsky's sitting there and these other guys aren't because somebody like Pittsburgh might take them. They got problems with they right. could use an extra tackle on another garden, and, and they kind of think that Skronsky can be a right tackle. I don't know. I, I'm not there, but I'm, I'm just throwing all this out there. I don't think we're as bad on the line as we think. Yeah. But what I was saying about that whole thing is um, – I lost my train of thought. What was I saying, Foster? You interrupted me on that whole shit. You, I was trying to go into the line. You started talking about Leatherwood with the mono oh, Leatherwood. and so being sick. So Leatherwood. he never really got to do anything, really. Right. He had mono. Like, could you imagine just if you had a, a paperwork job and you had mono for however long it took? My mom had mono when she was a kid. It, I, I hear the stories about it. Hey, so now, now your job is the NFL. So you have to get you have to recover from mono and then go back to your NFL job and try to perform against defensive linemen trying to take you out. It, we what we could have seen with the poor performance on the field last year when he was in the game at the end of the season from Leatherwood is just simply him trying to get back into shape. There could be a whole other component of this team with Leatherwood and like you said, Tyree Carter. Time out, Shorty. Real I'm quick. Done. Anybody had mono? No. Yes or no? Anybody had mono? No. Nope. My mom it, did. It, it, you lose weight, you lose muscle, and it takes you two or three months to get healthy and recover and be normal. That's why I'm bringing it up, too. I mean, Ask the I, I still was thinking in my eyes, I was like, I wanted freaking Leatherwood as a left guard or on the left side. But yeah, go ahead. I'll stop again, man. We'll, we'll get into this. Keep going. Too. 
the quarterback drafted from USC by the Jets uh, got traded to the Panthers. He had Sam model Darnold. too. Linehart, Linehart, Sam Darnold. Thank you, Sam Darnold. Yes, he had mono too. He has not recovered from it. Question though. Go ahead. One question. When it comes to Leatherwood, if Leatherwood was a strong possibility at right tackle, why did Raiders cut him for one and for two? He's not. Oh, oh, that's, that's that's my point because I don't think he's more of a left. I mean, I don't think he's a right tackle at all. I think maybe he could probably try on the left side, guard or tackle, but I don't think on the right side he showed anything either in uh, the Raiders or with us. So I think him being a right tackle is just out of the question for me. So uh, Real real quick, it's it's overdue. It don't even matter because St. Omni said he's a bust, so now we got to drop the whole fucking thing. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, Leatherwood was a beast in college, a beast. Now, people say he was overdrafted, but that's not his fault. He doesn't choose where he's drafted. So if he was a beast at left tackle and he sucked on the right side, you know, theoretically, would he not be a beast once again on the left side, whether it be a tackle or guard? Well, my question being, how was he in pass protection in college? I mean, he was a good run he was a run guy in college. He was good with the run on the left side, but how good was he in pass protection? That's, I mean, that's that's the question that keeps coming to mind because as soon as he, like you said, as soon as he got drafted by the Raiders, they moved him right over to a right tackle because they had the kid out of uh, what was it, UCLA uh, uh, begins with a K. McCluck. I forgot who they got at uh, the right, the left tackle. So they moved. Uh, they moved him straight over to the right side. So that's why I'm like, okay, uh, how good was he in pass protection? On the left side? So here's a question for everybody, and I want to start with Sal. Everybody, you guys are all Ryan Poles. What the fuck do you see in Leatherwood and Dieter and um, who's the guy that was played at Arizona State? That I, oh, so what What the hell do you guys, as, as Poles, what do you guys see in Leatherwood and, and Deesh? Why is he why are they still on the team then? Deesh. Okay, at least go with Leatherwood. Everybody's okay. seeing up with Leatherwood. Leatherwood. I know Deesh because I scouted him at Arizona State and I thought for sure I was hoping the Bears were gonna draft him, and I thought for sure that was gonna be our answer to right tackle. But I digress. Well, I think with Leatherwood, it's gonna determine how his preseason goes this year. Because, like you said, I did not know he had mono, but since he had mono, it's going to take him a while to recuperate or whatever. And if he shows signs, he could be a strong backup right tackle, I believe. Mm-hmm. A strong backup right tackle. And so um, I wasn't that disappointed with Larry Bourne. Ooh. I, I, you I'm going to give you the stage on that. You, right. you, you I wasn't know. that disappointed with them. Everybody's when aiming their guns at you. That right side wasn't that bad. We can improve. We still need a right tackle. But I disagree with my brother, though. I will keep Jenkins at guard. Why? Thank God. <laughs> because... 
He shined <laughs> at guard. But he was brought, healthy, and he did well at guard. But you brought in Nate Davis, who's a more athletic right right guard. Okay, so, so now what, you okay Jenkins played left tackle in college, right? No, Jenkins played right. right tackle. Okay, right tackle, but. The transition from right guard to left guard—that's what the preseason for, and I think he's going to be well. What makes you, you get, believe? What makes you believe he's not a good right tackle? Because okay, because did they play him a right tackle at all? Or they did try to be left tackle in Chicago. Probably, probably in off season or OTAs. And he was hurt when he got hurt too. So yeah, he so didn't really. Uh, we, we've tackle. never seen him in the NFL at right tackle. Right. We just seen him at left tackle. Correct. When he first got back and then he got hurt. Right. Well, okay. Right. Um, that's a good question. Uh, they could try to see, but I'm thinking they're going by how he did at right guard. That's why they want to keep him at guard. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm thinking of why they're going to move him over, you know, because of Davis. And so now he shined at guard. So. They're going to try to keep him in guard to try to keep that intent, that, that that core strong. And Whitehair is going to go at center. Lucas yeah. Patrick is going to go where? To the uh, right wire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was a, that was a bust. That was a bust. Well, I, I think he, he was behind the eight ball after he got hurt with his hand. Yeah, when he hurt yeah, his hand, club hand. So it, it was hard for him to. But see, I'm not a firm believer in uh, white hair playing guard. Any, I mean, playing center because of his poor snapping. I mean, right. So the third or fourth round, get that center out of Michigan or the one out of Arkansas. Saint Abney says Luke, Lucas Patrick is a <laughs> equals practice squad. <laughs> right. I, I, I got to I got to throw this in about Tavin Jenkins. That's for fucking Saint Omni. Uh <laughs> So you guys know in college because he like his his sophomore year they they made him a right tackle even though he was the best left tackle on the team because they had uh, what the hell is his name his Arlington Hambright Arlington Hambright was the left tackle on that team. Well, he was hurt for three games and and I'm reading just a thing here and it's it's talking about that even this and this is college. Uh, he was more than admirable at those three games coming in at left tackle due to, due to an injury to the regular season starter. And again that year, he was again named honorable mention as all Big 12 after his redshirt junior season. He started every game as a senior, senior right tackle. We know that. So, But I'm just saying, he and I was trying to find more in high school because I swear he was on the left side more in high school, and that's how he ended up starting in college to be on the left side. But I, it might have even been Hambright who could not play freaking right tackle. That's how he ended up at right tackle. I'm serious. I, I and remember, we know this. I'm just reiterating it. I remember the story that, you know, he uh, he was supposed to be the left tackle, but the guy who was coming up couldn't play right tackle as well. He played better left tackle. So that's why uh, Jenkins said he would stay on the right side. So, I mean, I get all that. But that's what I'm saying. To me – I like to. I would like to see. My eyes would like to see him at right tackle and see what he does because I haven't seen him be bad at right tackle. So if he struggles, would you move the guard then? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if I if I see him struggling like I seen Borum struggle at right tackle, okay, okay, I'd be more open to it. But right now, I haven't seen him struggle. So So here's here's 
Here, here's an argument uh, against uh, the Tev love. Not that I hate Tev, but here's the thing. He he was a beast at right guard, but they still chose to go out and sign another right guard. So now you're moving Tev from another position that he just learned to the other side of the line to play a different position that he's battling for, not locked in for. Pol, uh, Poles did not draft Tevin. He's due a contract in two seasons, and he's injury prone. That position, uh, well, here's, uh, let me start like this. I think the offensive line is going to be Braxton Jones at left tackle, Jatiree Carter at left guard, a rookie at center, Davis at right guard, and then like Deesh or rookie at right tackle. I don't think Borum comes back. I think Tevin's gone. You're playing into what I was just about to say, Triple R, which is could he be traded on Tevin Jenkins be traded on draft day? Yeah, because be his, his stats it. and his nastiness and his performance, teams will want that. You know, but Poles, you know, him and Cunningham, both former offensive linemen, know what it's like for their fellow hogs to have bad backs. That shit don't go away. You know, and then his neck was fucking up. It's like right. that. That's too too. He's just too too fragile. Too you know, spinal as injury. opposed to like a Braxton Jones who was on the field for every fucking snap. Now, granted, injuries can happen at any time, but Tev has not proven to be able to stay on the field at all. Mm -hmm. So Carter is that the guy out of Tennessee State? Uh, the the HBCU. Yes. Yes. I believe it's Tyree Carter. Yes. You yes. think he is start? Well, they say well. Well, historically, they say that offensive linemen need a year to mature, to develop. You know, they, to get that strength, to get used to the to the NFL, to get the smarts, to know all the calls and all that good shit. You know, whereas Braxton just started every game. Whereas they've been talking about Carter when he got in at the end of last season, subbing for Tev, he was a nasty son of a bitch, and so. Going forward, he is their draft pick. Okay. So they like him for some reason. They did not put him on the practice squad to get poached like the the guy that Zach, we love. Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas, Thomas. Zach Thomas to uh, the Chargers or wherever. You know, so they kept him on the active roster. He got time. And so and now this is his second year. I think he would be ready to start. Yeah. Let me say two things. Well, he's. Small school, man. So it's it takes a little longer, but that but you can see what's there with the vast athleticism and the capabilities. Even if you go back and look on tape, I think is he a Division two or Division three school. I know it's he's one or the other, and the same. That's how Braxton was too. But at least he had more because like they didn't think Braxton would develop as quick. But I yeah. said this, I think on a barroom show, I said by the end of last year, uh, Jatiri Carter is going to be a starting guard, and Braxton Jones will be a starting left tackle. One out of two, because I thought Carter. I just what I saw in the preseason and and just his college tape. I, the guy's got all the capabilities in the world. It's just a matter, I think, of when. Right. And he could probably play either guard position and, and probably the, center if you taught him it. And then also a real quick follow up, just to not to cut anybody off, but remember Carter was coming in as a rookie, and we still had white hair. You know, our veteran at that position. We still mm -hmm. had. Uh, well, we didn't still have, but we signed Patrick at center, you know, a veteran. So Carter was coming in as an uphill battle as a rookie. 
So that mm-hmm. year of development, Injuries. now those positions open, yeah. All right, let me, let me, two things real quick. First of all, I want to give a shout out to uh, J-Rock in the chat, as well as uh, Leo Factor One. Uh, those are guys I always see in the chat, so I want to give a shout out to them real quick. Shout now, out to you guys, man. Everybody in chat, I mean, St. Omni, J2K, Leo Factor, we Cliff. love you guys, man. James Ford, thank you so much for being a part of this tonight. Fucking Foster, St. Omni, Cliff Victoria, J2K, J-Rock, St. Omni. Where's Jimmy? Where's the other guy, James Ford? Cliff's going to come out and explain his meatloaf fuck, thing to you real soon, fuck, Foster. Fuck Cliff and his meatloaf, man. <laughs> but Because now you're talking you pot roast or some bullshit. But the, po- the point I <laughs> wanted to make real yet. quick is uh, as far as – Tevin Jenkins. Tevin Jenkins, although I agree with Triple R, the way it seems, it seems as though Poles is trying to weed him out. But he's a first-round talent. I mean, he would have been a first-round. He would have been drafted in the first round if it wasn't for his injury. But we got him in the second round. And to give up on that is what one of the things I dislike about when a new regime comes in. A new regime right. comes in and they always want to get their guys in because, well, I drafted uh, Carter in this instance, although I drafted him in the fifth round or no, seventh round, I think. Well, was. but then you just can't oh, answer oh, your here. question. Oh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on. What I'm saying is, so if you drafted your guy in the seventh round, now you want to plug him in there. I don't think Carter is a better player than Jenkins. I, I just don't. Now, I think Carter may I – don't, I don't know how good he's going to be at guard because – he also played tackle in college. Granted, it was a uh, HBCU, but he played tackle. He played left tackle in college. So Jenkins played right tackle in college. So my thing is I would rather, like I said, see what Jenkins can do, give me in the NFL as a right tackle. If he can't do it, okay, guess what? I'm with you guys. I'm on your train now. But because I haven't seen that, I haven't seen no signs that he can't play right tackle. I want to see it because well, the, thing, well, the, the thing is, I understand what you're saying, but nobody polls, flus, the offensive line coach, ain't nobody saying, yeah, we're going to uh, put Tevin at right tackle. There's a reason for that that we don't know. And then also, as far as Tevin goes, that you were asking the question, coming out of the draft, he had injury red flags. His first season, injury red flags. Mm-hmm. His second season, injury red flags. Mm-hmm. It's like, at what point do you look at the red flags and go, you know, maybe we should move on this from this guy because he's not healthy because history has shown he's not healthy. Or maybe I should put him in a position to where he's not going to have those same red flags because if you're at guard and you're getting that immediate hit being from the uh, guys coming right at you, coming out of a three-point stance as opposed to you being on the outside where you're in a two-point stance and you got time to get your arms up and to protect yourself and not get that jarring so quickly. I think well, that's- But wasn't he in college? Didn't you say he was a tackle in college? Yes. Read so the screen. he still had red flags of injuries at tackle in he college. Hurt his, he, had, he had hurt his back in college. And so that that's that's the same injury he's got now. No. Why are we, why are we still pussyfooting around and it saying, let's keep this dude with a bad back? It's not the same injury because when he came in. Uh, well, how many backs he got? 
Let me let me explain to you, bro. When I love he, that shit. When, when he came, we, in, we're gonna we're gonna give you guys a show and make it point counterpoint. You can start it out by I'm going in. TJ, you in, ignorant slut. He, he had a uh, he had an issue that he had in college. It didn't okay. get, it didn't get fixed in college. It wasn't no, until he got rookie. here that they fixed it. Once he got fixed, he was good. Last year, he hurt his neck, and that's that's from. Again, that it, it, having those linemen come right at you. That's what I'm saying. Give them a chance at right tackle because it's no longer the back issue. It was the neck issue because actually it happened when he was pulling and he was pulling. He got he got he got cracked. So my point is, it's not. To, I don't say he's injury riddled. Again, give him a shot at right right tackle. He doesn't work out. Guess what? Let's move on. But we haven't even given him that shot. I mean, we get we have given Borum a shot. We have given, preach it, PJ. Preach it. We haven't given Riley Reef a shot. I mean, all these guys been given a shot during games. But but the question is, knowing that we have this deficit at the position and we have this talented guy, why have they not given him a shot? That's what I want to know. That's what I want to know. That's Smoke, and we talk about this all the time in the chat board with the two. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, I just I, I I don't understand it. That's that's the dilemma. Well, I, I, I I'm not PJ. I'm what I'm the ones going. Let's let's try everybody everywhere, man. Because they right. don't know for sure, right? Right. That's so, all I'm asking. That's but, all I'm asking for. But we, we we have dumped a lot of time on this, and they're just stating in the chat why is two thirds of this about an offensive line that fucking stinks? So. All right. Uh, what I'm we should do, what I'm we probably should do with one of them third round picks or second round picks, is draft a freaking center. And I say we get the dude from Michigan, Oluwatime, in the fourth round. He should be valuable, like that first pick in the fourth round. Then we don't have to use an earlier pick on it. We could designate that stuff towards the other part. Only problem, offensive only, line to defensive line. Only man. problem I got with that edge rusher. I read an article today that said. The guy, the center from Michigan, he plays in a power system. So we were in an outside zone system. So they don't know how well he was doing that. Because I read an article about that today. Whereas the kid. I, I saw that. But, yeah, the kid but there's also six other guys real quick saying that he's physically capable of adjusting to that scheme properly. You could almost, almost anybody could draft this guy, they're saying. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but when 10 guys say okay. it that are fairly respected and it's just my thing is because i don't want to use pick 51 to get a center i think we can get a good value center later in the draft when we need to use pick 51 on like i don't know keanu bennett or what somebody white somebody that's you know i'll shut up finish that Pete. no what i'm saying is i think uh i'm with you that's the only thing i read because i'm high on the guy from michigan as well but i think he can be had in the fourth round but uh, I also like Stromberg, like I think it was J-Rock in the uh, chat. He said Stromberg from Arkansas. Yeah. I think he can be had in the third round. So I think we can find a center in the third or fourth round. So, I, yeah, I would go that way. But as far as the second round, I'm with uh, Triple R all the way. I want I want, Tommy. Where, I want Tommy in the uh, Where do you guys think Tipman's going to go? Well, you see, here's the, I like him, that's too. the, the six-foot-six guy. Yeah, and and yeah, last I like him too, season, Justin was hitting Musty in the back of the helmet. You know, Musty's not close <laughs> to six foot six. So I mean, it's like, 
Yeah, he's, you know? he, he's tall. He's long, too. Yeah, he's long. He's tall and long. So, yeah. So, it looks like the center class this year is very deep that yeah. you can get, you yeah. know, multiple starters, you know, six round, you know, because you got the, the older guy, JMS from uh, Minnesota, yeah. might be the best guy, mm-hmm. but he's 25 years old. You know, going forward, do you want to draft somebody that old to, you know, start your core? Right. So you may say, all right, he's the best center. So teams needing a center are going to take him earlier. We can get better value by getting a starter right now who's younger, you know, much later in the draft, wherever that may be. Right. I agree. That'd be that'd be like that'd be like uh, what um, Shorty was saying earlier. If we draft, let's say we draft JMS in the first round and he becomes a Hall of Famer. Are we going to be happy with that? Like, yeah, you're going to be happy that he's a Hall of Famer, but you'd be like, well, we probably could have got, you know, we probably could address a more pressing need in the first yeah. round. As I mean, at, at the time, I mean, if the time was right now and, and we were on the clock and at number nine, it's like JSN, it's like, my immediate reaction, if I was thinking right now, is like, what the fuck? Because just looking at JSN, no, I'm he didn't talking about JMS. Know the majority of last season because of a hamstring. No, I'm and talking about if we drafted that center. What, what, how, would you feel, how would you feel if we drafted that center, JMS, uh, John Michael Schmitz, whatever? Mm-hmm. What if we drafted it, him? It, 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 well, I mean, I it'd think it'd be great if we had another forward. pick because we need to. To get other stuff on the line, the defense too. Well, I mean, at the, with the depth of the center position and his age and all that, I would think that was a reach. Now, if he turned out to be a Hall of Famer, it's like, all right, that was a good pick. I'm but glad, you, you know, I'm not the GM. But you still, at that time, you feel a certain type of way, right? Yeah, because of like, remember, we don't have all of the information. We don't have the the. You know, the interviews, we don't have the medicals, we don't have the the flow charts of our, you know, our cap situation and what players and when their contracts are going to be due and the position groups for every role. You know, we're just coming from like, oh, that's some bitch can play right there. I want him on the bears. Do all all four of you guys think that we're going to get a center and a draft? Because J2K just said in the chat. That he thinks that he might by- bypass it this year because we got Patrick and we got Whitehair and we got Iceland. Uh, Whitehair and, is and who's the Whitehair who's the kid the from Bronx. Illinois? Uh, Kramer. Yeah. You know Kramer. You know he was a rookie last year, but he came in. You know what? Tore ACL. So how reliable yeah. is he? We don't Nothing. know. Patrick, that dude is Mister Fucking Glass. You it wasn't know, his ACL. It be Crystal. You know, uh, white hair is on the bubble and expensive and old. So, yeah, we are definitely drafting the center with how yeah, deep the center draft class player. is. Yeah, white hair. What do you think, Sal? Say it again, man. Say that, say that again. White hair is the second oldest on the team. And so I think they're going to go with the youth movement and draft the center. He also is one of the highest paid on the team. Exactly. So he's going See, to see. Fuck boot. you, J two K. He's going to get the boot. <laughs> or yeah, he's, he's going. Yeah, yeah. They they're going to. He's expendable. Yeah, I think uh, he's going to either. Uh, me personally, I think he's going to be asked to take a pay cut at some point or released. Yep. 
Yep. I can't see them wanting to pay him $14 million this year. Yeah, because he's like 31 years old, I think. 31 or 32. And his, he didn't play very well last year. Exactly. He was hurt, too. Yeah. So, depending yep. on what they can get out of, you know, get out of the draft, I think it depends on whether or not they're going to keep him. I got a question. We just signed a kicker. I'm sorry, a punter. Did you see why they signed that punter? The left foot thing? Yeah, he's a left-footed punter. So they said we struggled, our, our punt returners struggled with left-footed punters, especially okay. like Velas Jones against the Giants. And so okay. they signed that left-footed punter so they can like get reps and practice to learn how to catch it or whatever. I'm like, that's, that's pretty remarkable. Thank, thank you, Poles and Eberflus, because nobody else would even have thought to do that exactly. prior to this. Guys, so what's the question? Brilliant. You guys see about the punter? That was the question. <laughs> wait, no, no, wait. The punter that yeah. they drafted is the left, the left-footed punter. Yeah. No, they signed a punter. For yeah, no, no, they signed him. They signed him to the practice squad because he's going to help these guys with the problem right. they've been having. The there's there's the been ten player. articles on it. Yep. We don't have a practice squad right down there, Foster. But they signed them to like a year. So that's going to help Velas Jones. Man, I think our wide, well, real quick, I think our wide receiver core is getting pretty good. It's going to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay. like, if everybody well, was about the. Guys, uh, you guys uh-oh, just uh-oh. fucked me all up with that. Hold on. Can you explain that to me? Okay, the punter. Trenton Gill is a right footed punter. Right. They just signed, so they signed a left footed punter. Yeah, from the Giants. He used to be with the to Giants. Help, help left-handed people catch a left-footed no, no, no. punter. Help punt returners catch it because it spins different from oh, left left. Foot. Just but to add the, the ambiance to it so that there's Jones a variation. When he, against the Giants, he fumbled the ball a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Right. So they wanted to get a left-footed punter in there so he can like work on that and learn how to catch it better. All right, I got a, I got a question That for makes you sense. Got a real quick question for you guys. Okay. Um, how would you guys have felt if the Bears would have traded or swapped seventh round picks with the Rams and picked up Allen Robinson? <laughs> His career is going like this. Put it like okay. this. Uh, yeah. Once you hit it and you break up with it, you don't go back to hit it again. You hit it and quit it. Depends <laughs> on how good it is. But well, if it was that good, you wouldn't leave it. But he <laughs> is still younger. You better have a fast car and have all your cash with you. I hear that he's still younger than what Bayless Jones is. No. <laughs> no. No. That's no. low, BJ. That's low. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. I don't know how true it is, but that's, that's what I heard. That's low. I think Vellis is going to have a breakout season, man. I really do after I, the last no, two I, or three games at the end there. Yep. Now, are they going to resign Nikhil Henry or Harry? Huh? Are they going to resign Nikhil Harry? No. I would. I would. I would think I would think not unless it's late in free agency and they get Wait, him on the cheap on as their seventh Wait, receiver. Was that you, Foster? Did you go, I would like like did you no, hit like a little puberty moment there? Was that you? Yes, I did. Oh, no, right, let, let me ask you a question, sir. I'm making that a short. As far as uh Harry goes, or any free agent wide yeah. they are older, they're 
you know, have experience, yes, but also have a history. And that history for Harry is that he gets injured. You know, if this is a prove it year, he's going to want to get paid. I am not re-signing one of those guys as opposed to taking like a, a, a Xavier Hutchinson or a, was it Mims or Meeks, whatever his name is, or a, a AJ AT Perry or a rookie, you know, just to say. I'm taking as many rookies as I can okay, as opposed okay. to signing, you know, mid free agents. Thank what you. We missed out. I keep saying quantity Harvey. over quality. It's the, the more players you add to the team, the more qu the more quality you will yeah. have with quantity. I, I think we should have signed Mikael Harvey. Well, we should have signed. Say him that again. Oh we yeah, got Hardman before Jets got him. Well, I say this though. I, I mean, Triple R say he doesn't want to sign uh, mid level. What is Pettis? Well, I think Pettis is a one-year one contract yeah. that's, you know, right. a good placeholder in case you need a punt returner. Okay, you but know, there's exactly. nothing saying that they can't cut him. But what right. I'm saying is exactly. what, the point I'm making, though, is if, you were, if you're so against um, Cuneo Harry, why, why are you okay with uh, Pettis? Well, who I, said I, I was okay with Pettis? Because Pettis give you more than Harry. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I understand that he's a, a good punt returner, but when he was in the game as a wide receiver, he dropped many balls that could have helped. Mm -hmm. you right. know, so as far as I'm concerned, he can kick rocks. You know, but, 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 you know, but I didn't resign him. He's an emergency receiver, and he's a backup exactly. punt returner. He exactly. might, who's our punt returner right now? Because it ain't Bellis. Right. You know, I would prefer a rookie, but, you know, they want a veteran presence back there, and he does have a history of returning punts decently. Right, because so you bring in a rookie or a UDFA to battle with him, and if he gets beat out, he's gone. Right, which right. I hope he does. What I hope he is, but I mean that's not my call. Right. Wait, time out. Fucking J2K. Why don't you just come and do the whole fucking show? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I, I like uh, like the signing with Pettis is a. Low contract, one year, and like you said, he's a back, he's a emergency punt returner. You know, it just like he's a body in there just to fill in, right? Yeah. And so, so now you're not you're not in the draft like oh fuck we got to get a guy right right you know we're not right. sure or we right. got to find a UDFA because Pettis he's decent at this if right. he gets beat out cool if he wins cool he's gonna be what like the fifth or sixth option. Hopefully. Six. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I maybe you can catch a wild on... pass against the 49ers. Like Seventh option. I can't find the details on his contract either, so it's it must not be more shit. So if they I'm could sure cut him, like you said. Yeah, it, sure it, it wasn't much. He's, I'm, I'm he's a practice I'm, squad guy. He's a practice squad guy, really. really. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I think it was a dollar fifty in a bus pass. <laughs> and plus, as much cap room as we still got left to play with, if we cut him, whatever that penalty is, it don't matter. Right, right. And one of those, one of those old bus tokens. You remember those? Saw those little bus tokens worth a dime or something? Uh huh. Back in East. Super transfer. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got mugged. I got mugged for one of those once getting out of Cook County Jail. Believe it or not. I should just shut up oh, now. See, uh, we didn't have <laughs> bus tokens here. You know, we just had little chains to put on the bus. <laughs> Man.
I can count on one hand how many buses I've ridden on. Yeah. <laughs> one was uh, I was okay. like very careful. I got another I question. <laughs> DJ Fluker. DJ Fluker. Okay. Is he is he an option as a backup role for the Bears? Are he like forty years old? But have you seen him? At forty years old? No, he's not forty. He's not forty. He's, he's in his thirties. Yeah. I, well, I can look that up real quick. Oh, Sellers, I, I just want to know real quick. Are you having a man crush on a DJ Fluker? No, no, because uh, I asked that it's an inside shit between TJ and Selma with DJ Fluker. <laughs> I mean, he's thirty-two, and this dude is ripped. They showed him working out at Alabama with some uh, defensive line or whatever. So you saying you like his body? <laughs> Hold on. Well, he, he was throwing some of them younger guys around, dude. Exactly. Do we want to see the kind of body yeah, type that uh we're gonna get personal now? You better cut it out, bro. Better cut it out. <laughs> there's there's a cut there's the type of body that uh cell likes right exactly. here. Exactly. Oh, oh. Ooh. <laughs> hey, hey. You got wait. okay, take wait, that okay, you like that. <laughs> wait, not if you're not if you're in a cell, but cell likes. Something wrong with you. Something wrong with you, Shorty. Oh, you guys got me. Got to do that. I tell you, you got to do that. I mean, I but why, why would we bring him in? We had to get to do both feet. I mean, we don't see him. He's 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 above thirty, so you know that's not poses type. Yeah, you know, right. he's not going to come in and start for any time. You know, for longevity's yeah. purposes, right. you know, I wouldn't expect him it. the backup because he's. I mean, sure, maybe for a year, but I mean, what does that benefit us as opposed to bringing in a rookie? Well, as an insurance policy for like a you know just a veteran presence to help your 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 young offensive lineman. Somebody comes down with an injury, he can play. Jason Peters. I know it wasn't the regime. I said I was just going to bring up Peters. I wish they would have brought him in last year for Braxton. Yeah, he was seventy-eight years old. Peters was seventy-eight years old. They brought him in, and he did decent. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't an opposed regime, though. Like but said. also, Peters did who, decent on a very who, who was the starting left tackle to finish out the season for the Cowboys? Jason Peters. Wait, last year? Yeah. Yep. Oh yep. snap! Fucking Foster, I didn't know that. Yep. He Jason came back Peters. out of retirement and again, a, and he did a heck of a job with the Cowboys too. He's a fucking stud. He was. He, he saved their. The he way. saved their ass. They would have been screwed without him. Yep. So what this guy does every year is he goes fishing. Yep. And he waits and he waits and the phone rings every freaking year and he ends up on a every team time he's for millions of dollars. Or yeah, really really nice. Somebody calls him to join his team. Smart guy and he's a great left tackle. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> he's currently on his boat fishing. I I don't I don't see him signing Fluker though, Sal, unless something right. drastic would happen right. because it it's a whole new culture with youth. Yeah. Whole yeah. new culture yeah. coming here. Yeah. So it's, it's okay, man. I got I have, you, though. I get it. I have a man crush on uh, Darnell Washington, so it's okay. You can have a man no, it's crush not, on It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's not. Fucking Darnell Washington. What hey, guys, the fuck, Shorty, man? Hey, how about those? You tried to draft him? You want to draft him? You want to sign him in free agency? And you might want to rape the guy. No, I'm not going to. He, he would rape me before I raped him. 
I would Either way, to rape him, I would be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, either way, flip a coin, it don't matter. Now, see, bro, see, my brother got me in with that one. You got a man crush on DJ Flooper? Only because the last time I brought that up. You ain't right. Okay, all right. That's okay. That's okay. I swear. I swear PJ wants to sleep with Chase Young. I swear to God. Oh. Wait, no, a three-way no, with Chase Young and Monty. Yeah, no, PJ <laughs> has two man crosses, Tevin Jenkins and Chase Young. <laughs> I forgot. Like, oh, he's here he goes. That has got to be, that better be a big, yeah. nice, heavy-duty bed, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. Lots of lube. Lots of lube. I recognize yeah. Tevin. <laughs> now, see, oh, gosh. I'm quoting uh, plane, trains, and automobiles now. They'd be like, hey, where are those uh, where are your hands in between two pillows? Those aren't pillows. <laughs> ah! And then those ain't no pillows. How about those bears? How about <laughs> those bears? Ah! Oh, that big one. Yeah. Pulls loose. <laughs> oh, that movie was great, man. Oh, yeah. Classic. Oh, pillows. Yeah. I, I, I have a special. You know what? I'm going to use that, that movie again because. Because this is this is what Poles is telling the rest of the NFL, and I'm going to use the movie again, so How the hell do they know where we're going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're drunk. Yeah. I oh yeah. Say, there's certain players I do like. Yeah, I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting on you, bro. You got me, man. You got me, man. Yeah. yeah. Somebody yeah. getting stabbed next Thanksgiving. <laughs> you never know. I might be at his doorstep right now. Don't answer the door. Hey, hey, hey. You guys are both asleep. City, don't be knocking on no strangers' doors. Right, right, right. Both, both these guys game. are going to be sleeping with one eye open tonight after they get off this fucking show. First St. Omni, in memory of Nomad, can we see the video of Nomad dancing? Asking oh, for a friend. I, I can accommodate that for you. So here you go, buddy. That's it. Come on. Switch There you go. That's, Cover that's your eyes, Cliff. That dude's about the same size as Tariq Cohen. I don't know about doesn't his package, like, but physically. Doesn't he look like Lamar from uh, Revenge of the Nerds? Yeah. That's it. Remember when Lamar had that javelin that was bouncing up in the <laughs> for his wristed throwing style? Right, right. He actually he actually was kind of built like Walter Payton almost. <laughs> he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if we're being honest, right. Um, hey, man. all right. Here's here's a question. Tank Dell, he's like five foot eight. Deuce Vaughn or McAllister, or the dude from K State, I believe. He's like five Deuce foot Vaughn. seven, hundred and sixty pounds. You know Deuce what's Vaughn. too small to play in the NFL at like wide receiver or running back? In your opinion, too small. I don't know, but those guys are smaller than me. Too small. They're smaller than me, man. Tariq Cohen was small, and you see what happened to his career. That was not on the field, though. Well, the first one was, but then and when then he, he never got back. Right. Well, he popped his Achilles. So he never I got actually that never I never wanted him either. Right. I didn't really I was but, not I'm not a fan of his. I, I was a fan of Tariq. Yeah, I was. But too small is 
I don't think he was too small, but that was that's borderline. I'll say this. I think uh first of all, J2K is right. Vaughn is only five foot five. Five um, five. Yeah, and uh as, as far as receiver, I think you're hard pressed to find a receiver under five foot nine. I think this the smallest receiver I remember was uh Austin, who was a uh with the oh, Rams yeah. and then with the uh the Cowboys. Yeah, he wasn't very effective. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I don't think, yeah, a receiver in today's NFL, I think you have to be at least. <laughs> okay. Who, who's who's the guy that was on Buffalo? Because he's about my smallest that I'd want. Remember, you know what I'm talking about. I can't remember him. He even just went back there the last year because he had been on the uh, Bills for a while. Steve Largent? He was on the Rams before that. Steve Ooh. Largent? <laughs> Um, um white guy? Steve Largent was on the Seahawks in the 70s. Was it the uh, white guy you talking about? Was no, white, white dude. Yeah, Beasley. Yeah. Yeah, Cole Beasley. Yeah, Beasley. Beasley, Beasley. Yeah, Beasley. Yeah. So he's probably the smallest I'd be looking at because what is he around? 5'9, five, 5'10? Five, the ultimate small wide receiver is Steve Smith Sr. He was 5'9. That's yeah. And a monster. Yeah. 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 Like a little pit bull. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so five nine is the cutoff, but you got to be, you got to be tough. Like very athletic. How much did he weigh? How much? How many bricks was in his pocket? Right. He probably weighed a good. I want to say about two hundred at least. Well, but I, five, I was going to say one ninety six two hundred two numbers. What was that? Uh, triple R. I mean, but you know, five foot under five foot eight and less than a buck seventy. Oh no, that's not, uh-uh. like, like Tariq. Yeah, that's kind of like, yeah, he was like well, a little kid. I think uh, when it comes to small running backs, I look at um, the kid. I mean, not the kid, the man from um, Philly, uh, Deuce Daly. No, not Deuce. Um, he was with Philly with Andy Reid, I believe. Uh, Shady McCoy. Shady McCoy. No, he was number forty-three. Oh. Oh, uh, 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 40, uh, 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 Sproles. 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 Yeah, the thing about him, hey. he was, uh, he was short, but right. he was stocky. Right. Whereas Tariq, he was short, he but wasn't all that stocky. Right. So there, therein lies the difference for me. I think yeah. if you're going to be short, you have to be really stocky. Yep. Like somebody just put, St. Omni just put, Tyreek Hill is 5'10", but actually 5'8", but he's he's solid. He's, yeah. he's strong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Guys, that kind of brings me to one of the other questions I wanted to talk to you by you guys about tonight, which is I'm really having a hard time with this three-tech thing. And I know, Triple R, you you, you did bring up um, Adabarwe, Adabarwe from Northwestern, double mm-hmm. A. Which could actually be the solution to this question, but the more and more I watch Kalija Kansi, the more and more I can't I, I see things in him that might be transcendent of a guy who's six one and a buck eighty five or less and with thirty one inch arms, you know, to be fair. Two eighty five, right? Yeah. So yeah, sorry, two eighty five. So I, I can't get over the tape of him because I think that what I'm watching might be someone that I, so I was doing a, look, a little tape 
recording with Swifty last night for his channel tomorrow. You can check that out on Swifty uh, Sports Network. He's got awesome shit over there. If you guys know, don't know who he is, you're under a rock. He's awesome. Apologies to anyone who doesn't know who he is, but check him out. So I did like a little clip on there with him last night, a little recording for that. And I kind of talked about Clyde Jacancy and his how I love everything about him, but his short arms are obviously the biggest concern. But when you look at him on tape, he gets under he gets under the pads of the offensive lineman, and he has like a, a serious strength to his leverage that allows him to kind of push them. And he, he does this awesome swim move and he gets away from the offensive lineman. And he's he's like in one or two moves just past them in many, 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 many plays. And Swifty brought up the excellent point, which is most offensive guards, let's say Skaronsky, was drafted. They're going to put him to guard because his arms are shorter, right? His, he's a tackle in college, a, a damn good one. He's a monster. But you put him at guard in the NFL, he's a, uh, he's a serious monster, right? So in that regard, if you were to put like a defensive lineman who had short arms like Cansey and they just took a let, – let's just say they went – they just pissed everybody off in this draft, right? And they they went JSN at nine or whatever the hell. They traded down, got JSN, did da da da. And then went, they got Cansey in the second round or something. And the whole collective Bears world is gasping. Do you guys think it's possible, even though you look at the numbers historically, there's been no interior defensive lineman with that short of arms and his, you know, stature that's been successful. Is it possible that this is the one transcendent player that you could look at 10 years from now and go, I was wrong about him. He should have been a first rounder. And that kind of goes to my first question to you. Like, would it matter who they drafted at nine or whatever, wherever they got any player, if he was a hall of famer and if Cansey was because of his, his immeasurables allowed him to fall and he just become, he, he ended up becoming that good because he, he had the, the, the football, uh, mentality. He had the football instincts. He was quick enough. He was strong enough. But his short arms got him drafted too low. Would you be okay with Cansey? And how do you feel about him? And do you think it's possible he could, being moved into you know a, the guard positions where he's defending with shorter armed guys, could it help him as a three tech if the Bears got him? Because I love him as a three tech. I love him as a three tech. There's, there's always a first for something, Shorty. Crickets, crickets. And none, none of that would surprise me. What if, what if the guy's sitting there at sixty-three or something, man? Well, what do you do? You take him. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, let, me right. answer, let me answer your question. Uh, the question is, do it. How would I feel about it, right? I don't want cancer. That's how I feel about it. I don't want cancer. Uh, Clancy, rather. Uh, I think his arms are, are too short, and I don't think. He's big enough, uh, personally. I mean, if I, if we if we were a team that were like in need of like some specialty players, because that's what I think he is. I think he's more of a specialty player that you can probably put in there on occasion. But I don't think we're there. I think we need some guys who can play every down. Uh, but to further answer your other question is, you know, if he becomes a Hall of Famer, yeah, it's like I said all the time. I mean, at the time, yeah, I'm not going to like it. But if after his career is over with and we look back and say he's a Hall of Famer, yeah, I mean, well, of course we're going to be happy then. But the fact is, come Thursday night, 
or Friday night in this case, you said we get him in the second round. So from Friday night, if they calling the Bears' name at 53 and they calling his calling his name, I'm gonna be like, oh man, that's how I'm gonna honestly feel. Yeah. I um, if I may, um, I mean it's like I look at it like this. I'm in my mind for things to work. He had to make equations. This is like all of us going into a casino one night. And Shorty's saying, let's play roulette. Roulette. PJ's saying, blackjack, let's use some craps. Blackjack. Blackjack, you know, whatever the case. You had three different games. You know, it's like, well, let's play this. No, let's play this. No, let's play this. If we hit progressive on whatever we play, nobody's going to complain. Right. But mm -hmm. if we lose our money at that table, it's like, fuck, we should have played this game. You know, so there's always going to be that buyer's remorse until we know what happens. And so the premise of your question, we can't really answer it because we don't fucking know. Right. There's been nobody, nobody in history that has succeeded, been a Hall of Famer or an All-Pro, I think, even at that with those lengths and those measurables. But damn, when you look at the tape, it's like, is it just because it's college that I'm seeing that? Is well, that it's why it's so sexy to me? Isn't it kind of like Doug Flutie? I mean, he, he was great in college. But he was also pretty good later on in his career. He was okay. He was okay. He was hey, okay. Shorty. He was okay. I, I, I'd i be okay with it because I trust polls, man. It was an, if it was one of our prior regimes, I, I got nothing. Yeah. But I, I got to say this because there's always a first, and you can never judge Hart. You can't do it, man. I wish I would have played football more because – I'm 5'8 and a quarter, 175 pounds was my playing weight. And I was a killer safety and I was a backup halfback. And I was a good player, but everybody just kept telling me, you're too small, you'll get killed. You're too small, you'll get killed. Did you guys have face masks back then? <laughs> yeah, we did. They weren't leather fucking helmets. <laughs> Can't tell about your face. Wait, what, what are you saying, man? What are I was, you saying, I just, son? I, I was just wondering. I was just wondering. No, it's it's awesome. I love it. Keep fucking around. <laughs> and instead of your nose saying it's between twelve and six, your shit going between two and seven. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, man, they got the Heisman Trophy, you know, souls from him. <laughs> it's all love. You're still never gonna hit the ceiling, Triple R. It's all love. <laughs> Aspirations, baby. Aspirations. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are so awesome man i you guys thank you so much for for hanging out with me today man, I'm thank you guys for having me man this is this is awesome i have a i have a special treat for you guys uh Oh, this is um this is gonna be fun <laughs> this is gonna be fun <laughs> I'm just going to do it. Okay. This is a little segment that I want to call. Okay. This is going to be fun. I'm calling in this little segment. Let's, let's ask, let's ask Shorty's mom what she thinks about the bears. <laughs> oh, this this should be better than Shorty. <laughs> this is my mammy, guys. Hello, Hi. Hi. <laughs> Mammy, I want to know what you think about the Bears. <laughs> Why you do this to me? 
Exactly. Um, what do I think about the Bears? Full screen, full screen. Oh, yes. Here, here we go. Here we go. Go ahead, Mammy. What do you think okay. about the Bears, Mammy? She likes them cold. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could tell you for sure about the Bears that I've seen about them in the last season is that they all have nice asses. Oh. Hey, now. Oh. That's, about, that's about all I can tell you about the Bears right now. <laughs> Excuse me, Mama Shorty, may I ask a question? Yes. How long has Dan been a participator of penises? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, wait, say that again. <laughs> How long has, has our Dan been a great pontificator of penises? Uh, he's been penis fascinated his whole life. <laughs> oh my goodness. With, with my own, with my own penis. With, I was just going to say, but with his own. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, his right arm is bigger than his left. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. That that well, hand and, and forearm are probably a little stronger. Yeah. Mammy, you, you can. It's okay, you can, I've been fascinated with mine for over fifty years. You can, you can think this guy right here, Mammy. PJ, right here. He's he has a he has officially like associated me with penises for some. Uh, even though he's the one that's always talking about dicks. Oh, oh man. So that's more a PJ thing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I wanted, much to love like, I, wanted much to love kinda, I wanted to kind of introduce this because I thought it'd be fun because by, I guarantee you by week six, my, my mom's going to be like, Justin Fields had a fucking great touchdown pass last week. Oh, you know, I guess start reading. Yeah, you know I will. Yeah, she'll, you'll get into it. <laughs> are you because gonna, that's are you the only thing I can tell you right now that, like I said, is yep. That's why go into those formations and all that stuff. Yeah, that's the only thing no, wait, women hold, think. Wait, hold on, mom. Come on, come on. Tell us about what you think about how the Bears switched from a three-four to a four-three defense. Come on, break it down. <laughs> three-four to four-three would be plus one or minus one. So take it how you will. Exactly. <laughs> you just put it. You just plus one or minusing one on the defensive line. Crap! <laughs> now I finally understand that. <laughs> now you get it right <laughs> this is a little special sh uh segment we're going to add to uh bears country podcast what does Great. shorty's mom think about the bears and i guarantee Great. you by week six week 12 she's gonna be like Man, that was a great fucking touchdown pass i only really the last time i will really watch the bears the full season would have had to have been uh, 85 to be in, you know, to be honest, yeah. watching the fridge and watching, watching Singletary, watching all those guys. So, well, you, mom, you guys, you, you and dad didn't even watch football and you guys got me into the 85 bears because it overtook right. the entire nation and right. you were watching football when you, when you have never before or since. Except so. when you played football in high school, I had to learn stuff. So. To sit in the field and watch, I had to learn. So I'm putting you to the test. You guys watched. You guys watched one season of football and ruined your son. 
<laughs> Who had or, the best blood on or, the bears? Or did I make him? <laughs> yeah. Hey, That's, there you I, go. Here, I, here I am hosting a <laughs> podcast with you guys, right? It, this could be all I, on her. This is all her fault. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a smart aleck. I can't help it. I love these guys. I feel like I've known them too long. Uh, Foster, I would not bring my mom on this fucking show if you couldn't speak your mind. <laughs> yep, I'm a '60s '70s child, so you know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. We're all safe. <laughs> you got it, Mom. mom I well, love you. Uh, thank you for doing this. I know it's got to be fun for you too. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> All right. Foster, Are you like in the next room over? Huh? Anything? You want to know if Shorty's in your basement? Is Shorty in the next room over? No. I'm in Atlanta. She's in Chicago. Oh, no. oh okay. okay, okay. I'm, yeah, I'm in, yeah. Okay. I'm in Illinois. Oh boy! Yeah, As the, pe I'm, the I'm people who are from here, right? They they say the S on Illinois. Yep. Illinois. I'm about to surprise her for Mother's Day. Oh, Aww. I just fucked up. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. I'll see you soon, Mom. Okay. You're gonna be a part of this segment. You want so get your shit together, Mom. When you I come know. on, I want to know by week six what you think about the fucking bears. Right. Right. Sure. <laughs> The way he's talking to his mom, we never talk to her. You know more than Dan. All you got to do is watch a couple shows. You know what? I have been watching on the news and and like 2020, whatever out here, all the stuff about you know them taking over Arlington Park and all that. So that's the only stuff that I'm I'm watching lately. But all right, so mom, tell us what you think about the Arlington Park move. <laughs> Everybody out here says how uh, Soldier Field is a piece of crap, falling apart, blah blah blah. It's doomed, it. but the Bears don't have the money to do what needs to be done in Arlington. So, oh god, look there at this! Go. Already, she's already like blossoming as she speaks. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the, it's what's all over here. You know, it's what's all, all right. over the news here. So, all right. Mom, I love you. Get your stuff together. You're coming on next show. I'll probably by next time I will be in the room next to you. There you go. Okay. I'll take it. Threats. This is threats. Right. Mom, I love you. Say your parting words to the lovely Miss Mrs. Mrs. Mom Shorty. Love you, Thanks for coming on, Mom Shorty. Peace out. Peace, Peace out. out. Peace, Peace out. out. Awesome. I'm with, you, you. I'm with her. Uh, guys. It's awesome, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was I think it's awesome. Shorty, Shorty, let me say something real quick, man. Sure, my friend. As me and my brother were Crap, here goes 10 minutes. <laughs> as, as me and my brother would tell you. It's a blessing for you to have yes. that relationship with your mom. Absolutely. It's yes. a blessing. I'm telling you. I'm yes. so happy for you that you have that relationship, man. Enjoy yep. it. Please enjoy it. Yep. Do, but don't be surprised she smacked the shit out of you for cursing at her. Exactly. Yeah, right. No, no I, I, that's my mom and I talk to each other like that. That's just how we are. That's why I can have her on the show. And I'm that's like, man, you'd be an excellent. 
addition to any podcast just because she has a very witty, you know, smart ass humor. I get it from her. Mm-hmm. You know, we talk to each other. We don't, we swear at each other and we have a lot of fun. So next month you're going to have a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best part is she knows sports. Yeah. And she knows. Me and my brother can tell you, my mom knew her sports. Yeah. And that's a great thing, man. You could just, like, I remember, like, I'm not trying to get off track a little bit, but I remember I used to come home from work. I I used to work at a retail store, and I used to come home late, and, like, our our team was the Lakers, and they'd be playing, like, the 930 game. My mom would be sitting up watching the Lakers and tell me, like, oh, uh, Shaq had a dunk on somebody today, or Shaq did this. And I'm like, wow, okay, let's get this watching this game together. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. It really is, man. It really is. Thank you, man. Yep. Yeah, my mother and I have a, a a very special relationship. She had me at she was pregnant with me at sixteen. Oh. So she had me at seventeen, like wow. in high school, like she was. So, so we're not that far off. Yeah, yeah we're we're sixties and seventies are the years of love, man. But she's pretty yeah. close to my age, huh? She was born in '57. I was born in '74. So oh, it's okay. not. Wow. It's only okay. like that much difference. So we're, we've we've been like <clears throat> friends more than like, you know. We're like my wife uh, is her her mother had her at 35, so wow. they were more like um their relationship was more like mine mother daughter grandmother yeah yeah right but uh my mother my my relationship with her is uh, amazing Great so I, I thought it would be fucking hilarious and fun to have her on because I guarantee you guys. Like I said, by week six, by week ten, she's gonna be like, "Yeah, that pass was amazing." <laughs> so, so like, where do you when when she needs her libations? Do you go to the liquor store or to the dispensary? Oh, what happened to you? Both. <laughs> yeah, your voice you got weird again, though. Triple R, what happened there? But I heard you. It's it's both. Yeah, it sounded like both. somebody had them. Yeah, it's like you're in a tunnel. Yeah, it's like you're in a. It's like you're in a tin box or something. We can barely hear you. That is awesome that you got that relationship, man. You sound it's like awesome that, because man. I had. Uh, oh. Go ahead, go ahead. Finish your finish what you're saying, Foster, and then you can go next. So I was just saying that that's that's so awesome, and I and I get it. Um, you're she's born into like the right generation. She's the same age as my brother. I'm 57, guys. My daughter's gonna be like 40, so I'll do the math. But it's it's it's. It can be yeah. a benefit. It can also be a problem. It seems like to you it was a benefit that you were that close to your mom. It's awesome, man. Yeah, it seems you. like I, I don't know crap just the way she even like she didn't like give me a dirty look or tell me to get lost. So she's got to be fine. No, she's she is. <laughs> you said you're 57. I'm joking around, man. Oh, Shut no, up, she, DJ. She was born in 57. She's 65 now. So no, no, I was talking about, uh, I was talking about uh, Foster. You said you're uh, 57. Yeah. Yeah, I, I make shit up all the time with ages. I oh, never. You, I'm 39. I've been telling people I'm 39 since like 1999. Jack Benny, right? Man. <laughs> yep. James, you got James, it. James Ford says, "Shorty, you have a wonderful mother for coming on this show. Thank you, James." Uh, Absolutely. Trust me, I agree. I, 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 she is. She's going to become a little bit of a part of the show as we move on, just like that. And it's going to be a lot the of funny fun. party is her laugh. She's just yeah. like, oh, stop the presses. Stop the presses. Well, I mean, Red you can tell a lot. Meeting a person by, by how they react to a big joke. 
Yeah. Retro has joined the chat. What is up, Retro? Good to see you, my friend. Now, speaking of dick jokes. I wish I had fucking Super Chat going here. I take Wait. your $2. <laughs> Fuck. Hey, Retro, I owe you a lot of grief. I read all the shit you wrote about me in the chat today, motherfucker. <laughs> Smoke. Smoke. What's up, Retro? Retro? It's all good. It's all good. I love it. The chicken I love show all you guys, man. Seriously. This is awesome. Cliff says, your mom only, no. has, only has four years on me. I, I could be your dad. Yeah, oh, uh -oh. No, you did, couldn't be my dad. Did, I mean, did any of you guys knock somebody up at 13? That's right there. Like, What's did any of you guys see all the shit Retro wrote about all of us? Mostly me for some reason. But did you guys see all that last week or no? Nah. Go, go back to that last barroom show and look at the, the... I'm sure you saw it, Shorty. You were probably laughing at all of it, you fucker. The comments? Was it in yeah. the comments? Man. Yeah, there was a ton of them, man. I don't remember what he said. I, I started looking at him today or yesterday. I don't remember. And there was a bunch of crap. He was making fun of all of us, dude. It was hilarious. <laughs> That's awesome. Told you, Retro's the man. I like that guy. I love Retro, yeah. He emailed me, and uh, we've been talking on it through email, so I, I'm understanding him. He's, he's a good guy. And I appreciate you, Retro. Thank you very much. I think everyone, uh, Be careful, everyone Retro. Here, be man. careful. Yes. I appreciate you all. Everyone in chat, everyone here on the, excuse me, on the show. You guys, man, are what makes me do this. And I appreciate you guys, man. Every one of you. Seriously, much love. Are we out of subjects? Did I run out of shit? <laughs> well, Hell no, man. I was, gonna, I was looking at the... Uh... There's a shitload in there, but I, let me bring one up that I've had for about three weeks I wanted to talk about because we do need a cornerback. We need a slack cornerback, right, guys? Do we agree on that, everybody? Even the chat guys, we right? Yes. Quan Martin yes. from Illinois? I like that guy. Well, he's one of them. I, I was looking at guys that we can get later in the draft, and I and I I happened to look at him like, wow, I really like these guys. And I, and I know you know one of them. Uh, what the heck? Ja'Cory Bennett? Uh, Quinn Martin? Jaden Moss, I can't remember the other guy's name. I think is Howden. These are all guys that we could get late in the draft, and, and I didn't know anything about them until I started looking at some of the shit from CBS and some of the stuff Berlissimo did and somebody else, uh, Robert. I can't even remember. Yeah, no so matter. I started looking at these. CBS led me to this because it was Spielman was on CBS this morning, so. He was going through all these cornerbacks and showing the film, and then I went and looked at him later. That was this was like five o'clock this morning. I saw this for some reason. I was off, and and I'm looking at these guys going, "Wow, we could, we could get a, a start. We could get the guy we need anywhere between like, uh, maybe one ten and like two thirty, two twenty. So I, I just thought that might be a topic because we've been talking about that since the last few games, man. Well, we got to replace Vildor. Gordon's got to be outside. He shouldn't be playing a slot. I mean, these are the conversations that we've had about the secondary continuously. Because I think even at one point I said, man, if, I said, fuck it. Just take Weatherspoon, and now we're done with the the entire backfield. We just got to get a center, uh, uh, safe to replace Jackson in the next year or two. Well, but, I mean, I'm not even saying that was right. I'm just saying uh, the center, cornerback, we, we know about offensive line, but the center position and cornerbacks, are stuff that we were talking about and we're not talking about as much until recently again. 
So that's all. I'm throwing that out there, man. What Foster, tell me about, I know J2K. J2K's got something to say about this shit. I know it. Foster, is it okay if I take a leak? All right. While he's going to pee, uh, take, take a leak and get something to drink, dude. <laughs> Oops, that you on. brought up cornerback um that brings up you know that different position group vildor come on he gotta go i mean he he's a try hard guy but we've already we know what he is rest in peace denny green but um uh jalen uh johnson injury prone don't get a lot of turnovers looking for a new contract premium position wants to get his money I'm not seeing him back. You know, we want to get young and athletic. We want hits guys. We want guys that gets turnovers. We want controllable contracts for a while. Uh, uh, Jalen Johnson, uh, what the fuck is Jalen Johnson, right? The cornerback. Yes. Yeah, Jalen Johnson. Because there's another Johnson and Jones. I'm not confused. But Jalen Johnson, he's not. I don't see him as a piece going forward for this team. So I think we're going to get at least two cornerbacks, one of a higher echelon, maybe like not a first rounder, but, you know, one of the top guys. I don't know where uh, the guy Brent's, I think, from Kent State. I don't know where he's ranked, you know, because he has Cornerback's pretty deep, man. Cornerback's pretty deep. Yeah, so we don't have to take Cornerback's deeper than I thought. Yeah. Well, I think therein lies a problem once again with uh, new regimes and not wanting to sign people from their old regime. I think Jalen Johnson is worth keeping. Uh, I think polls need to be in conversation with him, trying to bring him back because you don't let good talent walk out the door. I'm just a firm believer in that. I think, you know, the problem with a lot of New regimes, When once a new GM comes in, he want to get his guys and he don't go trying to say or re-sign guys that's already in the building. He try to bring in other guys. Whereas, again, if you got a guy already in the building, alleviate that headache, re-sign your own guy. And, yeah, I would still draft one, don't get me wrong, but I'm not trying to draft one as a priority because I think with Gordon and Johnson, we got two good corners there. Vildor, he's a good backup, uh, but as far as yeah, with the thinking that we're not going to sign Jalen Johnson, therefore we got to draft a cornerback in the second round or something. I would much rather address other needs. Well, all right, well we got this too because now I was looking at the chat as you guys are laying your 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 stuff out. Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to ask this too, man, because I thought Gordon should go back out to the side, but there's a couple people who, and J2K brings it up. He goes, he, he thinks that Gordon still play, can play the nickel, and I get it. He's a rookie. He needs some time to adjust to it. I just thought he played better outside on the corner, and I kind of like uh, Blackwell, I, the, the, the nickel safety. I kind of like the way he played, man. Um, so. But there's a lot of options, man. They even say that they're going to bring Jordan back. Cliff Victoria says they were definitely going to – or we're going to draft a quarterback. Well, I think they're going to so, draft a quarterback. I, I just don't think that they should draft one high. And me personally, right. because right. Because, me because of who I – the way I think, and I've always liked Bears drafted players, man, I'm looking to bring him back Kyle Fuller. 
if he can, if, if I mean, getting for the cheap, uh, veteran minimum, minimum. God I, damn, PJ, you and your cheap, separation anxiety. Cheap, I, cheap I have, deal. Maybe he can. Maybe he can teach some of these guys with Keenan the punch. But I'm telling you, I mean, but if you think about it, being able to uh, bring him back, you got a veteran who can uh, help mentor these younger guys coming in. I mean, being Jalen Johnson. Don't get me wrong; I don't expect high production out of him. Like I said, a minimum contract. But we need a veteran, some type of veteran leadership there, because right now the veteran in the room is Jalen Johnson. Well, you see, here's the thing: with uh, I think the older generation. Not saying you old. I'm just saying older generation is more um, with the well. You need that veteran leadership to show them how to be a pro, for God's sakes. But it's like you know that's what Robert Quinn's job was for Robinson, and it's like all right, you know. But you're giving up that roster spot, not necessarily the money, but that roster spot for some old guy just to tell what to a player that a coach can't. And the coach is already getting paid for that. And then also on top of that, um, J2K brought up in the comments that um, Blackwell and Jones, who were UDFAs, you know, if you can find UDFAs like that, you don't want to, well, I don't want to waste a roster spot on an old guy like Fuller. Because I mean. Let me me address that real quick for you. Once Quinn left, what was Robinson's production? About the same before he left. I mean, no. there was no production when Quinn was here. I mean, yes, the sir. only difference was Quinn allowed Robinson to be the backup as opposed to the starter. What I'm saying. So, you when, know, he when, came in with fresher legs. When you know, he here. wasn't on all four downs. That's when and Robinson then, got all he his did, sacks. He was able to be productive. Robinson got all of his sacks while Quinn was here. Once Quinn left, Robinson didn't get anything. Well, yeah, because he had to move up on that uh, the uh, depth chart. But he still so now he wasn't where he could develop. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if you have a you have a older guy who can mentor him, help him out, say, hey man, this is you know on this type of thing, you might want to do this because that's what Jason Peters was doing with Bourne, giving him some of that veteran advice. You know, well, Bourne may seem to feel so. Kind of the kind of the tricks of the trade is what I'm getting at. So well, I understand that, but I don't think that's worth the roster spot. I think it is when you got if you got six cornerbacks, and you got one of them who's this veteran in Fuller. I think that I think that's a win-win. I mean, but Retro, you don't like get no say. What's he teaching? Say it again. What is what is what is he bringing to the table? What's he teaching them? He's is he's he teaching, a well, he of film study? I mean, he can teach them that because again, uh, Fuller excelled once he bought into uh, Fangio's system. He excelled in the film study part, and he said that's what helped him become that pro bowler because he was in that film study. So he can teach these young guys what to look for in film and how to do the film study. Again, minimum deal, he's your sixth cornerback, and he's, to me, worth He can actually start a game or two if you need him to. So So why not just bring him in as an assistant coach? Because he still can play. How old is Fuller? Fuller's is like 31, 32. Mm. So does he want to come in and be a mentor or does he want to come in and play? If if he's going to be your best option, why wouldn't you play him? Because I hope to Lord that he wouldn't be our best option. He's better than Vildor. And I hope to Lord he still wouldn't be our best option. 
Well, well, Johnson I, is our best I, option. I don't think that Vilder is actually terrible, terrible. He's not the greatest, but I think he's, he's in the wrong scheme. And if he went somewhere else, he'd play a little better. Right. Well, he's too small. I think he I, actually plays well in the I disagree scheme. with you on that, Foster, because I thought Vildor would be a better 4-3, you know, yeah. zone scheme cornerback. And he didn't he didn't impress me yet. I that think scheme. he's more of a zone scheme like we got him in. It's just he's challenged. Being what, well, five, eight, five foot nine, something like that. Yeah, he's challenged that way. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, but he he's a, again good as a backup. He's good. See, but he backup. looked better you under Nagy than raise the standards, baby. We got to raise them standards. He's not good Holes. enough to be a backup. Or oh, as far I as mean, where this team is school. going, where this team needs to go, does Vildor start or back up on the Eagles of the Chiefs last year? He's back up. He's a backup. But would he have? Would would he be? Look at the backups on the Eagles and the Chiefs. I don't know who the fuck they are, but I'm going to and say that they're still better than Vildor. I'll I'll put it like this: Deion Bush was a backup for the uh, Chiefs. Well, Deion Bush is better than Vildor. Why did we let him go then? <laughs> I don't. Know. Why do we yeah. keep Vildor? Well, that's what I'm saying. One was a safety. Well, well, my point is, I go. think. Vildor and Bush is probably about the same level. So I don't think we're going to have superstars as our backups. Because wasn't Thomas Graham better than Vildor? I would have kept him too. What about Duke Shelley? No, he was, no, he was bad. Well, well, we found somebody. He was bad. <laughs> he didn't didn't somebody away. take Thomas Graham, though? I thought he Vikings. got snagged right away. Vikings. He went to the Browns or the Bengals, one of those. Vikings. Shelly okay. no, Shelley went to the Vikings. Oh, that's why I'm sorry. Shelly and no. the Vikings and, yeah. and the Raiders. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, Sam Rush says bringing the bringing in a 31 year old prevents us from evaluating the young uh, long term options. Sam I say, to Sam, I, I say to Sam, Sam, I sent you a link. Get your ass in here. <laughs> yeah, because remember, we want to get young and athletic. We're going to leave that coaching and how to study film to the coaches. And you know that those roster spots are too valuable for we got to find some gems. I now it could be a good position holder for us. Like, all right, we'll bring in a veteran this year for a one-year deal, and then next year draft for more depth. But then that puts Fuller in the position of, well, let me go to the Bears and take this one-year deal for whatever amount to be this coach and not play. I think that's where we're fundamentally different. I think the fact that I find value in veteran leadership and you don't. And I mean, it's not saying that, that you're right and I'm wrong. Right. But that's we're, we're fundamentally different. And I just think we need some type of veteran leadership in different areas Sam in the room. What's up, Sam O? Sam O. We have a new guest to the show, Sam O. That, I was, I'm a poet, didn't know it. What is up, what's my up, friend? Fellas? What's up? What's up? What's hey, so what's up, up Samo? Veterans or, or rookies? Where are you standing? Samo, hold on. Samo, your beard seems to be getting better, man. That's that's looking good. Mm, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, PJ, I think Triple R is trying to get rid of us, too. Mm. Somebody loves <laughs> me. Keeps, talk, keeps talking you. Man. <laughs> <laughs> No, we we all know what it is with PJ. PJ's the homer, man. We already know what it is. PJ wants all the old bears back on the squad, man. We see this every time. 
We talked only to PJ, a, man. Only PJ our drafted rescue. players. That's, and I love it about PJ. He loves his players. He loves old Bears players. He'll bring back fucking Erlacher and fucking Peanut and fucking man. Mike Brown. All of those guys. He calls turnovers. Bring Peanut back. Right. Man. Right, right. I mean, I know what it is. But you know I would bring back Leonard Floyd. Floyd, I know you want him back. No. <laughs> I know you want him back. Whenever there's Tillman was my favorite for a long time, man. I love Tillman. All for it. Me, I always tend to agree with you, PJ, because you got me on Floyd too, you fucker. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know who I wouldn't bring back though? Who? Nick Kiawatsky, or whatever his name is. Kwiatkowski. 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 Yeah. Was on the Raiders. He was decent when he was with the Quick Bears. Quitkowski. Quitkowski. Yeah, he, he, he was with us. Yeah, yeah, he was trash. He was decent. He was no Shea McClellan. He was a good one. <laughs> no Shea. No, nobody was a Shea McClellan except for Shea McClellan. <laughs> Dude, well, he's got a ring with the Patriots, don't he? Yep. Yeah. Hey, look, look at what J2K yep. says. Peanut would be a great coach. God. I've been here, saying that since the day he retired, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think he's an FBI. Isn't he an FBI agent? Yes. Yeah, he yeah, he's yeah. awesome, man. You ever see any of his interviews? Go, go follow yeah. him on Twitter and then go check out some of his inter- some of the interviews he's done. He's awesome. I love him. Did, did you guys guy, see man. the, the, the awesome. Bears? Did you guys see the Bears video where they like uh, faked him out with the hot wing challenge? They were like, oh, "We got yeah. these wings from Jewel or whatever," and he was like, "Yeah." And they, they put all these different uh, hot wing challenge hot sauces on them. <laughs> no. But you know something that's cool that about uh, that peanut is that every week on every game, every announcing crew okay. says peanut punch when a DB does the peanut punch. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That well, guy Hall of Famer to me. Hall of Famer to me. He should have trademarked that, man. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> for the Hall of Fame. Get some royalties or something for this right now, like from the league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't these young players learn that punch? Say again. Why don't these young players learn that peanut punch? They don't have oh, a they, that's, that, that's the point. No, they're well, I mean, that, that, players. I think they are. Yeah, they are. Not our bears. No, they are. Peanut came in. To the team. Brister was doing but, it. Yeah, was he doing tried it. to teach him. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he came like, in and tried to teach a, the team a that full, A full day or two with the Bears, and like a he like went over two. the whole peanut punch yeah. thing with them, and yeah, yeah man, it was yeah, they was doing it. A day a or two Brister now, man. Instead of a training camp or season, okay, right. Preach, brother. Preach. Hey, man, he's, he's out here I'm trying to fight crime right. and not get defunded. He ain't got time to be teaching his signature moves. For the right price, it will be. Mm-hmm. Hey, Samuel. Hey, fifteen dollars an hour. That's what they offered Olin. Hey, Samuel. That's my little brother, Sellers, man. Sellers, what's going on, brother? How you doing, Samuel? Little to you. But let me say this, fellow Bear fan, Bear down, baby. Absolutely, absolutely. Let me say this though. If we had a veteran like Peanut, not not Peanut himself, because again, he's too old in my my eyes. But that's what I'm saying. So if you had the veterans like that, you can help those younger guys. It's the mm. point I'm making. Yeah, we do need some veteran leadership. I do agree with you, especially yeah. at certain positions. It's, and right. you know what position really needs veteran leadership right now to me is the defensive line. 
Yes, if they signed, if they went out and got, I never liked Jadavian Clowney when he was coming out in the draft. I wasn't a fan of his, but Mm -hmm. he's that kind of player now that if you could put him on the defensive line, and and he'd be a great veteran presence. I I like what. Are you sure? Why do you say that? I like the guys that Poles has brought into the defensive line. They actually have some experience. They have some experience, and they're young. I mean, how old's Billings? 27? Mm-hmm. How's, how old is DeMarcus? 26? 25. They've got some experience, yeah, and, they and they're experience. still kind of young. So reason why I think I that's think a positive for there. I mean, reason why I say Clowney, I, I, I'm, I'm against Clowney I, because I like Clowney once upon a time. But being through too many teams and not really having a really great year or a good enough year for me, I don't know what he would bring in, honestly. I mean, it's not like he's been with the Bears all this time and he can uh, offer some type of leadership with the organization. He's been with, what, five different teams or whatever it's been. And it's like you came out as number one player in the draft and you actually kind of underperformed. I mean, for being honest, you kind of underperformed. I never thought he was worth the first pick in the draft ever. I never liked him, but. I thought he was was pretty awesome, but that's what I'm saying. But. Would you look at his stats? I think the best stats he ever had was what a nine sack season once, right. and so he's never been that you know an overachiever. So so is that? But, but listen, PJ, those are the kind of guys that make good coaches. If you look at history, it's not the great players that make good coaches. It's the it's the players that you know. It's like the uh, the Cubs head coach now. Mm-hmm. He was just a catcher, a, a decent catcher for a while, right? Well, all, that were, uh, all of the Lions coaching staff were former players, yeah. right? But, former but players, think- but not great ones. They weren't like uh, they weren't uh, like Michael Jordan. Never made a good, he would never make a good head coach. He didn't. He didn't even make a good owner. Right? You can't so, teach what he, he does, right? Walter exactly. It becomes annoying to someone that great. You're like, I can't do it. But when it comes to someone that is on the cusp or about to or could that kind of person becomes a good coach because they can instill that same energy and I it doesn't come naturally to them. They've, they're still striving for it themselves. I disagree. Because I disagree also because the, normally the good coaches like that are mediocre players or not good players That's what I'm at saying. All. They are. Like, yeah, so Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, if you made well, – Larry Bird wasn't a good head coach. Oh, uh, was, Michael yes, Jordan was. sucked at yes, being any kind of – The point I'm making is – Clowney isn't good, was it's mediocre because he didn't put in the work. Right. Whereas he was ultra talented. He should have been like a 15 a year sack guy. That's but PJ, you know that when you was. get older, you start to learn from your experiences, right? Well, and you go, well, Oh, I, I, I know that I, I I did that wrong. I can maybe help someone. And that I think that's where the drive comes from, is what I'm saying. The point I'm making though is like the ones who are average athletically. But has that drive? Those are the ones who make better mm-hmm. coaches because they have that drive and try to get that drive out of the more talented players. Well, that's that, that's where the expression and those the game that can do teach. Yeah, right. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, so for Clowney, if coming out of that draft, remember Clowney was drafted before uh, Khalil Mack, but Khalil Mack outperformed him. So Clowney, to me, is an underachiever. So I wouldn't want necessarily his uh, his presence because I'm like, dude, you're an underachiever. 
give me a guy who is an overachiever, and I'd rather learn from him. When I think of Clowney, I think of one play. Against Michigan. Against Michigan, my squad, right. Against That's Michigan. the only thing yep. you can think of when you think about Clowney. When he made that hit, knocked the boy helmet off and recovered the fumble, that's it. He hasn't done nothing yep. in the league, really. Nothing. Nope. nope. I remember they were touting him saying he was going to be the greatest NFL exactly. player ever. You exactly. know, they overhyped him. I think yep. it's not his fault he got overhyped either, though. Right. I mean, and then right. he was just a talented player that, like PJ said, didn't work hard. You right. know, and you know, hard work gonna be talent. Exactly. Whenever Jaylen talent Carter. don't work hard, he, he didn't work hard. Hmm. I got a question, and I'm I'm trying not to to forget it because it's a different subject, kind of. Sell. You're a Michigan guy. Do we want uh, the kicker Moody? In a, as a late round pick and, and get rid of Santos? No. I wouldn't want that. Why not? Santos is proven. Okay. That's it. Well, I'm well as I'm as a enough. Michigan guy, how is Moody as a kicker? Decent. But Santos is a proven veteran. Okay, all right. Well, that's not answering my question. You asked me, did I want him? <laughs> Okay, well, I, I'm asking you about Moody. I mean, because he he can kick 59. Has he been reliable? Is he a good kid on the team? Um, as a Michigan guy, I'm asking you like your thoughts on the kicker Moody. And then the okay, second question was: I would rather have Santos because he's there right now. You never know what college kickers when they transfer to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Well, that could be about any position. True. Would you bring it? Would, would it be okay if you brought Moody in for competition to Santos to maybe oh, take the position? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, bring him in. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But hey, was was Moody reliable at Michigan right. with 50 plus star kicks? About 50 50. Yeah, Somebody is he? Would you say he's a good kicker, Moody, or a bad kicker? I will say he's a good kicker, but not a great kicker. If he's saying 50 50, he's saying he sucks. No, he does not like So, can I throw this in there? So I, I watched a, a bunch of Moody's kicks, and some of those kicks he made in that wind in Michigan, you know, some he missed, but he's a young kicker. I mean, I know he's a little older, but. Uh, I saw weight? some of those kicks he made into the wind, 50-plus yards. I like the guy, but I probably haven't seen enough. But, again, I'd be okay, too, with bringing him in for for a challenge here. I mean, this team's all about competition with polls. Right. Yep. You bring somebody in for competition and they do better, then you put that man on the field. I'm asking, does he have a strong leg? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. 59 yards. Yeah, it was his long. 59. 59, okay. Santos can't break 50. No, oh, he he's got a better range than Santo by far. I'll stop there. But how consistent okay. is that long Answer range. your question. I'm a backtrack. Bring him in. Competition. <laughs> May the best man win. You changed my mind, guys. Yeah. Bring the best. But that's May the best man win. That's the. It's okay to have hindsight. That's the truth, though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Fucking right, cool. Well, I just because I say that because we've seen what Santos is. How many times did he cost us points by missing a goddamn extra point? 
That God, will be then, here's, here's the problem with Santos. And then his distance is, isn't that reliable. We know exactly what Santos is. If it's over 38, we got to be careful. Listen, Santos was <laughs> on the team. With, Santos was on the team with John Fox, and he couldn't even fucking pronounce his name right. He called him like <laughs> Carl. Car, he, he totally botched his name. Oh, and then Carlos Santana. Yeah, you end up with, <laughs> with this guy who now comes back, and then we're all like, okay, whatever, he made the team. And then, boom, he has this historic streak of not missing any field goals, right? And then what happens? F I think I have it. I have it. Oh, I'm, I'm to answer, to answer I, I used to have a video clip for any time that I said the word naggy. But the I, sound was good. Naggy yeah. fucking said... We're going to put this guy in for a 65-yard kick when we know he can't make a 60-yarder. And boom, it ends his entire streak. And from that point on, now the guy can make every field goal, but he misses half of his goddamn point after attempts. So for me, I'm with whoever wants to get rid of Santos. If, if, we, drafted, if we drafted Moody, I would love it. Because it's, for me, he's a, he's a head case guy. He had it in his head where he was on a streak and it got ruined by Nagy because he put him in where he knew he couldn't make that kick. And then from that point on, his psyche got affected and then he started missing extra point attempts and that became a thing within his own head. It's like a gol like when you're golfing, that's what a kicker is. He's a golfer. He's, he's yep. doing nothing but thinking about teeing off the ball. He got the yips. Yeah. Chance, and, the chance behind you, Dan. You're the only person playing in that game right now as a kicker, just like you are when you're golfing. So you're playing against yourself more than you are anything else. And it got into his head. And so for that, I say no. I would love to draft a kicker, if even if it was Moody, just to give it another chance. Yep. Hell, I'll bring in a UDFA, even if we can't draft one. Yeah. the same time question in the chat about between Sellers and I. I am the older brother. That's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not married to uh, he, he, I don't. You weren't paying attention, PJ, because we all knew that when you said you're little, but not little brother. Right. And that kind of gave it away. Fuck but it. I haven't heard it. You know, I'm not married wait. to Moody. It's just I haven't heard any draft guy or any mock talk about any of the kickers. No. And so I just figured he was like the top guy coming out. Yeah. Don't, 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 I have don't seen him mocked there. going in the sixth round to other teams already in the last month. Uh, the, what, who's the next best kicker, or is he the best? Like, what's the kicker competition? There's four or five guys. I can't remember the names. He was at the top of the list. So that's why, like I said, there, there were some mocks where people drafted Moody in the late sixth round, dude. Yep. So he might not even be able to draft them. You don't know. We don't know. He might be Unless a we take him early. I yeah. mean, but it's such right. a it's, it's such a crucial position because if it you is. make if your offense moves to the thirty five yard line, now you got a guy that can come in and get you three points. You know, after every time you put up six, you need that seven. That guy does that. How is that position so undervalued? That's right. why I'm not opposed to bringing back Robbie. Now that's the one that PJ should all we should be <laughs> pounding the table for right there. <laughs> like we need Robbie Gold back, man. I think he's proven that he can kick in the Chicago elements. 
all year round, and that dude is automatic, man. We need him back yeah. badly. What's his distance like? Yeah, that's what I wonder about. I, I said no on him like two weeks ago, and I and I still say that. But I, I'll say this: Have you guys have you guys heard me say PGT yet? PGT. What's that? No. Poles got this. He's gonna figure this out. Poles got this. I've been saying it for like three weeks, man. I think I think even Swifty stole it. PGT boys, PGT. I believe it. So that, I mean, I think he's got it though, dude. Yeah, and and I'm not opposed now that I'm looking back on it to bring in Robbie back. If he's gonna be the best fucking option, bring him back because we want the best option at every. We want the best guy at every position. I, well, I said that. it before. I, I agree, agree with, with uh, the fucking water boy. I want the best water boy in America. Adam Sandler. I agree with that triple R. Foster, say that one more time so I can make a, a short out of this. What PGT. the hell did I say? PGT. Oh. Say it again. PGT, boys. PGT. What does that mean, fuckers? What does that mean, Poles got this. Poles got this. In you got it? We trust. I think In Triple fucking Poles, we all trust. Triple R has a point as far as. In Poles, we trust. How- how far his uh, leg is now? I mean, how far can he kick? That's the only mm-hmm. thing I warned about Robbie. How far can mm-hmm. he kick? I mean, is his leg still strong enough? Yeah. Because I, I agree with Samuel. I think, you know, probably 50 and under, he's probably, you know, solid. But how how strong is his leg these days? I wonder. True, true. I know it. But, man, Robbie Gold does kind of sound like a fantasy, doesn't it? Doesn't Squeegee says, what about Robbie Gold? It's like, it would be nice, wouldn't it? He's a free agent. Hey, hey, did I did I tell you guys? Shorty, I didn't tell you this. I, I hounded Robbie Gold every day for a week. I was sending him tweets to come on the show. Yeah, really? <laughs> did you did anybody see it? Did you see any of those, Shorty? No, I did not. What do you say? I gotta pull some of the shit I did up because I've been doing really stupid shit because I just don't care. Well, but I sent him I sent him a message and I told him that I told him I don't want him back in Chicago, and then I asked him to come on. Uh, the mic night, like I did it for like a fucking week. He ignored, Smooth. They ignore me, Smooth, Foster. but I'll keep Smooth. doing it. I'll send the thing, man. We'll put it up there because get now that I get him to come on. Foster. We all should demand, we should demand that Robbie Gold come on and tell us why he should come back to shit, Chicago to be our kicker. And we want to know what the shit he said on some of those fucking tweets about the Bears was. We want all the answers and we want it back, but only if he comes on this fucking show. Thanks, Foster. What I love about about you, Foster, is like you're like me when I, I I had I had no idea how to use Twitter, and Jordan Silvera actually taught me how to use Twitter, and I was like, oh, okay, that that makes a little bit more sense. And you're like me, and just like, and I love how you're doing it because it's, it's like completely chaotic, but it might work one day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, Cold hey, hey have any of you guys have ever have any of you guys said talk to Braggs? You know the guy. What's his name? The bricklayer. Oh, brick by brick. Bricks. Oh, that will. That fucking. Yeah, but have you have you have you talked to him in a in a chat personally? Yeah. Like I'm talking to you guys or no? On, on Twitter, I have. Yeah. No, no, like this, not on a on a podcast, just like we're talking now. Because I no, have never, never. I, yeah, I gotta find that because I gave him shit about his region comment. I was being an asshole. Yeah. I told you some of this, didn't I, Shorty? Was it on TTNL? No, 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 no. I talked to him on a tweet podcast. There were seven or eight of us. Because when I got on it, they were going to throw me out. 
Yes. You they were like, oh, throw this guy out. And then this one dude, Ian, goes, leave that fucker here because that guy's cool. He said some whatever he said. <laughs> so I sat there for 15 minutes listening to Bragg's talk. And finally, they gave me a microphone. And I said, what's this fucking crap with you live in the region, dude? You live in fucking Indiana. So then, <laughs> I thought for sure they were going to throw me out. But I sat there and I said, listen. When I was a kid, you were in Indiana. It had nothing to do with Chicago. There is no fucking region. Basically, now you're a suburb of Chicago. And you know what he said? Oh, yeah, well, I guess you're right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's on tape on a tweet. I could probably find it on a tweet thing, dude. I'm not sure I said everything right, but it's basically what I said. Because they all got mad and wanted to toss me from the podcast. Well, just because you're a fucker don't mean you're wrong. Right. And retro, nobody's talking bad about Greg Braggs, man. I'm just saying, if you want, no, not at all, not at all. I like the guy more now than I did before. Yeah. If you want somebody to join the show, I think you have to kind of. I like Greg Braggs, dude. I just not like Bricks, and he's working for CHGO. Fucking good for him, man. People are people. Well, fuck, dude. He's got all that time, and he might as well take everything he can get now while he can still do it. He's young enough. But also, check it out. His mom being their chat over there at CHGO. Yeah, I don't yeah. watch. I, I I'm I've been kind of bogus. I'll catch little bits and pieces, man. I I kind of like follow us more than anything else. I Which don't ask him why. I'm but... on there too, so so he so he stole my yeah. idea for him. Well, no, she's only in the chat. She hasn't been on the show, and I don't think they're gonna be. Happy yeah, I don't think she's been on it. She's in the chat all the time. Yeah, I honestly did not know that. Uh, this whole thing with my mom coming on tonight was just something I thought would be fun and hilarious. No, it is. And it I was. think it's awesome, dude. I don't oh, think it's, it's great. Yeah. I think it's, you know, you got to, as long as she's capable and willing, do it, keep doing it. Oh, God, my opinion. Yeah, she'll be, she'll be even a lot more fun when it, when she gets on. She's, when she gets used to it. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Shorty's going to go over there for a fucking uh, Mother's Day and drug her up and put her on the show. <laughs> Oh, real quick, I just could jump back in from a potty break. But Robbie Gold, no, no. Was it, was it poo poo or potty? <laughs> Marcellus, that's TMI, brother. Vein. We don't need, we don't need that. I had to drain the main vein. All right. Anyway, Robbie Gold, no. He's forty years old. No. 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 Too old, huh? Uh, Too old for you. Santos. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet Santos Robbie Gold like tomorrow and tell him you said 30, that on the fucking air. Santos uh, up there too. I'm just saying, if if he's more consistent than Santos, you wouldn't want it. Oh yeah. Hey, but oh, cheaper? here was one of the cheaper? tweets I sent him. It's gonna be cheaper? Here's a tweet that I sent. That's fucking. The, that's, uh, the that's the question. Whether or not he's cheaper. Wait, let me tell you the tweet before I forget. It was. I, I told I told everybody live on air that I, I that I didn't want you back in Chicago, but if there's any way possible you could pull a George Blanda, then then I would want you back in the team and I want you to come and uh, tell us why you should be back on the team and if there was anything derogatory that you said about the Bears, come on our show and live and do it. And I invited him like three weeks in a row. So that that was the one that mm-hmm. might have pissed him off. Well, let me just say this. <laughs> I don't think he's going to come with an invitation like that. That's just my opinion. I would agree. Well, I don't think he's going to come. Not with an invitation like that. I would agree. <laughs> I tried to be nice. Uh, 
It's the will that counts. Foster. <laughs> you guys, um, what do you think about uh, next week now? So um, I'm not trying to. Uh, I kind of worked all you guys out with the ballroom on Saturday to be on uh, what is now their open mic. And uh, there's no hard feelings. If you want to do that, I would understand. Is Saturday night, what, you said? All day Saturday, I was I was gonna run it on the ballroom with the open mic night thing. Oh, Saturday, okay. Yeah, for the draft. But oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah, so for the draft, I'm on BCP. I'm gonna be doing it all three days. So I would love to give you and anyone here from chat that would like to be a part of that. Just you can email that, us down there at bearscountrypodcast at gmail .com, and I'll send you a link, and you can join the show all three days of the draft. And uh, I would love it if you guys, if I could send you links and you would come in and out at your will, stay as long as you like, and be a part of every every night on BCP of the draft. You're invited. BCP! BCP! I'm with it, baby. I'm with it. Let's do it. Yeah, we got, we, we got to get the... Uh, I, have to, I have to do the... Um, you just reminded me that I have to do the uh, Chris Watts promotion because I started the GoFundMe for Chris Watts, and we have to get him here. And we love this music, right, PJ? Man, I love that beat. I, I love like that beat. Something else. Let's see what happens here. Check out Chris beat, Watts, GoFundMe. Check it out. to the Chris Watts GoFundMe account. We're trying to get him here to the Bears game. Everyone who has donated, thank you very much, man. It's He's awesome. It'd be awesome to get him, him here from Yorkshire, England to a Bears game, wouldn't it? Yeah, that'd be cool. Bye. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be pretty fucking cool, yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, you have the extended invitation to come on BCP all three nights of the draft, and I'll send you a link if you would like. I would love that. And uh, you can hop in and out at your will. Anyone can with the email that's on the screen there. And we'll have you in and out of the show. If you want to stay on the show, you can. If you want to leave the show and go somewhere else, go watch something else, come back. Oh my God! The Bears just drafted this, or traded that, or did this, or did that. If you want to remain on the show, you're welcome to. We can support ten people. So, Jordan, you know I'm down with you. Down with you too, bro. Hey, I'd say we do a uh, BCP mock. We got to do a BCP mock draft though before. Oh, me, okay. me, our final mock. Me and Chris Watt, Chris. No trades. Nope. Oh, me, no, me, me, and Chris are ready. Chris has got something to say to everybody, man. 
You guys ready? <laughs> what does Chris have to say? What <laughs> the hell? What'd you say? I fucked that up. Fuck you, Foster. <laughs> I know. No, I said I fucked up. <laughs> I had it set and screwed it up. What'd you all say, right, Foster? I mean, Foster. Same on. It's on mute now. You're done. You're done. You lost your chair. <laughs> What's no, up, I was saying two trades maximum. <laughs> two, yeah, two, two trades maximum. Oh, okay, I got you. Two trades maximum. Trade PJ, I'm trading 30 times. We'll be here all night. <laughs> but you know what, though? Is that what is that what polls do though? Seven picks. But is that what polls do though? And thank God nobody's saying pace anymore, hey. right? We're finally well, no, here's how you do it. We're now um, saying polls again. For, for yeah, yeah. Whatever finally. episode that you have the mock draft on, everybody, you know, does it, but on a clock so it keeps moving. Every so everybody gets their own mock. So you guys want to do that next Wednesday, and then Thursday we'll do the draft? Yeah, let's do that. Yep, that gives you one day. I was, I was planning on we'll doing the draft day. all day Thursday, Friday, and then all day Saturday. Each night, Thursday and Friday, and then all day Saturday on BCP. And if you, I'll give you guys a link. Anyone can come in and out. Anyone here. Retro, St. Omni, anyone of you guys. Right there. Look at the Look below. Bears Country Podcast at gmail.com. Just email. And if you would like, you can come in and out. So oh, I'm, that was a fucking great pick. That was a terrible trade. Whatever the fuck. So how or many say as long as you want. How many trades you think Paul's gonna do? Oh jeez. If I had to guess, yeah, and I, let's make it based on what the what we think the Bears are gonna do, not what we want to happen. Let's make it hey, so Paul's been one already. <laughs> You know what I mean? We just want to Let's see what we hit. How many more? If, if, if we're limiting to two trades, which I agree with, first of all, but if I'm being more like polls, I got about five more trades coming. That's what I'm saying, yes. <laughs> I, I say four or five trades myself, man. By the way, Retro, Retro says, you done with BCP? You know me. That's I literally thought of that myself. I've been like, I, sometimes I walked around my house talking about, like, seeing that, like, you done with BCP? Yeah, you know me. How can I work that into something? You gotta find so a thank beat. you, Retro. For like, gotta, I'll figure that out, dude. Just give me a minute. No, 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 no. It did come to mind no, no, to, no. to me before, so good also, minds think alike. Thank you. We don't want you to come up with the beat, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, no, no I'll beat. Say, Just lyrics. Yeah, I, Just lyrics, dude. Just the beat. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, then, then you then then you don't even want me fucking around. No, 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 no. I want you to come up with some words. I don't want you to come up with. No I beat. said lyrics. Yeah, I said no I beat. I do lyrics. I don't do fucking beats, man. Well, I need we need somebody to come up with a beat. But sure, I, 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 sure I can drop a beat. Dude, I can do that. I can't drop a beat right now, but I I have a I use Soundtrap. If you guys haven't used it. It's awesome. I, I, I think he, what I, I can think, do is I, I think I can, just fucking kidding himself that he can come up with a beat, but we'll I see. Can, I, I can create a <laughs> channel of a, of, a, of a series of beats. Get out, old beat. I'm, I'm sorry. And send you, you guys a link. Yeah. Get down with BCP. Yeah, you know me. There you, well, you go. Know, 
Oh, Sellers. Hey, Sellers man, is the man. Major Trish, he stabbed people, so watch your back. How does that go? I've I've done PCP. <laughs> yeah, you know what? you. <laughs> I'm on PCP. You know me. Damn right you are right now. You say you got a PP. Yeah, but I, I said P. I can't oh, I, I can't read or write or something. Yeah, you saying. know you. <laughs> Sellers is the DJ though. <laughs> that guy over there. I, 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 I tried to talk to you guys about like ending a show where we all like beatbox some shit, and we tried it out before the show, and it didn't work. But yeah, that but we didn't have the, the beast to work with. Whoa! So you got to work Hold on that on. backstage. Okay, <laughs> wait, Sel, you weren't a part of that, and neither were you, PJ or Sam. So P or Triple R was like, "No, fuck that." PJ tried, but he was like, "Eh." I think Foster could do this, but Sam and and Sel, what about if we tried to end every show with like a freestyle beatbox? No, just Let's just say I go like this. You, you know guys what to it. Yeah, I don't know how to beatbox. I just used to listen to around. Wait, how, how does how does uh you down with BCP go? You down with BCP? Like you down with BCP? Yeah, you yeah, know, you know me. me. You guys. You don't need lyrics. All you need is a is a chorus. You down with BCP? Yeah, yeah you, you know, know me. me. I'm just saying. I gotta take up P. Yeah, you know me. Sale is the DJ. Who? Sale. He's the DJ. Oh. Well, yeah, you know me. Sale work. You gotta work that out with Sale, man, Jordy. Mm -hmm. I got, I got some lyrics. I'll get, I got some lyrics I'm working on already, dude. No, no. Seriously, Sell, You <laughs> see the email down there, Sell? Yes. Send me an email, buddy. <laughs> Wait, All actually, right. you won, so I have your email. Never mind, we're good. Yeah, and I want to join at the the draft thing also. Oh man, dude, send me an email, I, but I already got your fucking address. I would absolutely love to have you guys on. Oh, look, Mammy's here. Finally figured this chat thing out. Thanks for the warm welcome, guys. See you next time, and I'll be thinking about the three four four three thing. <laughs> your mom is awesome. I'm telling you. So will so I, Mammy. Just not probably the same way you're gonna. Man, she is awesome. Because <laughs> out of respect for your mom, I will say certain jokes. So, man, right. your mom is awesome. Right. I'm sure she's heard him. Man, I know, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm Mammy. Sure I'm treating but you like I'm forever. Once. Guys, exactly. I would not I would not bring my mammy on here if she wasn't, you know, Ooh. if she the wasn't cool. of the show. Yeah, she can handle all the shit. Oh, trust me. <laughs> I know she so, can, but because of my affection for mothers, I would never say it. Trust uh, me. Listen, that's why I love you, bro. Man. Thank you. Did you just say your affection for mothers? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, he, that is that's exactly what he said. It's better to have affection for daddies. <laughs> PJ's affection for mothers is like Shorty's affection for penises. Which is kind of like PJ's affection for penises. It's like a full circle. It's like mothers to penis and then penis to mother. It's like weird. Guys, we have questions here from chat that I would like to get through before we end the show. All right. was asking, and so I have a countdown here. We can do this. I'll give you guys a 30-second countdown to answer this. So here's the question. And 
I'm going to go with you here. I'm going to go uh, with you, Foster, first. Would you guys take someone like JSN at nine or 12, whatever, and get a lineman in the second or third? Here's your timer. Who's first? Oh, uh, sorry, no, yeah. I wouldn't take I wouldn't take I wouldn't take someone like JSN at nine. I would trade back and get my defensive lineman or an offensive lineman later in the first round or early second. Boom. Okay, good to go. Sam, would you I'm take with- someone like JSN at nine or 12 or whatever and get a, li- a lineman in the second or third round? Go. He's fucking with me or he's dead. I'm just going to echo what Foster just said. I'm trading down, getting value, getting extra picks. Uh, I can get a wide receiver later in the draft. JSN is not going to be a starter for this team right away. So it's that's a wasted pick for me if I, we pick him up right now. Could he be a star? Yeah, maybe later for someone else, but not for us right now. And going to you, PJ, you are up. I would trade down, uh, but I would not take JSN in the first round. I would pick an offensive lineman because I think offensive lineman is more needed than what a receiver is. I would draft a receiver probably in like the fourth round if one's good enough uh, meet my value chart in the like fourth round. I would do that, but no to JSN at nine. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to lose this one. Okay. You're up triple R. Based on uh, JSN, I would not take him at all because of his um, inability to be on the field during the last season, whether it be his bad hammy or commitment or being an asshole, I don't know. But I think there are other wide receivers that would be better value. And at that position, you got to milk it more for uh, better picks and just identify the talent later. I don't see anybody worth that pick for this team. Oh, sell! You are up, buddy. Would I take JSN at number nine? No, 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 no. I would take. I would trade down and get more picks. And, and the name of this song wait, is. Wait, hold on a second. No. Who's playing the background? Hell to the no. Hell to the no. No, I would trade down and get more picks and get an offensive line first. Sorry. Okay. Okay. So now it's me. Would you guys take someone like JSN at nine or 12 or whatever and get a lineman in the second or third? I would not take JSN at nine, but if they traded down with with like the Steelers and got 17 and hopefully 32 back, I would take him at 17 for sure and not look back because I think we could get someone on the – on both lines that could help this team. Oh, that was fun. God damn it. I keep, I have this, my mic's on the wrong side, so I keep hitting it with my right hand. I apologize. But going to back what you said earlier, quantity instead of quality, right? Right, right. So That's what I'm thinking, right. Would you, wait, but wait, so you get JSC in a 17 and try to get 32 back? Yep. Get more picks after that, too? Yep, yep. I would love a 2025. People are like, we, well, we need more picks in this draft and blah, blah, blah. I would love a 2025 if it was possible. Wouldn't it be great to be like, to, to root for two teams for the next two years? We get to root for the Panthers next year to lose. And we get to root for our Bears to win. So if we go 
the next year and we trade again with, with some other team and we get to hope for them to lose, we could end up with the fucking first pick next year, guys. Well, here's we don't know that it could well, be the first pick. It's good. It's good to pontificate on that, but let me help you out for a second, Shorty. That's a new word. Is when you say it's my qu- word. I when coined you it. say quantity <laughs> over quality, people are hearing we're taking less talented players and just a lot more of them. Whereas no. it's, it's better. I understand you're saying you're taking talented quality players, just not in the top, just you know, in the in the area. But when you hear quantity over quality that means we're we're sacrificing top talent just for numbers of guys correct i agree that would make one think that but Mm -hmm. when you do that if you have that strategy the end result could be like i said before all of a sudden you got more quality over quantity because the more players that you add the more hits you're going to have as far as a player that could be I'm, I'm ruling out pro bowlers anymore because there's not a pro bowl anymore, but all pro players, which really is what matters, the more all pro players that you can draft, it doesn't really matter. So the more quality that you add to it, the more quantity you add to that, the more players you have hits on and, and chances on hits or misses. So if you only have five players in a draft as opposed to 15, the more players you have, you're going to have more chances on hits for. Oh, yeah, I get you. Quality, which, right? which? Yeah. So my, my 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 point or argument to that would would be is this percentages. While we're rebuilding, I don't mind getting a bunch of quantity, but because we're on basically what three more years left of Fields' rookie contract before he gets his fifty million dollars a year or whatever to be by that time, we need to at some point stop trying to get quantity and get quality before we can try to reach a Super Bowl on his rookie contract with some quality players. I think we I think that'll be next year, PJ. You're not sacrificing quality really though when you just when you're adding quantity. I don't think you really have to sacrifice quality as long as you are evaluating the the team or evaluating the players properly. And that's what you have to trust, your evaluation. So if we trust that Poles is a good talent evaluator and that he got people around him, him, he got Ian Cunningham and uh, and, and the rest of the, the scouting staff out evaluating players that fit our system. You know, they don't have to be top guys, but these guys definitely fit exactly what we want them to do. And we know that they can probably produce better on – our team at a pro level, once they're coached up, then they probably produced in college. Those are the type of players that I think they're going to be looking for uh, in this draft when they're trading back. And that's how we ended up with uh, Braxton Jones in mm-hmm. that situation. I agree so, with that part. But the, the, but the part of, the point I'm making, though, is come next year, because mm-hmm. I still think we're in a rebuilding yeah. mode, but come next year, if we got a Will Anderson, we know we got a Will Anderson who's top, uh, mm-hmm. defensive end, but we, we want to pass it. on him just for before we can get a Miles Murphy and a BJ Alderali or whatever later mm-hmm. on. Right. I'd rather go with let me get the quantity. I mean the quality I now because we're closer. But right now, yes, I agree with you. Yeah, okay, we can get more quantity. I agree with yeah. that. Well, yeah, like what Leo says here, I would trade down and load up with guys like Dewan Jones, Tuli Tuli Poto, yeah, the best player with the third or 
So that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, so all of a sudden you like you you build this quantity of players, and you're like, holy shit, I actually have this. Qu- Look what I have here. Yep, we build our core. Mm-hmm. What if? What if he did this? I did a mock like this, guys. I, I traded completely out of the first round, and my first pick was 32. And I took 17 <laughs> and traded it back. I took 17 and traded it back twice more, then took 103 and 133 or whatever it was, and I traded up. I had, like, seven picks between 32 and, like, 71. <laughs> Never will happen, but wouldn't that be nice? It's fun, though, to do it. Yeah. Not – Six months before the draft, but it's fun to do it now. <laughs> I told you there's a problem with me, right? So just be quiet and go with it. What's that? What's this cell? <laughs> You've been drinking too much tonight. Who, me? <laughs> no, no, no. I don't drink. I don't need it. I'm already messed up enough. <laughs> Many <laughs> headbunts against the against the wall for Foster. Playing without that face mask, I tell you. <laughs> hey, you know because what Justin Fields has two more years before he's looking at a Jalen Hurts kind of contract. Yep. Is it yeah. three? Well, it's a five-year contract, yeah. so I think it's two because he's already been in the league two, two years. It's only four-year yeah. deal. Two yeah, more. Speaking of two, Marcellus. Yeah. Speaking of two. PJ's two years older than me. <laughs> it's, it's it's two years, but it's that you get that fifth year option, which is now what makes. But it I don't think they're gonna give him that Jalen Hurts contract because yeah. he hasn't taken him to the playoffs or the Super Bowl. Exactly. You don't get Hurts did. Hurt. So Hurts, yeah. he capitalized at the right time. Hurts did. All right, so guys. Unless Fields do that within the two or three years. He's not getting that type of deal. I disagree because right. I don't know if he's going to get that deal anyways because they don't have the money for the stadium. There's going to be a real problem when he gets to year six here, guys. They're I haven't said anything about it, but there's going to be a problem when it gets to that year. The Bears yeah. going to come up with money for that stadium. Yeah. Daniel Jones sells. Huh? Daniel Jones. Oh, okay. That's like, what, a five-year, $160 million? Four-year, wouldn't it? Okay, it was a four-year, hundred sixty million. That's overpaid like a motherfucker. But that's what I'm saying. Quarterbacks going to get paid. Period. Right. They're going to get but not paid. like Hurts numbers. I'm saying. Well, well, if if Fields do like I expect him to do, even if he doesn't make it to the Super Bowl, just make us into the playoffs, he's going to get paid. Oh, I agree. He's going to get I paid. Agree. I, I and, agree. And it's going to be close to fifty million because <laughs> every year. The next guy up makes more. That's how they do it every year. Okay. okay. So All he's right. going to get paid. Retro says in two years, Fields will, will be the highest player in the NFL history. Nope. Draft his successor now. I would say no. No. if you were going to draft his successor, it would be next year because we have two first-round picks, and they could both be very high. One could be the first pick in the draft if the Panthers are that bad. Mm-hmm. We could be looking at that. USC quarterback. He's not a leader. I don't know. What, but, you see no matter what happens, there's an, there's an insurance policy no matter well, how you know. quarterback is. Right. Caleb Williams is not a leader. You see, they got a new coach, man. Maybe that can be coached out of him, man. And leadership could be 
Well, into him. That's uh, I, who I think that's Arizona. Arizona Cardinals coached him last year. I think that he's coaching them now. No, he's that? in Thailand, ain't he? In Bangkok or some shit, banging. He, uh, came, back, he, he came back and got a job. Yeah, he went to Bangkok and did this do. I guess he had to get his mind right. Got his mind right. Now he's back. Yeah, he got a job at I want to say USC. Yeah, yeah. I think well, he's the head coach of USC now. So. We'll see how that plays out. Well, I don't know how much he made uh, Kyler Murray Murray a leader. Man, Good Kyler point. Murray playing Call of Good Duty point. and shit, eating Doritos. <laughs> so Lincoln Riley's the head coach of USC. Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Lincoln Riley's the head coach yeah. of USC. Wait, that's not the guy from Arizona. No. That's um, – He came um, from Nebraska, didn't he? Kingsbury. Yeah, Kingsbury's from Arizona. Kingsbury. But Lincoln you know. Riley, I think, came out of uh, Nebraska, I think. Yeah. yeah, I think Nebraska, yeah. All right, guys, I have another question from chat here. All right. So, um, let's see. Uh, high, highest ceiling. Who, who's your guy? Oh, Any Oklahoma, round? bro. Oklahoma. Mm. What was the question? I'm sorry. High. <laughs> I got a question for you. John Robinson. <laughs> it's like you're hitting the button way too fucking fast in Jeopardy. I, 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 I know the question. I know the answer. No, no, no. no. I was answering his question by Lincoln Riley real quick. I'm sorry. No, highest ceiling. Who's your Who's your guy? Any round. Highest ceiling. Sure, you're going to love my answer. You're first. Sec, second rounder. You're going to love this answer, Shorty. Who is it? 30 seconds. Who is it, Shorty? Darnell Washington. Ah, fuck you. You can't take my answer. You motherfucker. You couldn't even remember your answer. I knew my answer. I didn't know you were taking my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Second round, Jamar Gibbs. Ah, like it. I like that a lot. You're up. I next. got another one. But... No, no, only one. PJ, you're up next. Um, <laughs> highest ceiling. Come back to me. All right, you're up next. Uh, triple R. Yeah, that's that's one hell of a question. I mean, it's a lot of news in this draft. So yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it consistent. And go with uh, my man Tommy Adebori. Mm, I love it. Because I'm saying that if I still get time on the clock, he's my Hall of Fame guy. So that's the highest ceiling. Mm-hmm. The Hall of Fame again. Mm-hmm. Okay. I love it. Sam, you're up next. I'm saving like you the, the pro day in the Hall of Fame. last. So. I like uh, since he took Addy, I want to go uh, Keon White. I think if we don't get Addy, I think Keon White will be the next guy at three tech. Think he could be dominant in this league. Mm. And and by the way, uh, Cliff Kingsbury is the quarterbacks coach. That's what he he got hired. No. He was quarterbacks coach for USC, not the head coach. Ah, he's back to college though. That's good for him. <laughs> yep. Sell. <laughs> right. You yep. are up next, my friend. 
Who's your highest? Moody, skill? kicker from Michigan. Think <laughs> 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 got jokes. No, um, I would say uh, the highest ceiling. That could be right. Um, offensive tackle from Ohio State. Dewan Jones? Paris. No, Paris Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. Johnson. Left Man. tackle or right tackle? Left. Left. Yeah, I would put him at left too. If we picked him up, I would definitely put him on the left side. Yep. And move Braxton to I'm sorry. I'll leave that alone, bro. <laughs> Cause I know where he's gonna go. I'm gonna leave that one alone. To, I'm gonna whoa, give you um my answer would be uh Zach Harrison. Is that the, the tackle or the defensive tackle? Offensive That's tackle. the Damn. defensive end, Ohio State. Defensive end, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's projected to go to either third or fourth round. I think if you can untap him, he could be the highest uh, ceiling there. PJ. You know, you know I, PJ, I think that you're done with this show. <laughs> I've had enough of you. And stealing my ideas, PJ is done with the show. All right, I was literally pulling this up as my guy, and you stole it from me. So, PJ just changed this, he now went with Luke Van S. <laughs> no, I'm changing it now because I'm gonna have to go with the guy that I first came up with, which is um, this guy right here. Hold on a second. Clyde Jacanzi. Yeah, I wouldn't know who that is. <laughs> Clyde Jacanzi has the biggest upside for me. Like, if, high if risk, you, high reward. If you could just, if he could be great with those short arms, maybe one day he could be. We could be going, man, we were all wrong about those short arms, you know? Short arms and only six foot one. Yep. Right. Only, he might have he might have that so like said, only 285 pounds but they always well, move guys with short arms into guards so if if, if he's <laughs> if he's going against guards all the time and he has that leverage with a six foot frame and all that like lower body leverage wouldn't in his quick hand movements isn't it possible i'm just saying it's, it's possible lamb based me <laughs> dude what the fuck? Why didn't you say fucking uh, Darnell Washington, you bastard? Because you took it from me, you mother. <laughs> I changed mine for you so you could take it, you son okay. of a bitch. So Sorry, it's Mom. The, it's, Not Darnell her. <laughs> it's Darnell Washington. Look, mother, I just yeah, mother, I I think my mother's watching. I almost said motherfucker because like, I think my mom's watching. <laughs> I'm sure she's probably You, you almost said what? I cannot. I cannot. A boat to that. If my mother's watching, she has to know I'm going to say motherfucker. I don't, you know, it works. It works in that, in that if phrase. If she's watching, just say mother father. <laughs> mother father, yeah. <laughs> that was a good question, though. Any uh, more questions before we get out of here? I, I have like eight more. Yeah, but they're all like a bunch of all right, 30, Back to 30 seconds because we got off the clock. Okay, we did. So, uh, St. Omni wants to ask who would win in a fight, PJ or Cell? I answer that right now. Wait, hold on a second. PJ's older. You go first, PJ. 30 seconds. No, I'm going to give it to my younger brother. I'll let him answer. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Cell. 
PJ. No explanation? PJ, nope. That's it. Okay. Oh. Because PJ's got cop tires, cop suspension. Dark out, he's wearing sunglasses. PJ got wisdom. (laughs) Damn. Well, that can answer the question because we're we're, we're six years apart. Oh, if, okay. If one of the combatants is a guy, that's it. Say it again. All right. I guess I guess I like Marcellus now. No, I said he's been whooping your ass since you were a kid, so. All right. So, to no. Honest, to be honest, though, he's one of eight brothers. Eight? Yeah. Wow. So, I'm the youngest out of ten. Wow. God damn. You right. got your ass with so, a lot. And it was nine boys and one girl, so I, I didn't have a chance. So is your sister in and, and butch-like just because all the boys up around upbringing? Say it again. Is is y'all sister, you know, kind of butchy because no. being around all them she's boys? She's second to the oldest. Yeah, she's the second to the oldest. Oh, uh, so she wasn't around none of y'all then. Huh? Right, right. <laughs> all right, so, so PJ, you have 30 seconds to explain all the reasons why you would kick your brother's ass. <laughs> I think within our within our family dynamic, we always give respect to our older older brothers or older sisters. Our parents taught us how to respect our elders, so we always give way to the older one. That's basically what it comes down to. Wow, respect, respect, your respect your elders. Much love, man. Much mm-hmm. love, man. Mm-hmm. Y'all parents from the south. Arkansas. That was really that was really nice, PJ, but I'm really starting to get pissed off because you are making us look like a bunch of fucking dicks. Such <laughs> <laughs> a derelicts, right? <laughs> I bring my mother on here and I swear at her. <laughs> piece of crap. You piece of crap, Shorty, swearing at mom. I'm here. You, you are a uh, serious pilot. <laughs> Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful, Sal. So. All right, next question. All right, next question. We have, uh, let's see, where are we at? No, no, everybody else didn't answer that, though. Oh, wait, yeah. Oh, oh, so I, you're, oh. Up, you're, up, you're up next, Sam. Hold on, let me get the timer. It was just y'all. It was just y'all, I thought. Wait, so it went, it went uh, no, that was that was a question for you two. So that, okay, that's a okay, 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 okay. Yeah, so uh, let's see. Um, let me remove that one. So, um, good one. Hi, uh, that one's gone. I'd love to hear Foster's chat name poem at the end of the show. If you got it, Shorty, I'd Classic. love to hear Fa- Foster's chat name poem at the end of the show. The old, if you've got it, Shorty. Oh, the one of y'all said last week. To the chat. Yeah. Should we save that for the for the end, Foster? He's like, he's like, I'm gonna hold on. Let me get a cup, couple of drags on this cigarette. <laughs> you save that for later, Foster. Dude, dude, so wait, wait. So you're reading that thing from J2K, and I'm going, man, where the fuck did I put that thing? How did he know about it? <laughs> hey, I'm serious. I'm looking for the cheat. Real quick, if we ever need like some material about it, like. Three or four weeks ago, man, I wrote down so much crap. It's fucking a joke. It's a joke. And then I just set it on the side. 
Uh, but actually, Jake, there is, there is, I am going to, I'm going to update that because I came up with some better shit and I added eight more names to it today. Mm-hmm. All triple right, so R, triple R, you're not in it because I got a whole fucking thing. You, you get all this, you get a whole thing yourself, dude. You got 30 yeah. seconds, man. Oh, wait, that, that's for the end of the show. Get your poem ready. Yeah, man. I'm not. Oh, I got to read it? Well, no, the, don't you got the one that you recorded last time? No, but I could Cigarettes. get it ready. Has, has, wait, does Cell, uh, PJ, does Cell know about Drippy Dicks? I don't think he does. I don't, think he does. I don't want to know about Drippy Dicks. <laughs> oh, well, no. you're, getting, you're getting up there. You're six years younger than your, your brother. You, you might want to get your hand on a package of these. Greetings. I'm Dr. Dick Richards. Have you ever thought you were done going pee Only moments later to find a drip or two or three in your underwear? Have you ever felt ashamed? Well, feel ashamed no more. Even the iconic legendary musician Elvis Presley has had his own share of drippy dick. For all the males and the day, them, there, though, thou art out there. Anyone with a dick, I've invented a revolutionary patented design called drippy dicks. Our state-of-the-art patented design can absorb up to two and a half cups of pee-pee. adhesive side down in your banana hammock. Watch drippy dicks go to work. The banana hammock is still dry. Just look at that absorption. Drippy dicks. Made by a dick for a dick. Drippy dicks. Oh, I just now see that you actually had on those underwear. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Well. Hey, you know what, Shorty? Too bad we didn't have that thing, that piece I did last week where I said, oh, before we go on air, I need the, the link for that. Well. Because it should go right after it. Could we go right after that? Right, right so after or right before it? One of the two. What's going on there? I'm over 50. <laughs> So uh, I might have to have that drippy dick. <laughs> I, had, I had a problem with that the whole last weekend, so I got a case coming. I would oh, be honest. I was, I was talking with Aldo. He's like, "Yeah, I was. I was. I went to the. It was somewhere. He's like, I went to the bathroom, and I fucking was taking a piss, and I thought I was done, and I, I thought about those. I thought about that drippy dick commercial, and I was like." <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. That's oh, well, listen, here's what you do. You get some uh, tampons, and then you repurpose them, and you rename them Drippy Dick, and sell them to men at a at a much inflated price. Shut up, Triple R. You're ruining the strategy. Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'm with Cliff, Vic- I'm with Cliff Victoria. You can't unsee that. <laughs> Man. Oh my god. <laughs> Retro. Mr. Shorty, how does your your anal leakage work? Oh wait, wait. Mr. Oh, Shorty, man. show your anal leakage video. Sorry, I read that totally wrong. <laughs> oh, I was laughing so hard I saw it wrong. Oh, oh my god. What you shorty, you pants? You shorty? Oh, J- J2K, <laughs> did your mom know about Drippy Dick? Of course. I, she was like one of the first people I sent that to. She cried laughing. <laughs> Dang. Man, you know, that's fucked up, Cell. By the time the hand-me-down draws get to you, all them skid marks was baked into them. 
No hand-me-down draws. No, 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 my brother. No, no, no. Fuck no. The only thing we hand me down was we had to save the bath water for each other. I don't know that that's much better. Oh, that's terrible. I'd rather have dirty bath water than dirty draws. I don't know. It's only. I don't know. I'll take the little bit. I'll take the little bit amount that you get on the drawers. Otherwise, it's all over your whole fucking body. Because no, the drawers, no, at least you no. throw in a washing machine and put them on. But like, I just washed my ass. Go ahead and get in that water. No, but you got the skid marks permanently in your drawers, though. That but they clean. Get with you. That's they clean. What you guys have to understand. What you guys got to remember is, when you're kids, you don't stay in the bath water very long. No. Hey. So and not a lot of water stays dirty. in the tub. The water ain't getting very dirty. That's <laughs> right. true. Right. Yeah. You can you can do all the math you want. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It took about a week for my mom to literally drag me by my hair into the bathtub when I was a kid, so... I'm sure yeah, that was water was dirty the minute I got in it. She drugged you a lot, didn't she? Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she needed to. <laughs> Drugged, dragged. She did a bunch of it all. Sticky dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Made by a dick for a dick. If you look at, if you watch the beginning of the video, so so what I what I made this. Oh, it, I'm sorry, it's not me. But what this person made this out of was, if you watch the movie. Um, um uh fucking what's what's the movie uh anchorman he when he gets into like when he's dating the 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 um the the blonde christina female applegate. yeah christina applegate they start they get into a fight and like later in the in the movie he's like calling her from his office he's like in his he's like hiding behind his window he's like he keeps calling her for different things and she's like answering the phone he's like yeah this is uh so and so and she's like I can see you, you know, and finally he calls you like, he's like, yeah, this is, this is the Dr. Chim, uh, Dr. Chim Richards. She's like, yes, yes, I'm your doctor. And then she like looks, looks over at him and him and the other guy are like David Cordell or whatever. They're like laughing their asses off and like hiding behind the window. So if you look at the beginning of the video, I wore this, like I literally, I, I bought this fucking suit down here in Atlanta for a Halloween costume to be the anchor man and so i decided to use this to make this and i say my name is dr dick richards meaning i'm the brother of the character he was pretending to be when he was talking to christina applegate look greetings i'm dr dick richards have you he was like i'm dr chim richards i'm your doctor she's like i was like oh i'm dr i'm dr dick meaning i'm using my dick yeah, we, a, we, got it, the, we, we got it. We got it. We got it. We got fucking it. thank you. I'm glad I had to explain that to you guys. Jeez. Oh, well, you could have stopped like 10 minutes ago. We just. Greetings. I'm Dr. Dick Richards. <laughs> but you see, but I could have cut you off when you said Will Ferrell because he's goofy and sometimes funny, but that's that Most white people hate him. funny. And I can only people take him with certain amounts. Right. I don't know now. I like Will Ferrell. He is funny. I love Ferrell, but. A lot of people don't, so it's like you never know. How long ago was that, Shorty? <laughs> huh? How long ago did you do a video? Uh, like uh, eight, Two six months ago. ago. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. That's I like literally a lot of gray hair since then. Huh? You got a lot of gray hair since then. 
Oh, no, hey. I actually I dyed my beard. Okay. I, I like I my hair was like dirty, so I I put a bunch of like uh, Yeah, we got it shorty. We got it. We got it. And I pulled it up to like okay, that. We, no, okay, stop, stop. Oh wait, you want to see it again? Is that what you're saying? Greetings. I'm Dr. Dick Richards. Have you <laughs> That's classic though. I like <laughs> Man, you guys are Fucking awesome, seriously. Hey, uh, we done with the questions? No, we're not. No, I I, I just want to say, that. man, that have you ever been out at the bar late at night and drank 15 or 20 beers? <laughs> Go to use the stall and you got a little problem because somebody's rubbing on you? Well, I use Drippy Dicks, and you should too. Anytime wait, you're wait, having wait. a problem down there with leakage, wait, it's wait. the way to go. All Who's right. Who's rubbing on you? Yeah. That's what I wonder. Who's rubbing on you? Wait, what, what's, what's happening in the bathroom? He He's said they were rubbing on him. <laughs> <laughs> so if you go into a bathroom, only guys rubbing it. Only guys in the bathroom who's rubbing on you. Well, it it's a small fucking bathroom, Marcellus. Quit the quit fucking with the details. You're just like PJ, man. Uh, I'm, I'm just going by what I hear. <laughs> rubbing pee holes. And you can definitely tell you guys are our are, are brothers, that's for sure. <laughs> He's rubbing pee holes with each other. <laughs> Marcellus, I definitely these guys know already. I hope you don't take anything I say serious, dude. You don't know me. <laughs> I, thank I, I, thank I fucking a, God, because your brothers, one of, one of you guys is enough to know. Thank God. I'm back to different of Uncle fucking fucking Foster, because you say a what? lot of shit that's real, that's real serious, that we can all learn from because of your experience and your maturity and all your mistakes. And so that shit is real. Wait, hey, Triple R, what did you call him again? Say that again. <laughs> what did you call Uncle, him again? Uncle fucking Uncle Foster, Musty motherfucking Musty. Foster. <laughs> so I mean, we See, know he knows me. And joking around, but like he's lived a life, and we we can learn and glean from that shit. That is a perfect name for him. Did did I did I ever tell you guys how I really am called fucking Foster? Back, back, yes, back in the day, man. When I told us 18 times, fucking Foster. We've already heard it before. I don't, I don't think so. I don't remember. Well, she before. hasn't heard it, so. So, so yeah. real quick, back in the day, I'd, I'd go out and I'd be coming down the alley and everybody would have their beer and their weed or whatever, and they'd be like, fucking Foster's coming. Stash your shit. So as, as time goes by, I'm not, I become less of an asshole. So I, I go to these men's retreats. And I walk into one last year, and all of a sudden the guy's screaming, Hey, fucking Foster's here. Come on in, dude. How you doing? <laughs> and we're yelling, and we're talking, right? So we're talking, and, and all of a sudden the priest says, It's cool, Foster. Do you mind Do you mind if you leave the church and we'll continue this this uh, this bullshit session after we finish the, the mass? Wow. So, but, like, when shit happens, like... Like Shorty said something the other day on, on the, the last episode we did over there. At the end, he didn't catch it, but he goes, fucking Foster. So that's that's really how that started. But you'll say it without even knowing it. I don't know why. Shut up, how Foster. How many times have I said that myself? Fucking Foster. 
You just your your personality brings out the fucking Foster. Because you go, Uncle fucking motherfucking Foster. (laughs) Uncle fucking Musty Foster? No. I got I got Vinnie Parisi to say fucking Foster on a show he's not supposed to swear on the other day. (laughs) Where's Sam will go? And I kid you not. He goes, Oh shoot, I'm not supposed to, but fucking Foster. Yeah, where did Sam go? We lost Sam. That name is too close to Sambo. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. I, I don't know. It, it's too close to say. I was thinking that. Like, I don't. I don't want to say it. But it's too no, Samuel was. It's, that's uh. He was a, a actor with uh martial arts. Samuel, the Asian dude. <laughs> so Samuel, See, look at this shit. Like, Samuel. Retro no, just Samuel. look at this man. Wait, m- holy retro, shit! I'm the you. Foster. Do you man? I am the butt of every joke, and I love it. Where did Sambo go, man? Sambo. Sambo. He said, Sambo. Welcome like Richard Simmons. <laughs> Wait, so Retro, retro is asking Come on, you, boys. Foster, let's go. <laughs> do, you, do, do you manscape on those chin balls? He's asking oh. you. Oh, damn. I don't know. You, you tell me, Metro. Wait, wait, you know what chin <laughs> balls are, right? <laughs> you don't know what chin balls are? <laughs> no, I don't. Oh I don't. I don't. I don't do blowjobs, so I never had chin balls. Yeah. Oh Lord! <laughs> I might right, get one, question. but I won't next do question. one. Next question. Is mom? <laughs> is mom still watching? Crap! Next question. We have next one question. final question. So this is the question of the night from J2K. I'm so curious. If Carter was there at nine, do we draft him? And would you guys be upset or happy? Go. Who's first? Cell, uh, go. Go. Clock. Shorty. Shorty? No, let's go around. I'm so curious. If Carter no, is there at nine. Cell, you go, Cell. Then you next, Triple R. Down to you, Foster. We'll put the clock on again and start the clock. Oh, oh. Clock. You said me I'm first? Sorry. Right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, I'm so curious if Carter is there at nine and we do draft him, will you guys be upset or happy? Sell, go. Uh, that's kind of like a two part question. I would be happy and I'd be upset. <laughs> I'd be happy because we know the upside to him, but then, like, since he takes plays off, I'd be upset. So I would trade down, but I, I, I don't know what I'd be. <laughs> I don't know. I'm confused like Carter is. Uh, that's gonna be like me going to Swifty, like fuck you, Swifty. That's like the exact answer I'm gonna say, but I'll, I'll try to reform mine. You're up next, Triple R. Carter's there at nine. Draft him. Be upset or be happy. Start to oh. I would be upset because I think we can get better value for that pick. Still, I would be upset because I'm not a fan of his on the field or off the field red flags. Um, but in 10 years, as the pontificator said, if he's a Hall of Famer, of course, at the time, we'll be like, oh, cool, you know, PGT, you know, Poe's got this. You know, I should have, you know, you have been a believer because he picked him. In polls we trust, right? PGT. Pontificator, I love that that's working. It's, it's, it's sticking around a little bit, isn't it? I love Fucking the- triple R. Motherfucker. Fucking Foster, you're up next, man. I'll fuck if- many a mother. <laughs> if I get the, get the fucking 
I would be yeah. fucking happy as shit yeah. because I trust polls automatically. Paul PGT polls. Are you saying you shit. love polls? <laughs> I love polls, especially the one that I use. No, I would be happy, dude, because that means polls made his assessment. Polls and Eberflus in that meeting they had last week, everything went well. They feel that they'll be able to put this guy where he belongs. Fuck, Triple R, I am a walking red flag. So, shit. He's, if he gets the second chance, he better make the fucking most of it. I'd be happy now, but if something went wrong, I'd be like every other fucking bear pan upset. PJ, go. Um, I would be apprehensive because uh, my feelings about Carter, I'm, you know, make me kind of suspicious of it. But if Poles and Eberflux have enough faith in him to draft him at nine, I get me a certain level of comfort. So I'll be apprehensive at best, I guess. <laughs> mm, okay. I guess it's my turn. No, it's your turn, Sal. Go ahead. Sal's already went. I already went. Oh. I went first. Okay. I was in the wrong order. Okay. So it's my turn, which means that I'm going to go. I agree with Cell on this that I, I just, I honestly <coughs> don't know. If, if, they, if they drafted him at nine, I don't know how I would feel. I, I would have emotions of like misunderstanding and thinking, oh my God, what the hell? But then I would immediately go to my normal bear thinking of just, okay, well, this could work. And then I would try to make the best of it in my own head. And I would think... God damn, I hope this guy's good. Just like I did Trubisky, and I would be on his ass to be good. And then he would, if he sucked, he would suck. If he didn't, he would be great. And I, I it's just kind of like, I don't know. But I would support him no matter what. I, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I would support him. You know, you yeah, know like, all right, let's get it, kid. Yeah, but absolutely. I tell you this, if Poles reached out and took Carter at nine and Carter's a bust, mm-hmm. oh, that's not good for Poles at all. If he was terrible... Right, but if it, if like Detroit got him, that kind of brings us to the question of the show, uh, of the the thumbnail of the show. Would you, or do you think, or would you, in any scenario, trade up for any player in this draft, or do no, you think no, Barrett would? No, 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 no. A collective no, right, Foster? That's a fuck no, Foster. You're muted. 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 Put your head. No, you are muted. There would be a scenario where I could possibly trade up in the second round, but I doubt it. Yeah, there's only so one or two guys I would do it for, but not in the first. There's only one or two guys I would do it for in the 30s, probably late 28 30s. And the only reason why I presented that question is because I saw something online where someone, some you know, some guru made some uh, draft scenario. Only because he's bored, where the where the Bears traded up to like Seattle's pick to get Carter because they didn't want Detroit to get him. Well, if you were that worried about Detroit getting him, you wouldn't have fucking traded the first pick that down that far, right? So I don't think they're PGT, right? I made a uh, I was on a different uh, podcast to remain nameless, and and I made a joke last draft, and they they took it so serious that they made it like a 30 second short video about me, you know? So, you know, I can't fuck with them if they can't take a joke like that. But the right. joke was, Hey man, all y'all sound like some bitches right about now. 
And that was because at the time, it was after uh, the wide receiver that Poles passed on that went to Pittsburgh. Oh, Pickens. Because um, well, yeah. when, when uh, they, uh, we passed on Pickens or whatever happened, they were screaming and moaning. And it's like, all I could hear was da 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 Oh! da 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 So that's where my mind was going. And that's what comes back to my head when it's like, well, Detroit might get them. Fuck Detroit. You know what? There's a lot of talented players in this draft that we are not going to be able to draft. And you know what? Other teams are going to be able to get them. You want to be the best, you got to beat the best. Not that Detroit's the best, but whoever the fuck the best is, that's who we got to play. That's who we got to beat. I don't give a fuck who they draft. Stop sounding like some little bitches. Not mm-hmm. y'all, but the ones that be saying that. Right. On the other podcasts. Right. right. That's why I'm just going to – it's kind of like for every draft for me, it's like, you know, everyone spends all these months just – diving themselves into all these picks and trade scenarios and all the players that they want. And for me, that's, that's just, that's almost like self-deprecation. It's, it's, it's too hard for me to fall in love with so many players. So I like to break it down when I get closer like this, like a week or two before the draft, when I finally start doing my research, because I know I'm closer to knowing who the bears are really going to be targeting, what the needs are. And I can like, I only have a couple of weeks if that, of torturing myself with love for certain players rather than months of it. So like whatever the bears do is finally what it's going to come down to is going to be me going. I'm happy with that because I trust in the process that polls is doing. And I said the same thing with pace and I was wrong, but this whole thing, I I believe in, in polls. I really do. We've, we've all said it all night. And in fact, that should be the mantra. I, I should have made that the thumbnail of the show in polls. We trust. PGT, PGT. Yeah, that sounds better than in polls we trust. So, say it, shorty. Say it. Make it stick. PGT. PGT, baby. And P- what does that mean? Wait. Polls got this. Polls got this. Say it, shorty. PGT. Say it again, shorty. Swifty's trying to steal that from me. He told me. Polls got this. How about right, this? Right Who got this That's shit. fucking Foster's fucking copyright. PGTS. There you go. Let's recopyright it if, if Swifty's trying to use it. PGTS. Poles got this shit. That was my, yeah. Beautiful. That's how I feel, O-P-E. my friend. Oh, no. I, I said it, though, on his show, so it's already out there that I said the first place was when I said it on his show, and then he, re- he pulled me on the side and responded, I'm going to use that, blah, blah, blah. I said, go well, ahead, until- man. Until he proves otherwise, we can say that BC oh, no, it's says P PGG. PC PCP says we got P-G-G. the BCP to the PGT. Is that what BCP? I got yeah, it. You, got, you yeah. know me. I got the BCP to the TG. It'll go like this. You done with I got it. Yeah, PGT. You done with And then it's like. Then yeah, you have it in the you, back no, place. No, no. What is no. PGT? Polls got this. Yes. Polls got you this. know the BCP. Yeah, PGT. And down with the. You know, you know the BCP. Yeah, PGT. We like the PGT. Don't quit. Polls got this. Hang Poles on, man. This. I'm gonna. Hold on a second. I'll have something in two days, dude. The music producer in the center here, Cell, man. How do you want to make this? 
You done with PCP? Just give him my email. Yeah, you know me. Yeah. You know, yeah, you do know that, me. and then I, I got it. You know. Well, you yeah, got to put the polls back in there so you know done with Bears Country Podcast. And then I got it. Yeah. I'll get it. Yeah. I'll get it. I'm just making some notes right now. All right. Cool. Cool. GT Bears Country Podcast polls got this. Yeah, you know, just kind of work that hey, in. Hey, Triple R, you got a new nickname, motherfucker. It's called Master of the Bleeding Obvious. Master of the Bleeding Obvious. Captain's looking at him. I see what you did there. I, I take it the Chris Watts way. It's the Bleeding Obvious. You're the Master of the Bleeding Obvious, bastard. You see it, Chris Watts? Guys, St. Omni says the improv techniques of B BCT is astounding. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> guys, you guys, awesome. that, that was the final question. I do have uh, one more thing that Cliff, I have starred, which he says, because I love to end in Bears Country podcast, we have to end every show about food. So wait, wait, before you do that. Can I end with a joke and then you can end with your uh, about food? Of course, real quick? please do. Yes, please do. Oh, he's gonna leave when as I as long as it's not as bad as your brother. All right. You know how we was talking about short arms. You know the yeah. the line with short arms. Um, how does a midget scratch his nuts? <laughs> I think I know the answer, so I won't say that. Okay. How does say that again? How does how does, a it, how, how, does, how, does how does how does a short person how does Mid a dwarf a dwarf scratch his nuts very fucking carefully with his feet? He runs the tall grass. <laughs> Shit, that's not a scratch. That's a tickle. <laughs> you guys know why they call it a fucking hail mary, right? Because when they, when they threw the first pass, Jesus was on the cross, and there was no fucking way he was getting it. So Mary ran out of the crowd, ran down the field, passed the cross, and caught it. I'm going to hell. <laughs> Finish your uh, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking right, of food. I'm going to on food. Uh, oh. oh, this motherfucker is pulling out food, Cliff. Oh. This is called a country apple fritter bread. Oh, fuck. I put some Those walnuts awesome, in there, man. a little bit of a uh, little cocoa powder, and some a little dab of peanut butter with the go with the apples up in there. Damn, that's some of that weed up in there too. That was delicious. You mean the can of butter? Uh, yeah. No, I take this one straight. A little oh, bit okay. of uh, carboxylated weed in there. Decarboxylated. So you guys in with food, showing your food or whatever? Uh, well, we usually like every show that I've ever been on. Uh -oh. Cell has always ended with some kind of food, and somewhere, form or another. Have you guys ever had wagyu beef? No. That's that Japanese stuff, ain't it? Yes, it's like they massage this these cows, and the and the fat is there's like they like move the fat around in the entire muscle of the entire cow, so that it's like when they finally butcher it, it's just like. Marbleized with this delicious meltable fat throughout the whole thing, and wagyu burgers and wagyu—it's like wagyu ground beef is amazing. So Cliff is saying, which is odd to me, 
I ordered 60 Wagyu hot dogs today. You guys coming over to figure out what we can do with the big wieners. <laughs> oh, Lord. Slice them up and fry them or fucking slice them up and grill them. Nope. 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 Oh, I like mine with extra mustard, please. I'm sure Shorty's got some ideas. He likes things shaped like that or at least is involved with them usually. You put it in your mouth. This is on PJ, but I took that. I took that one for. You're welcome, PJ. I'll t I took the dick thing for you. I don't know how it became mine, but I'll take it. Trust me, you didn't take it from me. <laughs> that's, that's terrible, man. He took a dick for you, PJ. Usually it's a bullet, but he took a dick for you. You didn't take it for me. That's special, man. That's a special friendship. Most most guys take a bullet for the next guy, but. But he took a fucking dick for you. Oh my god! Murder is the case that they gave me. Last man. What? That's all I got to say. Oh, is the case. I need to be muted. You guys hey, uh, are absolutely amazing. Hey, I got a request, and y'all can keep talking, but I got to put this light on because Saint Omni want to see the the collection. Oh, the cologne collection. Oh, can, here we go. Can you see Hold it? On. Tell on. me Hold up or down. Let me let me enlarge that. I don't know how this became something, but apparently this, this cologne collection thing is a, a thing. Well, I a see thing Jupe, now. a Jupe in there. Oh, I here see we some go. Langerfels. I see Jupe. Yep. I'm gonna bow out of this one. Cow toys. Okay. Great flannel. Is that Brute Thirty Three in the background? I see Obsession right there in the green one. Was that Brute Thirty Three? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Like, I look look like that's some steps into the right. Yeah, that right there, and it looked like some looked like some Dracar. Uh that's that's Langerfeld right there. That's gray flannel right there. And then Jupe. Uh I don't know what that one is. I'm dying over here. Eternity back there. That looks <laughs> like some Aramis back there. Obsessions back there. Priceless, PJ. Hey, he got some of that Stetson. There you go. Hey, it's still got hey. Is that Burberry? Nope. Uh nah, wait, wait, wait. You got some dust on it, man. You do you use it still? Hey man, I smell good naturally, so I don't wear a lot of it. Okay, okay. I feel you. Where the fuck was you when I was here, living man. in the basement? I can smell it from here. <laughs> it smells like feet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that that would be close, yeah. Oh shit, that was me. That was me. Soap on the roll. Looks like some cognac. <laughs> Saint Emily says. Yeah, I would have to have smell of Altoids. Yeah. Nice jersey. Yeah. That's a nice jersey you got there. Yeah. I would need a whole show to show, show my cologne, so I'll have to. But I do not have this on a rope. Can I show? Wait, hold on. I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna show you my guys' cologne. I'll be right back. I'll be right oh. back. This is oh, you're gonna love this. I'll be right back. You guys continue talking. I'll be back in like 20. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't like wear a lot of it. But when I do it, I don't clean the bottles all the time. You know. 
You know, I try to keep mine in the actual uh, original packages. That way it doesn't get dust on the actual oh, box. box. Yeah, I keep them in a box. And sometimes I actually keep them in the, uh, when you have the like three pack case, I keep them in all in there. Now, let me ask you this, PJ. Have you invested in one of those little, uh, like the travel size where you can transfer from the actual cologne bottles or perfume bottles into the stuff that you can take on the airplanes with you? Because nope. I've I, seen those and I was thinking about buying a couple because when I do travel, I want to smell good. I want to oh. take my pheromones so I can hypnotize people. You know, oh. I need to travel with less than three ounces. What I, what I would advise you to do when you come to traveling, whenever I travel, I always just take one bottle of cologne, whichever bottle you're going to choose, and just use it that whole time. Well, but you see my bottles, they're more than three ounces, and you can't take that. I, I don't check. I always carry on. Oh, you don't put them inside your, uh, okay. Yeah, see, I always like, I would just put a bottle in my my luggage, mm -hmm. that same bottle, the same trip. Same way with like what I would do with gym shoes, because, you know, I've got a, I've got a bunch of gym shoes, I have a, well, a bunch of shoes, period, and a bunch of cologne. And whenever I go on a trip, I always just take one. Whatever, you know, I try to like take one or two pair of gym shoes or shoes. That way I don't, you know, have yeah, yeah, I gotta get that. I and was then, just like, because you see the collection as far as cologne goes. And if I do want to, you know, smell good, but traveling, it's always an issue because you can't, you know, take the bottles of cologne on a plane. Well, that's, you know, yeah, that's why I always, yeah, I, pack, I, I put right. it in my, uh, my yeah, I, yeah, I don't check that because I want my shit with me. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm I know that you know like I said whenever I go on trips I try to use just one cologne yeah. that way you don't have to have a bunch of different scents. I normally take two. Do you take two? Yeah. yeah. Yep. But one for business, small, one I for pleasure. Small bottles though. Like the testers? No, not really testers, but they're just like I say less than three ounces maybe. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. I put them in my little, um, like with my, my my bag with my soap and uh, like hairbrush and stuff like that. And Is that your carry on or your luggage? Inside my luggage. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. PJ almost looks like a hitman. Sorry. Who me? <laughs> <laughs> because you know, if Foster tried to to carry that uh, English leather right there on a plane, TSA would be like, "Fuck you." All right, guys. You guys, you guys ready for my wow. cologne collection? That's oh. one of those you get for Christmas that you never use. <laughs> and the gift pack. Yeah, like, like right. in 1980, dude. Got it in like 1980. <laughs> you still make English leather? Here, here, here's my cologne collection, guys. I don't know. Wow. It's been See, in this house for 20 years. You got one thing of cologne. This is my cologne collection. My mother-in-law bought me this like, a, like five years ago from uh, Avon. Okay, let, let, let me show it to you. Hold on. It gets better. That's real funny because you she bought it five years ago from Avon. They went out of business ten years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's that's the, that kind of adds to the point. Look at this. I'm joking. Wow. Don't know. Ooh, is that the Night Rider, dude? I got all of those. You got that one? My mom sold it. I got those. Wait, let me. What wait. is it? Let me smell it. I, I, it's a car. It. Let me smell it. It's a cologne with it's a car with cologne in it. it it's a car cologne, yeah. It's a car. Yeah. Huh. I got a 57 T-Bird and a Studebaker and a Mustang. I should go find them fuckers. 
Oh shit, that's some eBay type shit right there. I think I paid them off. You know what this smells like to me? Avon. Like, when I was a kid, I had like Old Spice, and my my shoes stunk. So I pulled like I pulled like <laughs> Old Spice in my shoes, and then my shoes smelled even worse. Yeah, that does. Yeah. That smells like to me. Yeah, old, old, old Spice with hot eggs. Yeah, it's like Old Old Spice mixed with uh, dirty shoes. Keep that in your Rotten eggs. when somebody parks too close to you and they got an open window. Sprinkle some of that shit in that shit. <laughs> you know what colognes do not last? Bath and Body Works. Really? The men's cologne, they smell good, but do not, they do not last at all. I would only recommend the uh, the lotions. Or right, the, right. I can't even say the body wash per se, because if you use a body wash, the body wash tend to dry your skin out. Okay. So you have to use a body wash in combination with like a moisturizing soap. Because now, when I now, use a body wash now, by itself, I tend my skin tend to dry out. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, go ahead, Triple R. No, I was just a grand girl. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Because while you're bullshitting, if we gonna be real, those Bath and Body Works bath bombs be the bomb. I don't know what a bath bomb is. Yeah, I don't do the bath bombs. Yeah. If you want to be real, you use soap, like uh, uh, um, gel. Soap on gel. a rope? Soap on a rope? No. Who's got that? Who's got that? No, Who's got no, no, that? No, no. you guys has that? Wait, bath, to make bubbles? Bath gel. Uh, oh, you make uh, a bubble gel. bath. Oh, not the soap on a rope. Is that, is, is that what you're saying, Triple R? You use like a bubble bath? No, it's 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 like bubble bath, but it comes in like this little hard ass ball. You throw right. it in the tub and it dissolves while the water's running and it makes it real bubbly, like Mr. So bubble you, so, you, so you don't take showers and take baths. Well, I, I take showers normally, but when I want to soak and relax, I take a bath and I would like some bubbles, some candle, maybe some nice music. To the top of the water. Okay, girl. You ain't never heard of Mr. Bubble? Wait, wait. Wait, wait. Bubbles, bubbles, motherfucker, bubbles. Dude, that smokes to the top of the water. Get the candles. Get the avion. Bubbles under the water. Get the avion. Unless I'm farting. You go, girl. Okay. You know what, though? A sugar foot. You know what? When we was kids, when we didn't have no soap bombs and all that, you know what our bubble bath was? Yeah, dish soap. No, Joy. Remember this that? <laughs> Joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, That's but I, I would like to think that our maturity, we have progressed to the time that we know that the stuff that we use to clean our pots and pans ain't necessarily the same shit we got to use to clean our skin. Right. Because you get out itching. Bro, bro when, here's what I learned. Like, we have a we inherited my mother-in-law's place in Florida. And the water down there sucks because there's like really no water table. It doesn't it doesn't go through mountains. So we put like a water purification system in the house with an RO reverse osmosis system at the sink. And dude, I'm gonna tell you guys what that you your body when you clean, you can just use that water to clean your mirrors with, and they become when you have perfectly clean water, it absorbs everything that all the dirt, all the bacteria, everything that you're wiping it with comes out in that water so when you're using it to wash yourself with your hair is cleaner your your body is cleaner it's almost weird like you almost get like 
dirty faster because your body is so clean. And doesn't it feel like you still have soap on you? No, it, does, it doesn't because that's that's what happens when you have soft water. Like right, water right, okay. Too soft, mm-hmm. it feels like it doesn't come off. Like it's like like um, water salt, like a, right. yeah, detergent on you or something. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. but that is only because they have to put a little bit of salt back in the water for you to drink it. But then they add a they are the reverse osmosis system at the sink in the kitchen that completely removes the salt. So you have like perfect water coming out of your sink. I recommend anybody to get a fucking R like a river, a river, uh, a and put it under your sink for 150 bucks. It's so worth it. I just did it for here too. I, we came back to Georgia. I put it in my house. Just a cabinet in the sink. Yeah. And your water, you don't use that for everything, but man, your coffee, your food, you don't have to put like oil in your your pasta because it just there's not there's nothing in your water, so it's, it's it 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 cooks everything really well. Your coffee is awesome. Let you know that just, great diner coffee? It's fucking it's clean water, this. man. Let me let me address retro real quick here. Uh, all man here, there retro all man here. No uh, <laughs> no queens of the night, just all man. But I do realize I do realize we have to take care of our bodies because no woman wants to feel a rough skin on a man mm-hmm. all the time. Right. Because as men, as you know, dick swinging. Hey, Tyson. 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 Hey, we got Tyson. that going on again, Triple R. Tyson, your voice sounds like We Tyson. represent the Lollipop Guild. The yeah. Lollipop Guild. The Lollipop Guild. So yeah, retro man, uh, you got to take care of your body, bro. Dude, take care of your like, body. when you when you use, like seriously, what we don't like, what he's what Saint Omni's saying here is, dish soaps have degreasers in them that shouldn't be used in the bath or water. So, like all your detergents, your for your 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 clothes, mm-hmm. for your when they, when you're like washing your windows, they like mm-hmm. have a. Even the, the the spray bottles to wash your windows with, you know, Windex has like a a carnauba wax that finishes when you're wiping. So you, if you take your finger and you wipe it on it, you're you're going to see your fingerprint on the yeah, on the window. Or, mm-hmm. But if you just use reverse osmosis water and clean your your mirror, and you and you you take your finger and go right across the mirror, you don't see a streak. You don't see the the oils from your finger on it. It took everything off the mirror. So. That's the one thing that people are not realizing. For 150 bucks, you can put an RO system under your kitchen sink and have clean water to at least drink. Are they easy to put in? Hmm? Are they easy to install? Very, 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 very easy. Yes. Very easy. Yeah. Remarkably easy. I I, I highly recommend it to everyone here. It's fucking. I highly recommend everyone take a shower once a day. Mm-hmm. That, too. <laughs> that too but unless you have like a water purification system in your house that pur- purifies your water you're still bathing in minerals and shit that you're using soaps and detergents that are like half of that or more of that detergent or soap is just to purify the water so it can clean your skin and then it ends up leaving shit on you still 
So like what they said when we put the, the, the whole home purification system is, and they said, take all of your laundry and wash it with no soap. It'll take all of the stains out of your clothes because those stains have been left over by the, by the, the, the detergents that have been put in, in that to like break your water down to make it zero again so it can actually start to clean it. But by that point, it's too late. So that powder. Well, that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's the thing we're saying, I think, is the fact that we actually need as men to be able to take care of our skins as well. Skin as well. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm like one of those ashy guys, PJ, you'd hate me. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just saying you, but like people hate ashy guys, you know, like I, I'm I, trying I, have to be like, funny I have like an ashy knee, you know, like, I, I never knew white people could get ashy. Oh, God. I never knew that. I'm, I'm like, a, I'm like Viking white though. Huh? Dude, a I'm, lot of them are assholes. I'm Viking white assholes. <laughs> No, sir. I, I didn't know that. I mean, I thought that was like strictly a black person thing for real. No, my my right knee. It's because like it's my it's the knee that I always like bend down on to do stuff, you know. So right. there's like a buildup. You know what I do? I take a pick of I take a piece of a uh, um, gorilla tape, and I'll put it on my knee for like four hours really? during the summer. You know, it'll get, it'll get it like nice and hot. I like put it on there when the, when my knee is dry. And then, like four hours later, when the humidity and everything builds up on it, I'll pull it off, and it'll take off like an entire layer of skin. It's disgusting. You don't use. <laughs> I do could you, do it right now. Do you not yeah. use uh, Vaseline on your knees? No, my wife is like, ah, oh, you gotta do this, and that. she keeps, you know, baby oil in the shower and a spray bottle. Yeah. Just spray your bottle, and it always works. It always feels good when I do. But I'm just we're talking about. Guy. Oiling your skin now. I know I went to the doctor about six months ago and they said well, I had like this spot on my leg and it kept getting dry and dry. I used to put lotion and that was, it itchy? was it itchy. Yeah, it was. I eczema. had one too. It was eczema. Oh, okay. So he told they give me, me the hydrocortisone shit that that like high that high steroid stuff. They're like yep. barely use it. Like, he, he, oh, yep. He gave me steroids for 10 days and use it. And that sucker, it cleared it up, but I, I got like a dark spot on my leg now. But then he said, <laughs> in the future, use cream instead of lotion. Mm. So I got to use like that uh, um, that uh, Eucerin-like cream. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I use that to put on to kind of like moisten my skin up or whatever. But they said the Eucerin is, is real good, but it's freaking expensive. Right. Mm -hmm. And lotion, I used to blend, I used to mix lotion and Vaseline together. Right. So now I put a little Vaseline with the Eucerin to try to like keep it moist. Well, you know, PT, uh, he used to have it. PT being my grandson, so uh -huh. he is. Uh, I used to, I put the Vaseline on and that clears it up. Mm -hmm. I just got to keep it moisturized, basically. Right. Mm. I think that I have I have this spot on my leg that was it's my whole like as long as I can remember it'd be like really itchy and I would scratch it and then it's like right on the inside of my knee. See, and mine was on the outside start, of my calf. Yeah, and all of a sudden it would start growing all this hair out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, that's weird, and then it would go away, and then it would come back and be itchy again. And I'm like, and like now it's just like this weird patch, just like uh, like a red spot. 
and I keep putting that eczema shit on there that the doctor gave me, but I think it's not working. So I have, I have to go back to the doctor. You do it for 10 days straight? Well, I shouldn't because that shit that I was telling about, that corticosteroid, that like super steroid, yeah, that'll give you like glaucoma and shit. You, doctor said the absolute very minimal that you can use and rub it around as much as you can. Okay. Like the more that you use of that shit, it could cause you to go blind. And I've had this tube for like. Hey, ask him about this. What? I can't see that. What is that? Hold on. You're okay. Up Wait, pull it up again. Hold on. Can you see it? Right there. Yeah, oh. it might be that. Yeah. Well, there's. Uh, I've had use. I've had psoriasis. That's for what I got 40, it for, psoriasis, yeah. I've had psoriasis for 46 years. It sucks. Shit. Uh, but this is a good product if you got psoriasis. Clobetasol Pro. I think that's Benadryl. what it is. Thank you. Okay, but so you you got to use it correctly. And if you get it really bad, because you don't want to let this go, dude. I had it from my head to the tops of my feet. I was, I was a, a big... You know how you could peel the stuff off? That's what my whole body was. Oh, that's terrible. when you get all flaky and shit. Yep. I was rip I was ripping myself apart so bad every night I'd have to fucking get twelve pairs of fucking bed sheets because I was washing them twice a day because I'd cover everything in blood. So now I'm on Humera. Have you probably seen it on commercials? Yeah. Yeah. And, and my skin, like if oh, you want to yeah. see my that's elbow, can you see by my elbow good? That's yeah, we got right there. That, that's psoriasis. Oh, okay. Put so it away. Put it away. Put it away. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing, Trip. Everybody in the world has psoriasis in their body. It's a chromosome disease. Is that it like remains dormant or becomes active? It's like for most reason. people, it becomes active when you're young. It's I've been dealing of, with it, like I said, 46 years, man. That's because of when the Anunnaki came down and they crossbred <laughs> their DNA with ours. And they broke our DNA chain, and then they fucked everything up, and now we have psoriasis. See, no, it's guy. basically it's basically just a zinc deficiency, and there's a problem with the way your your uh, immune system works, dude. See, I had this guy, I, I, I knew a Cheers. friend of mine. He was um, <laughs> he used to masturbate with some like uh, 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 oil, right? Yeah. And he was hoping to get larger. I'm like, what kind of oil are you using? He was like, shortening. That poor ass. That poor <laughs> white friend. That poor white friend of yours. Dude. <laughs> hey, uh, PJ, kidding. do you let you guys let him out every night? Be careful. <laughs> you know, but what PJ was saying, as we age, we do have to take care of ourselves. Absolutely. Because the shit we did. Not so much that we did the things that were done to us, like parent-wise. Right. As far as here, put put that dish soap on your ass and wash it, boy. And it's like that shit ain't good for you. Yeah, you right. know the shit that we ate that we got All from the, the grocery oil. store with the aluminum and the lead and cans and shit. Dude, I used to you know, play. I, 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 I had. I, I used to give play. Giving me, give me shots of whiskey for my teeth kid. at six. There you go. Have you guys ever held merc mercury in your hand? Yeah, my grandpa like gave us well, kids mercury. We were, we're gonna, like, we're gonna die from it. Cool, look how cool <laughs> this is. Yeah, you yeah. know, I just think yeah. you know, it's not talked about enough 
about men, you know, taking, you know, grooming themselves and taking care of themselves. I mean, you hear, you know, women talk about that all the time, but yeah, we as men need to do a better job of taking care of our bodies as well. Indeed. I just think, you know, it's just something we need to be able to discuss because some people just don't know. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not cool having all these hard, hard calluses on your hand if you can prevent it. Now, some people can't because they're constantly using their hands. But if you if you don't use your hands and you still got calluses like that, hey, <laughs> I think Foster need to take a break. <laughs> you're you're gonna want to jerk off. You got right hairy palms, man. You can't even talk about calluses with Foster. He makes him much. I'm trying to take. Well, shit, we are going two hours and twenty minutes. It's time for him to masturbate, so we got to go. Right. You guys, you know, oh, having a hard time seeing. It's impossible. It's it's fucking impossible to keep a show less than far four hours with you guys. <laughs> and I've been on it the whole time. You right. have been. Last time, I was like, man, I gotta go to bed. You've been you've been yeah, in and out too. Oh yeah, well, you know. Dan, don't don't fuck. Is it? It's one thirty here. Don't you got to get up in like five hours, dude? I it's do. Yeah. Here. All well, right, guys. Then, then we should. But he's out there in uh, Georgia. Oh, okay. Party, cool. party. Yeah, I'm an hour ahead of you guys, so I'm. I'm hey, yeah. so what? What happened to Samo? He just fell out, or what happened? Yeah. He, he must be part Irish too, right, Shorty? Oh, the Irish goodbye, just fucking out. Man, yeah, we'll get something to eat. But you know what, though, uh, to to answer you. Yeah, well, was he working? He was. Wasn't he doing something before he came? Like you know. He said, uh, my bad, I was picking up my lady from the airport and her flight was late getting back here. So he, he just uh, Yeah. But yeah. PJ, we appreciate you, man. Thank you very much for joining the show. This has been awesome. Like every one of you guys. You yeah. guys are what makes this work, man. I think that's I think the, the key to it is being able to interact with everyone in the chat with each other. That what makes it makes us go so long is because we're just like some guys in a bar room or at a game just hanging out, talking, and that's all it is. I mean, I think that's what makes it fun, enjoyable, easy to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Yep. And every one of you. Yeah, like like, like we could be sitting somewhere doing this with nobody fucking watching. Right. Yeah. Well, there's 13 people you know? watching, so there is nobody watching. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, that's going to change. You're, you're hey, 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 hey Shorty, do you know how many people watch the bar room tonight? None. <laughs> it's still up here. You got right me, now. man. I was gonna, I was gonna say zero because they're all they're, we're here. It's it's still here right now. Their show was supposed to go, but it's actually, still I want to say something real quick, guys, before we get out of here. I just want to thank say you guys for allowing me to join your inner circle and um, just um, allowing me to try to have my little insight on the Bears and. Just having fun. This is this is cool. I like this. I really appreciate the love. So, right on, right on. You, you know what? It's good that you can join hey. us. You know, as your as aspiring comedian and shit. You know, I know you ain't making no money from that yet. So you know, good. Hang out. Man, man, I'm telling you, man. I got you, sweet cheeks. It's all good. <laughs> Marcellus, you're a comedian? No, no. Far from it. No Come on, me. man. Uh-uh. And, and, well, I'll say this, dude. I I totally think you're all right. It doesn't even matter. All the shit that PJ's been telling us for like two weeks, what an asshole you are. Yeah, like, I find out he's not true. None of it's true. Shit. 
He was talking about you. I so. disagree. I know he wouldn't talk about me like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course he would not. PJ is a stand-up man, and that's why he is here along tonight with all of you guys, man. Seriously. Yep, I, I just you, wish uh, he'd be an asshole like once, man. Because like I said, he just makes <laughs> us all look so fucking bad. But no, no, I got to be nice. Hey, you got to understand, man. Uh, our parents raised us a certain way. You were raised and, right. And we both have such a uh, influence on young people's lives that if they come across what we put out here in public like that, We'll be like contradicting ourselves if we're not presenting ourselves a certain mm -hmm. type of way. Well said. Well All right, said. Now, now here, one more question. How Very many good. times did you pee in the tub before he got in it? Never. You better say zero. Never. Never. Because if he did, I would have told Wait, PJ, him. you were talking about that one time in 78 when you did that. No, you get, you got, well, at 78, and we, we got, we got beyond the part, part of, part of sharing bath water then but you guys oh, yeah. gotta remember we didn't always <laughs> i mean all of us didn't share the same bath water it's like the bath water was only good for two people yep after that second person gotta dump it out run some more uh okay so it wasn't for the whole crew no no oh, no, no. that thing would have <laughs> been black yeah, right. would have been black <laughs> right i would be like oh y'all got me watching that like, oh, this is crazy oh, right yeah. Okay, right on, right on, right on. No, no. I'm, I'm, I'm jealous. You guys had it made. My, my mom used to take me out back and chain me to a light pole and just holds me down. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what, what was that movie with Samuel Jackson? Uh, a, black <laughs> a black snake mode? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> black snake mode, yeah. She was like, I forgot, I forgot that wasn't even in the movie. I was, I was just talking about my real life. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! Well, well, gentlemen, ladies, moms, dads, yeah. brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, cousins, uncles—it's been real fun, aunts. Yeah, Triple Absolutely. R. Thank you, thank you for helping me end the show. I appreciate that. I need it's it. been fun. It's been real, <laughs> but it hasn't been real fun. <laughs> uh, I, I want to thank. Let's just thank everybody here in chat. Retro, squeegee, like. St. Omni, Cliff Victoria, J2K, Cliff, right. Samo, up the, J Factor, list. I'm sorry, uh, what's Factor, Factor 1, yep. uh, Cliff Victoria, J-Rock, Ford, what's his name, uh, James Ford, Jimmy Ford, Leo Factor, Factor. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy Ford, Ford, Leo Factor, Ford. Leo Factor, Leo Factor. Leo Factor. Mr. Factor. Mayhem, uh, 69, right. Retro Music Network. Retro. Man, we love you guys, and this is the reason why any of this works. And so gotta give honestly, a shout out. Gotta give a shout out to P Wheel as well as uh Little Shank, other people who tell me they watch the show but never join the chat, but they tell me they watch the show. <laughs> well, get them on, man. You got you got your bro on. Well, I can't have yeah, all I can people here. Then you, then you know everything. <laughs> Tommy, Tommy, Kenny, Linda, Terry, if you guys are out, I know you're listening, so text me when this is over if you're still awake. I like to Mr. give a Mayhem. shout out to Ronnie, Bobby, Ricky, and Mike. I don't <laughs> care who you like. 
Cool it now. <laughs> right. Cool it now. Cool it now. Ooh, you gotta cool watch it out, now. out, out, out. You're you gotta, gonna lose control. You, sh- you guys sure you want to do a beatbox in the show? No, we could. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so what are we into on bears, right? Didn't, didn't that your thing, Shorty? That unison bears? Oh, yeah. So so let's just end this with everyone. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. You are a part of what's making this continue and go. Thank all of you from chat from because you you guys are helping this. And anyone that wants to be a part of the show can be just email at below bears country podcast at gmail.com please like and subscribe and thank you guys again thank you guys again appreciate more of this kind of shit and guys next week open mic which is not open mic now which is now last call at house hall sorry we'll be going we'll we'll be going through the draft thursday friday and saturday you guys are all gonna i'm gonna give you an invite you are welcome you are welcome to come in and out, stay as long as you want. That looks amazing, Triple R. Are we doing the show next Wednesday? No, Thursday. We're gonna go one day later for the draft. Oh, you yeah, we talked about that, didn't we? So we yeah. talked about doing um a, like a, a a mock draft, a mock draft. Yeah, yes, no. we can do that. Yes, next Wednesday. Yes, so mock draft Wednesday, final mock draft Thursday. We're gonna be doing the draft live all day, all night long, Friday night. All night long, Saturday all day. All night long. You guys all come night. in and out, stay as long as you want. Anybody else who wants night. to join this, please email Bears Country Podcast at gmail.com. You can hop in and out. No video if you want, just audio, like Nomad or J2K Head, and you guys can be a part of the show as well. So, guys, I love you guys. Hey, cigarette I, man. You're amazing. And, um, Motherfucking I, Uncle fucking fucking Foster. Motherfucking Foster. This fucking guy. What's going on over here with him right hey, now? Hey, Foster, what type of cigarettes do you smoke? Marlboro's non-filter. Actually, right now, I yeah, roll the bugler, man. Nice. I know he rolling his own shit out. That's, that's man, old that's school. That's a right cowboy here. killer. Much respect that's for that shit, Foster. That's old school right there. Right. Much respect for that. You're not smoking Lucky Strikes. You're making your own shit. But do you have drippy dick? Uh, Goddamn right. Yeah, old drippy dick. But he has I'm Dr. Dick Richards. <laughs> so until next week, boys. Instead of drippy dick, he split dick. All right, guys. <laughs> we got to get Shorty to bed, man. We will see all of you next week on next Wednesday when we do our final mock draft before the draft when we will all be here again, plus more. We love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Peace. I'll try and have the older chant ready, man, too, for next time. The new one. You guys all be safe out there. Much love. You guys all be safe. Peace. My my closer. Where's my closer? (laughs) I haven't used my own channel for a while, so I'm like, where's my closer? (laughs) All right, guys. Peace out. Thanks, Shorty. Thanks, everybody, man. Everybody on a one, two, three. We end Bears Country Podcast on a Bears. Ready? One, two, three. Bears. 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 Bear down.